Hey, welcome to Narco Talk. I'm Greg. Yeah, I'm Lyle. And I'm Devin. We're the only podcast about narcolepsy brought to you by narcoleptics. We're kind of like a support system. Exactly. When you have narcolepsy, you can suffer from daytime sleeping and fall asleep at the worst times and in some of the worst places, and it's good to have your friends to talk to. Last week, Lyle, you were telling us how you passed out at the urinal of a Chick-fil-A and then woke up at the urinal of a Popeye's chicken. I don't know who thought this was funny to do this to me. I don't know who took me there. And uh, in the past, you know, I would have been I would have been mad um, or vented in the wrong manner. But, you know, these days I'm trying to look at the bright side. Uh, this time I ended up leaving the place uh, with a three-piece meal and two sides, so. Right. You got you to gotta turn those lemons into lemonade. So this week we're talking about family and how they can help or hinder. Looks like Lyle's out. Yeah, Greg, family has been a huge help. You know, I'm a big guy, and when I fell asleep making love to my wife last week, she was able to reach over to the nightstand and make a call to Uncle Pete and Cousin Joe, and they were able to roll me off her without any injuries to her body and whatnot. That's something I'll never forget. Good night, Greg. So it looks like it's just us now. You know, I, I could really go for some Popeye's chicken right now. Episode 75. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. you're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. There we go. Finally. <laughs> We're there. We're there. We've reached intro nirvana. Yay! Wow. We're all in sync now. <laughs> Am I still in? Am I good? Yeah, yeah you sound great. Okay, yep. good. That's as good as I can sound. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, I've held this shit back long enough. Like, so last week after we got done recording. Wow, hey, showrunner Frank oh. jumping right the fuck into it. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> you said just I, into I it. I know, well. Yeah. Wow. No, uh, before you jump into it. <laughs> geez, Sorry. no foreplay Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Well, we oh. lost sound again. Yeah. Whoa. Keep knocking on the table. Jiggling on my junk. <laughs> all right, hey, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we got it all worked out. The cur- the the courts have uh, bad feelings this week, right? We're yeah, we're crossing the streams. They're we- kind of medusid. So, are we on? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're yeah, good. We're good. We're okay, good. all right. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Welcome back to another professional week. <laughs> <podcasting> here. <laughs> it doesn't get more professional than this. What we're two minutes in. Yeah, 
It's good stuff. Not even two minutes. Actually. Wow. <laughs> you know, no, I was just going to ask everybody how their weeks were, and then you know, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I want to know about this text, man, Frank. We'll have, we'll talk about the uh, damn text. Uh, Everybody have a good week? Yeah, it was a good week. It was yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My week was back to normal. I had inventory at my job and back to a normal work week, so. Yeah. Yay. Feeling a lot like a, a more normal person this week. Cool. Yeah, I was just sanding floors. Oh. Dude, I, like, I've, like, taken, like, the workout regimen. Uh-huh. Yeah, incorporated diet into it now. Okay, so I'm working on like what I'm eating and shit, and I'm like really cutting down on the carbs, and it's really starting to fuck with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't get those carbs. You're not eating the bread like you were used to and shit, and it's just like really affected my fucking mood this week. Well, a lot of that sugar too. That'll bring your mood down if you cut yeah. that out. I finally had a little bit of sugar this today. I went and stopped at the gas station, got one of those cinnamon toast crunch. Oh yeah, milk. Oh, I love those cereal bars. Mm-hmm. And like, ooh, when you haven't had sugar in a long time, because I've been eating like a lot of oranges and shit Mm -hmm. for like my sugar, like natural sugars and shit. Right, yeah. When you have that first bite of fucking sugar, it's just so fucking glorious. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's so worth it. Like, wow, I haven't had this in a while. You know, it's like sex, you know, after a long time. You ever give up drinking soda for a long time and then get, get one? It's the same thing. It kind of is, um, for me, like, okay, soda went in stages. Like, uh, soda, like, I used to drink, like, regular full-flavored soda. Uh-huh. You know, like the uh, high-fructose corn syrup and all that bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and it has, like, your fake sugar and shit. Not, mm-hmm. not like the shit you can get. You can go to, like, the, uh, you can go into Walmart and, uh, Get like the real fucking Coca Cola from Mexico. Yeah, it has like the real sugar in it. And yeah, shit. and even like Pepsi and Mountain Dew have like the flashback now where they do the cane sugar instead yeah. of the corn yeah. syrup. Yeah, those are like super sweet. Yeah. So like I used to drink regular soda, and uh-huh. then like I was like, ah, I'm gonna try. I like Squirt, so I was like, I'm gonna try Diet Squirt and mm-hmm. see how this tastes. And I bought like a 12 pack of Diet Squirt. Diet Squirt has so much like citrus in it that when you drink it it tastes like a regular squirt hmm. so for like two months i just went on this fucking diet squirt kick <laughs> and so i went back to regular soda and i was like oh my god you can literally taste the sugar in this shit so i'm like i can't drink it anymore it's like hmm. all diet sodas now wow but now when i don't have a soda for a long time and i go back to it I, it's not the same like if i went like back to like cutting cold turkey and then going back to a regular soda i might be able to yeah, this is nasty. Let me get, give me a snapple. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but if it's diet and I drink it again, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm back to diet. So. Caffeine's a big problem. Yeah, for me. Kicking the caffeine. I can't do, what the fuck is the point of having like a Pepsi that's caffeine free? Yeah, right. It's ridiculous. It's, it is. Yeah. I agree with you about diet squirt. It's, I hate diet sodas, but yeah. di- my grandma gets diet squirt. Cause it's so high in citrus, right? Yeah, yeah, it tastes almost identical to regular yeah. squirt. It's one of the betters. Yeah. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Everyone's I, like, diet Dr. Pepper tastes the same. It does. Yeah, it After does. a while, what's really? bizarre is, uh, the, the, the one that like, like eluded me for a long time as far as like taste wise, uh-huh. tasting the same was Mountain Dew. Mm. But the longer you keep at drinking the diet stuff, yeah. diet Mountain Dew tastes like Mountain Dew to me. Mm. It's so bizarre. You just have to keep drinking it. <laughs> and now if I drink a regular like Mountain Dew, it's like, oh, it's awful. I can't do it. Yeah. See, I'm a regular Mountain Dew drinker, and that's why I have a hard time getting off the soda because that's so strong. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
All right. Um, so no, no, no more hot pockets, right? No. Well, oh God, no. no. Way <laughs> too many had, carbs. Yeah, I haven't had a hot pocket in a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. But you know, like, and then uh, yesterday, this was fucked up. My dog wants to go outside, and you know how we got snow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the snow's melting now. It's like forty degrees and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, forty and then thirty at night, maybe twenty something. Oh, I lost you. God damn it! These fucking cords. Lost you? No. I'm not even sure I'm in now. All right, yeah, we're back. So, like, it started to, like, the snow has started to melt and stuff. And so, like, in my backyard, like, it's just muddy. Muddy mm-hmm. as hell. Uh, I, this is the worst time of the year to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nasty, soupy, sloppy, yuck. Yeah, we're, I'd rather have the snow than this crap. Oh, fuck snow. I hate snow. I'd rather just not have any of it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I hate it. I hate snow. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's awful. It's like people are like, oh, I'll take the snow on the 24th and then the 25th and then the 26th and then <laughs> it can go away. And it's just like, no, I'm, I don't care about having snow on, I don't care about having a white Christmas. I could care less. So, you know, like the guys in the movie Alive, when they're out there freezing their asses off and <laughs> having to eat each other's ass. You know what I mean? Literally. I'm not talking about eating, like tossing salads and shit. I'm talking about they're having to eat each other up there. Do you think they were thinking, you know what? Yeah, we're going to die and I'm having to eat Felipe's ass over here. <laughs> Do you think they're thinking like to themselves, oh, this, but it's a pretty snow up here in the mountains. No, <laughs> the snow is what's fucking killing them. Snow yeah. kills people. Yes. Snow is an evil fucking bitch. It, it, black ice, you, you slip on that shit and you fall into a ditch and <laughs> snow kills people. You can talk about how beautiful it is until you're fucking trapped in it. And then it's just like, fuck snow. Fuck this snow. <laughs> Keep it at the fucking Alps if you want to go visit it. <laughs> exactly. Go visit the snow. There should be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Should be, yeah. Th- these certain select places, if you want to see the snow that bad, go visit it there. <laughs> That's funny. Which begs the question, then why are we living here? <laughs> that, that, see, there is no point to me living here. There is no point. Yeah, I the Midwest is terrible. It's horrible. A lot of people, oh, I live here because of the family. Like, half yeah. of my family doesn't even live here anymore. It's like, I don't care. I should just fucking pick up and move to Florida. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. I lived in Florida for seven years just prior to high school. No, don't live in Florida. I hear it's a lot better place since you left, Frank. So I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about going back, actually. <laughs> Property values have gone up. Yeah. Pretty much. No, I lived in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, my, my best friend lives in Jacksonville. Oh no! So kidding. it'd be nice to move down somewhere in Florida. My aunt lives in Bradenton. Huh? It's warm. I don't have to put up with snow and shit. That's true. Yeah. Although when it does freeze down there, man, you've never seen a bunch of more confused, fucking hopeless people because they don't have salt trucks. So when like the ground freezes, yeah. everybody's fucked. Like you don't go anywhere. Yeah. It was like a big event one time and. That was the it froze the one time when I was down there and I'm like holy shit why I'd be the only care? one out in the roads though that'd be kind of cool yeah because you can handle it, <laughs> I can handle it. and I drive a fucking Camaro which right. I'm telling you dude like driving uh, a Camaro in this shit holy <laughs> crap <laughs> scary it's very scary dude like, imagine my uh, car will only go into cruise control once you hit like 23 miles an hour I've had uh, to go so slow that I can't even put it on cruise uh, damn yeah dude but you know what I've never ended up in a ditch dude and I see like these trucks that barrel through and they're the oh, ones yeah. in the ditches, not my ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. People are also getting pissed off because they got to drive behind this motherfucker going 23 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of sucks. But so anyway, like it's like all like crazy, like muddy in my backyard now. And I didn't know this 
And so I'm going to take my dog out. My dog's name <laughs> is Benny. And I'm a big Bulls fan, so I named him after Benny the Bull, the mascot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love my dog, and he had to go outside. And, like, he gets so excited when he gets to go outside and shit. So I'm, like, walking him out, you know, and he starts to take off running. He wants to go to the tree and get chained up. So he can run around and bark at the other dogs, bark at birds, bark at squirrels, look at see if there's any bunnies outside and shit. And so he's running, and as soon as he hits like the ground, and I hit my first, I my my first step onto that fucking uh, slick ass muddy mud, because now it's like all that now all that uh, snow has melted and it's turned my backyard into like a pile of mud. Yeah. You know, it would be a pig's wet dream, Uh but for me, it's an absolute hell. So as soon as my first foot, I'm running with him. As soon as my first foot hits that fucking mud, I start slip sliding (laughs) all over the place. And my dog doesn't give a fuck. No, no. I I, seriously, I look like Goofy putting on skis. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I've got like one leg up in the air. You know what I mean? I'm like Goofy on the fucking slopes and shit and it's just like i'm all over the place dude i think i'm gonna fall on my ass and i'm like i'm like i'm pleading with my dog at this point who can't understand a goddamn word i'm saying <laughs> all these hearing is remember remember benny benny and uh finally he slows down i was like jesus christ benny you almost killed me dude i know you got a piss and you're excited and all this shit but Man, fuck all this mud and shit. It's disgusting. Well, good job not falling on your ass there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, dude, seriously. It was, it was scary. It was like, uh, I felt like I was like in that movie where the guy's like walking on the scaffolding and going back and uh, forth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running at the same time. So, I, very impressive. That's but, awesome. That's awesome. All right. What? No, go ahead, Frank. Uh, my kid, man, he, he usually like, likes fast cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, this past uh, weekend, before we recorded, um, the field next to the house was all frozen over and everything with with the snow and ice and all that. And uh, I, I've got a 4x4 SUV. We were coming to the end of the street, and I asked him if he'd ever been sliding around on it, like in a parking lot or something like that yeah. out in the open. Because I fishtailed a little bit going around a corner, and he acted like he was excited. Yeah. So I went ahead and just put it in four-wheel drive, went out into the field, and was spinning around doing some donuts and stuff. Yeah. My kid grabs a hold of the fucking seat and, like, throws his head back like he's terrified. <laughs> so, like, I didn't do it very long. I got done. I'm like, dude, that was fun. Like, didn't you like that? And he goes – he looks at me with, like, like complete, serious adult look in his face. He goes, I about died. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> You horrified him. I know. I would have thought that the kid would have been all about it. Uh, uh, his, uh, stepdad, he, um, he's got big trucks. So, you know, he's always talked about liking them. I figured, okay, he's going to be into this. And no, you've scarred the child. Apparently. Now you're going to go to like, you know, like the carnivals or fairs and shit like that. He's going to see the teacup ride, the biggest pussy ride at the carnival. <laughs> And he's gonna like have a stream of like urine going down his leg. He already doesn't like roller coasters. We took him to Disney World a couple years ago and he would yeah. not ride like Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, any of it. Right. Oh. And oh, you know what? This is probably where I fucking scarred him because uh, there was an Aerosmith rock and roller coaster mm-hmm. and I didn't know it did like a loop de loop little fucking 360 thing. Yeah. And he asked, does it go upside down? I said, no. I didn't think it did. <laughs> and he asked if it was fast and it's got a top speed of like 40 
50 miles an hour, and that's not really fast for a roller coaster, so I said no. Oh, no. Yeah. Now you're lying to the kid, making like him go it. upside down. I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying. I didn't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The Aeros- oh, fuck that one up. The Aerosmith <laughs> rock and roller coaster. That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, but then he points over to the fucking Tower of Terror where they take you straight up and drop you straight down. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go on that. And I'm like, no. Because uh, he probably would have shit himself halfway down. Have you been on one of those before? I have. Yeah. Where, like, you go up and, like, if you take a penny and you toss it up right at the time that you drop, you can watch it float. That's the last thing I would think of doing, but that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. because, like, the only thing I'm, like, riding those rides is, like, the equivalent of vomiting for me. <laughs> because you're not thinking about anything else while you're doing both of those things. It's not like when you're up there... <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, yeah. <laughs> when you're up there, it's not like you're thinking to yourself, you're getting ready to like fall at this rapid pace, and it's not like you're thinking about, oh, you know, I've got some yard work to do when I get home. No, you're thinking <laughs> like, when the fuck are you going to drop the ass out of this thing, and I'm going to go flying down? Same thing when you're puking. It's not like you've got other things going on, like, oh my god, I need to get, <laughs> need to get my taxes done this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing you're thinking about, this sucks, I'm fucking vomiting everywhere. So, yeah, like, that's the thing about those rides, the towers or whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah. giant drops. Yeah, or Universal Studios has the Doctor Doom Tower, uh-huh. and then like I think uh, St. Louis Six Flags has like the Superman. Yeah, yes, and, uh-huh. and not the one up in Chicago where you it's like a roller coaster yeah. and you're flying around and shit. But like this one, they take you up. And it's like Russian roulette. It's totally random as to which carriage is going to fall first. You have no fucking idea. So you're sitting up there, and you're like, what the fuck? Okay, you hear click, and you hear all you hear is screaming. So it's like, I wish I could be the first one. Because like, as soon as you hear that click, and you hear the screaming, you're like, oh, fuck, that's me. That's going to be my fucking ass. You know what I mean? And then finally, it clicks, and then boom, you have no time to think about it at all. I went on one in... uh, uh, Six Flags Over Texas. And it was cool because not only – it was kind of like a roller coaster built into one of these because like when it landed, you landed. And by the time you landed, you it actually uh, kind of went down into like a like a curve uh-huh. and you landed on your back. Oh, oh. yeah. They had one of those in uh, the Chicago park that killed a oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It was called The Edge. Oh. And they put it up, and then it was only up for like a couple of months before a guy got killed on it, and they took it down. <laughs> the edge of life. Yeah, that's, it was the exact same thing you're describing, yeah. though. It was uh-huh. a giant drop with that like roller coaster ending yeah. where you ended up on your back. Yeah. yeah. You ever do one of those uh, bungee drops at one of those? No, music I will parts? never do that. That's one thing I will never do is like a bungee drop. Don't yeah. man, I'm I'm not a big fan of heights or being upside yeah. down, and I. I don't even know how they got me to do it. Me, my cousin, and uh, Chad Ferris. Yeah. Uh, three of us went up in one. They, like, put you in this harness where you're linked together, and you're yeah. supposed to hold your arms in. That way, when you go down, you don't smack each other. Right. Before you come back up. Well, we go down. I'm fucking, like, scared shitless. I'm in the middle, right? And they drop, right? And all you, like you said, the click. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear the click, and then you just go straight down, like your head pointed straight down to yeah. the ground. And I'm like, holy fuck. I have my arms all clenched tight around the other two guys. Well, after the first initial bounce, you're supposed to let go. Not my fucking ass. I saw a video of it, and I'm just sitting there, like, yeah. <laughs> hanging on to them like a linchpin. Yeah. They're holding their arms out, like, trying to fly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I've been skydiving before. Oh, fuck no. I've jumped three times. Uh, really? Tw- twice tandem and once by myself. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. I know a guy up in Chicago that said he'll take me up and we can dive and just one of those things like trying to grab my balls and saying I'm going to do it. You know, they say the hardest part about that is just get, I guess getting yourself up there to, they say like it's really easy to jump out. Yeah, I, it was, to me, the hardest part was, like, you have to stand on the edge of the plane for a second before yeah. you jump. Yeah. And just that moment when you're standing on the edge of the plane and, like, your brain is trying to give your legs the symbol that you have to jump off this plane. It <laughs> right. feels so unnatural. Yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> it was, but it's, it's the opposite feeling of a roller coaster. Like, it's like everything is just serene and slow motion. And you know how when you do the big roller coaster drop, your stomach kind of jumps up into you? Yeah. Like, you never get that feeling at all. Huh. Like, I expected that the whole time. Right. But it's really just, like, really peaceful. And, like, you, for a while, you barely even notice anything being any different the entire time that it's happening. It's really weird. What's up with those people? And you've heard these stories, the people yeah. that jump. Uh-huh. Their chute doesn't come open. And there's been cases where people have actually survived this you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. Bounced, and they I mean they have some broken bones, but they lived. I mean, what is going on? And it's not like there's no such thing as flubber. You know what I mean? <laughs> flubber. It's, yeah, it's not like what was it? Was that the Nutty Professor? Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, fuck? yes. Right. You know, there is no flubber. But they landed people, in the mattress factory. Yeah, something like that. Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> Maybe they landed in my back, my muddy backyard, or something. <laughs> Didn't that happen on Get a Life when? Um, he lands in a mattress factory, then they blow the mattress factory up, or or what? I don't know, but I remember the episode of Get a Life when they're on the roller coaster and they're upside down. Yeah, like the the, the ride breaks, Frank, and they're in the roller coaster, and it breaks as soon as they're in a loop upside oh, down. Oh fuck that! No man. <laughs> so, so Chris Elliott and this guy oh. are just hanging upside down. Yeah, the the premise of this episode was it was the like the flashback episode of the sitcom. Yeah, and Chris Elliott and the other guy were falling to their death the whole time, remembering like all the best moments of the show. Oh, oh shit. yeah, <laughs> that was a great show. Yeah. yeah. I love Get a Life. If I ever had any inclination to jump out of a plane, what killed it for me uh, is this video I saw on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I mean, if you're squeamish at all about heights or jumping out of planes anyway, you might not want to hear it. But So this old lady did a tandem jump. Mm -hmm. She dove out of a plane hooked to a guy. Mm -hmm. Well, when he hit the chute, she fell partially out of the harness. And there was a third guy running video on like a helmet cam. Yeah. Yeah, she's hanging just by a little bit, uh, like on her legs and her hands, keeping her from plummeting to her death. And the guy whose shoot went off is struggling to try to get her back into the harness, and so's the guy running the camera. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those helmet cams, so I mean, it just caught everything that happened, but she, she made it the trip down. But oh wow, man! I mean, it's a I, surprise that that that, that didn't up, end up on like the GoPro commercial. <laughs> no shit, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you two could check this horrifying shit out, relive those <laughs> fucking horrible moments every day. Oh That's my funny. god! Yeah, I had a I had a video made when I did it where a guy jumped with me and like had a camera and like filmed it yeah. on DVD and everything. It was pretty neat. That's awesome. It'd be my luck that I'd be the guy that the harness would break or my chute wouldn't open and I'd hit and I wouldn't bounce. Oh. I'd just be on my way down and be like, wouldn't you fucking know it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. I recommend everyone doing it. Ugh. I would never bungee jump. I think that looks terrifying. Yeah, I couldn't bungee jump. Yeah, ugh. I watched an old Faces of Death. Oh, oh yeah, you know, like I think the original ones mm-hmm. were like real. A lot of it was real, yeah. but like I watched like I, when they got up in like Faces of Death, like seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. It was just like they ran out of shit and they didn't have nothing. <laughs> so they showed like this guy jumping off like a school. Like the top of his school doing a bungee jump and like apparently there's too much slack and he just like hits the ground. Yeah. It looks so fucking fake. And mm. it's like these guys are going to college. Can't they figure out, you know what I mean? And one of their classes figure out how much slack you fucking need. Right. And it just, the body looks so fake and it's just like, my God, why am I still watching these damn things? <laughs> I see some of those fucking things that you end up on like Tosh.0. Like where somebody will jump and get hurt. Yeah. Like there was one that was like, I think it was the last time I watched the show, in fact, where uh, this dude jumps off of a pier into yeah. what's supposed to be like a lake or a river. And the uh, it's not that deep. He lands and he starts screaming and you wonder what's up. And then he holds his leg up out of the water and it's like broke on uh, his calf. Oh and there's so there. many of those with Tosh.0. Oh. Like kids on the skateboards landing. And the next thing you know, like they lift up their leg and their leg is just <laughs> hanging there. Oh, yeah. gross. Yeah. 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 Right, right. It's nasty. It's, and it's not like, hey, I'm double jointed. <laughs> you are now. It, exactly. I'm double jointed <laughs> at this up. moment. Uh, but I guarantee you that kills their skateboard career. Which basketball player was it that did that? <gasps> was it Sean Livingston? Oh, oh that yeah. was gross too. I, I actually I saw that. Yeah, oh my he's, god. He's from Peoria. I actually yeah. met the dude. Oh no kidding. Had him sign a basketball and shit. But, uh, nice kid, man. But, uh, yeah, that, that shit happened to him. It was fucked up, man. Fuck. Killed his career. He yeah. came back and played a little bit, but it was never more than like a journeyman and shit. But yeah, exactly. There was a MMA fighter here recently too. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. Threw a kick and broke his leg in the kick. Yeah, here like a couple months ago. Yeah. When I was Hawksby's gonna know who that is. He watches. Oh yeah. UFC stuff. When I was. Uh, yeah, doesn't he like referee? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think he was just on his way to a tournament here this past weekend. When I was a kid, I used to like. Uh, Climbing trees. I loved climbing trees. I would climb anything. Like, I might, all the time, like, neighbors were calling my mom and being like, uh, your son is up in the tree again. Cause I'd <laughs> climb all the way to the top of the tree and just, <laughs> I loved climbing trees. So I'm climbing this cherry tree and, uh, cause I like to pick cherries and shit like that. And then uh, I'm climbing it and I do like this, uh, like, I think I'm fucking like Mogwai from the Jungle Book and shit. So I do this <gasps> jump from like one branch to another. So like, as soon as I jumped off this one branch, like, I, there's nothing. I gotta grab onto this other one. I grab onto this other branch and the thing snaps. Oh no. So it's like, and there's nothing you can think of other than this is like vomiting again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, you know yeah. what I mean? The only thing you're thinking about is I'm falling. So when I landed, I landed with my right arm underneath me, and I fell at the base of the tree. And so my Uh. neck was really close to the base of the tree. And, like, the paramedics, when they got there, they said if I would have been two inches closer to the tree, it would have snapped my neck. I would have died. Oh, Oh my God. And uh, I don't know. There's days I look back on that and been like, shit, I would have been better off. But anyway. No. no. I'm fucking with you. (laughs) But – when it happened, like, I'm laying there and, uh, I can't get up. I literally can't get up. Oh. Because, like, when I tried to, like, my arm was just limp. You yeah. know, like, and I could not get up and shit. But, uh, yeah, that was fucking hell and that hurt like oh. hell. The, I, and I didn't, like, I'm like nine years old at the time. I didn't cry the whole time. Like, the nurses were just so fucking amazed at me. They were like, oh my god, I've never seen a kid that broke his arm like this not be a little bitch about it. They didn't <laughs> use that word. 
But they were, you know, I've never seen a kid this tough, you know. Like, the only thing I think I whined about was when they had to move the damn thing, mm-hmm. and they had to put me in a cast, and they had to take x-rays of it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I was, like, totally, like, uh, you know, taking it, but... Shit. Yeah, we've talked about nothing. 25 minutes. Up. Holy shit. I'm, I'm with you oh. about the uh, tree climbing stuff, though. I love yeah. climbing trees, too. Yeah. When we um, moved into the house on university on one of our first party nights on a dare, I climbed the top of the tree in front of the house. And um, on the way up, I was I was buzzing and getting up there. But as soon as I got to the top and looked down, I, like, instantly sobered up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm at the top of this tree. How do I get down? Uh, see, and, I'm the opposite. Once I'm up there, I just love looking around and seeing stuff I've never been able to see before. I just had done that kind of thing yeah. for got over 10 years, you know. And then the next day, I was so sore from just, like, throwing my body to the top of the tree with reckless abandon. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? Like when you're a kid, you, yeah. ha- you really have no fear about things. Yeah. Like, you can climb up trees and do whatever the fuck. I remember watching like – here's another example of like little kids having no fear. I remember like watching like this program, like 321 Contact or something like that, one of those science programs when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about bees and like they got the, the – you know, like what do they call them? Like the bee guy. What the fuck do they call those people? Beekeeper? Beekeepers. Beekeepers, yeah. So this beekeeper uh, – <laughs> He, like, is talking about, like, you know, bees can sense fear. Bees can sense fear. Like, as soon as they sense fear, they, get, they can go into, fa- in, into attack mode. Uh-huh. And I'm this, like, ignorant little fucking kid. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm, he's, like, yeah, but if you don't fear the bee, then they don't fear you and you can do a lot of things. They showed the guy petting the bee. Oh, fuck that. Nope. And so, when, like, when I was out and it was, like, the summertime and I remembered the show, I saw this bee land on this little fucking, like, flower and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, here I am. <laughs> this is, like, I remember that show and I remember the guy petting the bee and bees look kind of cool. And it was a bumblebee. And I was like, I'm going to pet the bee. And so I start petting this bee. And the bee doesn't do a damn thing. It just lets me pet its back. And then as I got like older, like the next summer rolled around and started talking to my friends about like doing that. And they start telling me like how they got stung, you know, like then it kicked in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the fear. Yeah. That's when the fear kicked in. And I saw another bee on a flower. And as a kid, I'm just like, I had the mentality of, oh, fuck that. I'm not doing that again. What the, what the fuck was going through my mind? I'm petting a bee. What the fuck? But you know, when you're a kid, you have like, you, you're not jaded by like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You, you believe, okay, number one, you believe in Santa Claus, the Easter bunny. You see some guy petting a bee, you think he can do it and you got balls and you do it. Yeah. I oh agree. my God. Dude, uh, that's one of the things I didn't like about Florida is it's as close as you're going to get to fucking Africa in the United States. Like mm-hmm. the, the creatures and shit yeah. down there. The big bugs. Yeah. Like, stuff, you, like yeah. down there you got cedar bugs that are like an inch and a half mm-hmm. long and they call them roaches. Yeah. They're all over and, yeah. uh, uh, Flying fucking wasp bees and shit are all over the place. And, yeah. uh, like I had bunk beds when I was a kid. And, uh, I remember there was one night a fucking wasp. And wasps are dicks. Yeah, they are. I wasps mean, are assholes. Yeah, yeah. Bees, bees will defend themselves, but wasps, they don't die when they sting, so they'll sting the fuck out of anything. Yeah, they, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, aren't they like, uh, yellow jackets? They, they bite. They don't sting. No, they got a stinger. They got a stinger. Yeah. I know yellow jackets, they don't sting. They fucking bite. 
Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, this fucking wasp is flying above me, right? Like mm-hmm. two feet in front of me because, you know, bunk bed, you know, you got the thing on top. Uh, and like all night, I didn't fucking sleep. It's just sitting there. Every time I fucking move, <laughs> and uh, outside of my fucking window, there was one about three times that big. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm all fucking tough in my room and shit. Like, you can't get through that fucking screen. I go and grab a whole can of Raid. I empty this whole fucking can of Raid on this thing <laughs> through the screen, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those ones that shoots the stream. So I mean, I fucking pegged this fucker like three different times. Then it got pissed and started attacking the fucking screen. That was fucking crazy. I ran downstairs. Not only did the poison not kill it, but it got mad and wanted to kill me. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Crazy. It's nuts. You, like, gave it superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, you know, the police, like, they're always, like, really uh, kind of apprehensive when uh-huh. it comes to, like, or there's, there has to be multiple of them when they take down, like, a guy that they found that's got, like, fucking... Uh, like that's been doing heroin oh, or whatever yeah. the fuck because like they got like this yeah, crazy yeah. like super strength and shit you just fucking like gave that fucking wasp <laughs> you pissed him off and oh, gave yeah, him like super strength and he's like I'm gonna die soon but I'm gonna go out in a blaze of fucking glory <laughs> fuck you fuck this screen I'm gonna get you motherfucker no shit yeah <laughs> but I mean yeah like you'd, you'd look at a normal wasp and you know it's maybe like half three quarters of an inch long this motherfucker was like an inch inch and a half it was thick I'm like what, holy shit what's the deal with the fucking tolerance of that wasp that he's no the number one <laughs> yeah. the wasp is sitting around taking it right yeah me on the other hand i have a problem being in the same vicinity as an old woman who's doused herself in fucking horrible perfume <laughs> right you know i'm gonna get the fuck out of that room exactly oh it's like oh god i can't smell this yeah. like let alone that bitch like comes right up to me and starts spraying me in the goddamn face. <laughs> no shit. Right in the whole this bottle in the fucking face. wasp yeah. is just like, come on, hit me, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to get you. And it's a Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it, I don't know what the deal was, if it was related to the one that was flying above my head or not, but right. like, that motherfucker's outside. It could have just left. Right. And it was just this one fucking window. No, maybe I think it's inherent then in wasps that they don't have the same reaction that we do about falling and about vomiting. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, no somebody, if yeah. somebody sprays me in the face with something that fucking You're horrible. You're going to fucking die. Yeah, like pepper spray or something like that. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. I got to get the fuck out of here. You're waving like, your hands in front of your face running. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. But these wasps, no, they're not thinking about that. They're like, uh, instead of thinking about like, uh, like, oh, I got to go home and mow the lawn and shit. <laughs> or like, I got to build like a hive. They're thinking like, oh my God, I am totally invested in killing this motherfucker. Right. I am going to sting this son of a bitch with everything I got. Red ants too. Red ants down there. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Uh, Are they b- as big as the ones in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom No, 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 no. But they they'll they'll swarm yeah. and then they don't bite until one of them bites and then they all bite at once. Yeah, and their bite is a little bit poisonous. Uh-huh. And uh, whoa, how old was I? I had to be like eight years old. I stepped barefoot into a fucking mound of them, mm-hmm. and they. I just I looked down and my f- entire fucking foot was covered like whoa. that quickly. Yeah, 
I, and, uh, I, I fucked with their home. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I stepped, when I said I stepped in it, I stepped through it. Like I kicked it. Not on oh, purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on yeah. purpose. But I mean, yeah, right. I, I completely destroyed it. Yeah. And then boom, there they are. <laughs> and I looked down before they fucking bit me, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I looked down and I see my fucking foot covered like a sock of ants. And uh. then comes the pain. Uh. Like they had to take me to the doctor and shit. We got a, yeah. uh, uh, when, when we were trying, when I first ran into the house, uh, we got a little bucket and yeah. filled it up with water for yeah. me to dump my foot in to get them off and kill them because they, they wouldn't stop. My fucking foot was all tore up. It was red. You should have got shit. a hose and like sprayed them off, like sprayed them off for you. I, well, I was eight. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know I ran to my mommy. Yeah, she was mom. right inside the house. <laughs> so cute. You called her mommy. Mommy, <laughs> mommy, mommy, I have an ant sock. <laughs> it hurts. So oh, like they were hitting you with like the venom and shit. Yeah. Were you starting to get like lightheaded and shit? Like how did that? Uh... I just remember it hurt real bad. Yeah. I, 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 and I remember sitting with my foot up with it wrapped in bandages for about a day. Uh, so, yeah, those fucking things are awful. Yeah. Fuck nature, right? <laughs> yeah, I like it indoors. Poor Steve Irwin, guy devotes his whole fucking life <laughs> to nature mm-hmm. and goes out there and visited, visits like one of the, usually one of the most docile aquatic creatures ever in the stingray mm-hmm. and it like gets him right through the heart. Yep. Yeah. That, that, what are the odds? What are the odds? That man? was unbelievable. Yeah. Leave nature alone. I, I honestly think that. You know what I mean? Sometimes they need, need to leave fucking nature alone. You know, that's what that whole Steve Irwin thing. I like the guy, but on the flip side, it's like, here we are. Here's the black mamba. Yeah. It's one of the most dangerous, dangerous reptiles in all of the animal kingdom. And now I'm going to fuck with it. Yeah. yeah. If you go around poking a stick at, yeah. all, at all the most dangerous animals in the world, eventually that shit's going to... Exactly. Yeah. The odds Let's are see not how gonna... it reacts when I... <laughs> Try to wrangle it with this fucking stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't like that very much. You know, and I don't hunt. I'm not a hunter. No. I don't hunt. I've never hunted. I've never done any of that stuff. I, I love animals. And I'm not saying that hunters shouldn't hunt or whatever. I just don't do it. Because I figure, like, you know, like, they, I don't know what they got going on. <laughs> you know, I don't know if this is, like, a mom and she's got some, like, kids waiting for her at home. You know, she's probably just out, like, getting food for, like, the kids and shit. <laughs> it's, like, the equivalent of me going to, like, the supermarket. And then I'm, like, picking up a bag of peas and shit. And some motherfucker just throws, like, a big old fucking, like, spike at me or something like Predator. that. Predator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, somebody throws. He's hunting like, Brian instead of Arnold. Yeah, I got fucking Katniss over here. And she's got, like, her fucking bow. And all I'm trying to do is, like, go down the produce section and bring home some fucking shit so, you know, everybody can eat for the night. <laughs> Not trying to kill Bambi's mom out there. Right. Huh? You know, yeah. like, we don't well, have so many toward. deer, though. Yeah, there's a like lot of deer. They're going to get hit by a car yeah. if they don't take them down. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of deer. I guess I'm just not a big fan of, like, the big game hunting. Oh, yeah, I don't like that either. You know, like, endangered species oh, and stuff yeah. like oh, that. Yeah, like, yeah. The fucking the Trump kids. I was just getting ready to bring that up, too. Yeah, they're they got, assholes. Yeah, they posted yeah. all those pictures. And, and I love how thing. Donald's like, I'm not, I don't know why my boys are like this. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't promote it. I don't know why they're like that. Yeah. It's a power thing. There's uh, people that I used to work for that go and do that. They go on hunting trips in Africa and shit and... Yeah, I mean, I can, I guess, like, if it's part of, like, the way that you survive, let's say you're down there and it's, like, you're indigenous to that country and, like, 
you need this in order to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, That's fine. One thing. That's one thing. Right. Even the endangered stuff they should stay away from, you know? It's like, and there's certain animals that like that's what people want to hunt. Like they've got they've got this like instinctively like that's what I want to hunt. You don't like hear of like this guy's like I'm gonna go out and hunt some cows. Yeah, I'm gonna hunt cow. <laughs> yeah, even cows. And right. that'd be the fucking thing to do. Yeah, it's fucking hamburger meat forever. <laughs> yeah, they just stand there too. Like, but, yeah, but what's the thrill? There's like no inner thrill. You want? I want to kill this thing that doesn't want to die. <laughs> That's way more of an accomplishment, right? <laughs> I'll give them my ex-wife's phone number. What was that? Uh, the Running Man, where they're yeah, 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 Schwarzenegger trying to go around, run yeah. around. And they're they're hunting after him and shit. And what what, what was the Mario Van Peebles one where they were or Ice T? No, surviving was, the game. Surviving the game was that Ice T? Yeah, it was Ice T. I love that fucking movie. I love that movie too. Yeah, yeah, that's a great plot device. It's kind of what Hunger Games. It's kind of the same plot device in a way. Yeah, just the human. Deathmatch. Right. They had uh, uh, season three of Buffy. They had Slayer Fest 98. Oh, Slayer Fest 98. Yep. That's a goodie. All right, Frank. Should we get to your Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we've been recording at my house in my garage. And uh, last week after the show wraps up, uh, Jake was taken off because he was real tired. And... I had texted my wife to let her know that we were getting done and wrapping up. And uh, the text that I intended to send was, all done, Jake is leaving now. But I, I took a screenshot and I, I stopped immediately and showed Brian when it tried to autocorrect it. Like, you see all these autocorrects things and you're like, that's bullshit. There's no way it came up with that. So what happened was it changed my all done, Jake is leaving now to all done, Jake is lesbian now. <laughs> <laughs> How did it learn that? What do you I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> my fucking phone has been doing that shit for weeks now. Like text to the both of you. That's I where it the, says something like, uh, we're all done, Jake is now a lesbian. <laughs> no, Jake is lesbian now. Jake is lesbian now. So yeah, I, uh, I I I took another screenshot of it with it yeah. with it being all right. Yeah, let's not up, so. let's not do another six hour podcast. I don't want to lose my gender <laughs> sexuality well, again at the end of that. We were I I was just saying like it'd be hilarious if Jake came back this week and was telling us about how he got his tickets to Lilith Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the little affair show. This year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how was the softball game this weekend, Jake? The softball game it was great, wasn't it? It was great. Yes. <laughs> Brian was hoping that you you were able to stay out of some pussy on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lesbian! I'm lesbian now. Uh, you are a lesbian trapped in a man's body, and that's the truth. That is the truth. That is yeah. the truth. Yeah. All right, I'm a little excited. I just it was it was a and we're not making jokes about lesbians, but we thought it was a hilarious text when it came up. Yeah, it, really was. it was a legitimate autocorrect yeah. that was funny, and you know you don't see those actually happen very often. So I swear, sometimes those autocorrects are like playing pranks on you. I know. It's it's always the most like crazy thing that happens with those autocorrect texts, you know? Right. That's where the uh, what was it the. What, a wolf of walleye? Oh yeah, the wolf <laughs> of walleye. Out. The wolf of walleye. Fucking autocorrects. I'm excited because this week one of my favorite shows came back on. 
what that be? My Strange Addiction on TLC. Oh no. I fucking love this show, dude. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I've not seen it. You got it's on TLC. You got to watch this fucking like what show. Kind of, tell me what kind of things are they addicted to? Like the first season, dude. Like there's this woman, and she like uh, she got addicted to this thing. I guess she read it about it on, on the internet. Okay. And it's called coffee enemas. Oh, oh I've yeah. heard about that. Instead of using like water, yeah, you use like coffee, and like it gives you like this jolt of caffeine, and it's like how she gets her day started. You know. <laughs> you know? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your rectum. But, yeah. Folgers in your butt. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But she like, and it's funny because like, you know, she's talking about it and all this stuff and all the benefits to it and like all of her friends are worried about it because like she'll do like several of them a day. Like, oh it's just like any addiction. It starts off with, oh, I'm just going to do it like once a week and then it turns into like, you know, two, three times and then the next thing you know, you're doing it like three, four times a day. Oh, wow. You got to get your fucking, you know, coffee bean fixed through your butthole. <laughs> And she's got to do this fucking coffee enema. <laughs> I'm in shock. And so, and then they actually showed them doing it. And like, Ugh. you know, it's like she's like uh, in the house and like she's, sh- like she's taking you through the process. Like here oh. I go, I'm going to shove this in my a-hole. And then now here we go. Here comes the coffee, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't know if like Juan Valdez is there. <laughs> is it helping hot hot ministers? <laughs> I don't know if it's hot. I don't know what to keep the temperature. Probably body, war- body warmth, okay. I guess. I would I don't think know. iced coffee, baby. Oh. Iced coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want like a cold surge going. I, yeah. Maybe room temperature. Okay, okay. I don't know. That's, then you not get, steaming hot though. No, not piping hot. Wow. No. You can always drain into a cup afterward. And I wonder if Barbara Gordon does these coffee enemas, Frank. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She'd be doing it wrong. She, yeah, would, she would definitely be doing it wrong. You're not taking that the right way. Here, yeah. let me show you. No, oh. but like she's talking about this and like her husband thinks she's nuts of course but just like any man when it comes to being married to this woman and she talks about it talks about it talks about it he wants to be closer to her so he's like ah fuck it i'll try it so now he's doing it so not only is he probably getting ridiculed by his buddies at work about you know oh yeah your wife sticks this thing up her ass and then you know starbucks visits her (laughs) you know and then (laughs) <laughs> and he's on the show doing it. Yeah, it oh, gives yeah. a whole new definition to the Starbucks drive-through. <laughs> but like, and he's on the show talking about it now, and he's doing it now. So he starts doing it. And so like, they're doing it, it as a family, and he loves it. She said there's so many benefits to it. Like, it really helps them wow. get through their day. Like, it's this really great thing. Like, all people should be doing this. And they, you know, they have interventions. Like, where doctors tell them, like, you keep doing this. You know, and it's ridiculous that these doctors have to sit down and tell these people that you shouldn't be sticking coffee in your ass. <laughs> then they get to share tasty rim jobs together. Ugh. Yum. <laughs> nice. Uh, mocha, mocha rim jobs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just, it's, it, but then they had one where this guy, he had a relationship with <laughs> a pool toy. Like one of these inflatable pool toys. Ugh. Like, he didn't talk about making love to them, but he has relationships with them, and he names them and stuff like that. Wilson! And he loves them. He loves his pool toys, and he's got relationships with them. Wow. It's ridiculous. And so, uh... Patches them up when they... Yeah. When they need it. Some of these things can become chemically so, too. I can't remember the name of it, but it's that uh, chemical that a lot of uh, weightlifters will use. Uh-huh. And they become addicted to it, and, like, if if they stop taking it, they die. Yeah. I wish I could remember the fucking name of it. They were just talking about it the other day. 
So uh, that, and that happens on the show too. They do a chemical dependency on the. Yeah, they had doctors come in and and talk to him about it, and and uh, like this one woman, she would eat rocks. Oh my god! Uh, they had another woman that would drink nail five, up to five bottles of nail polish every day. Ah. Another woman that would like chew on urine soaked dirty diapers. What? That was her thing. Whoa! Yeah, this is was, for real. So like the. The season opener was this woman and she was talking about the love of her life and how she's been married to him for three years now. And she is now married to a carnival ride that she owns in her backyard called the Destroyer. Ha! And it's just like, what the, is this real? Is this real? Are these people, is this real or has this turned into like Jerry Springer? Right, this sounds kind of fucked up. Yeah, but like this lady, this was legit. She has a marriage license for the carnival ride and everything? Nah, you can't do that. You can't do that. But like in her world, I mean, I think, you know, in her world, she's married. Like this is like her life partner is this fucking carnival ride. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre show. And what's nice about it is it's like they give you two fucked up people. Uh And I'm not just saying, like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but then again, I am. Because what these people are doing is fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need fucking help. Yeah, they do. But, like, um, they give you two people. Like, one person's addicted to, like, whatever the fuck. And then, like, another person's addicted to somebody else. So it's, it, and they flip flop back in between them. So it's not like the whole show's dedicated to this douchebag oh, right. and his pool toy. That's cool. And so it gives you a little bit of variety that, for that week. So it's like 15 minutes of each, you know, fucked up individual doing whatever the fuck makes them happy. They've had furries on the show too. Oh, so. oh wow. How many, is this like the third or fourth season now? Yeah, it's like, I think we're in uh, season two or three now. Okay. Wow. It's on TLC, dude. It's definitely a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah, it sounds worth a, worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I got an email this week and, uh, it's basically about a segment that we've had on. And uh, who's it from? Oh, it's from Dan D again. Dan D. Dan D sent us the email last week, and he says, Hey, man, thanks for reading my emails on air. Very entertaining. I'm glad you like the free speech stuff. So that's uh, – so uh, I like – I'm glad you like the free speech stuff. So that's so inspiring to your listeners. And I wrote that a couple weeks before the Charlie Hebdo craziness. You guys saw anything about that? No, I'm the Charlie it. Hebdo stuff. No, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, just do a Google search. It's it's all over the news right now. Anyway, a quick idea for one of my favorite segments of PCL podcast. A lot of people on Facebook have been asking for this again too. It's Brian's dating disasters. Oh yeah, check this out, guys. He says I own a dating service that actually sets up guys on dates with high quality women. So all the guy has to do is show up. It's called 10 dates a month. Hmm. Uh, I, th- com. So free plug, for, plug for his pod, uh, his, uh, website there. Dude, it, is it set up like Netflix where like if you don't like this one, return it or you can go ahead and keep the one that you got. <laughs> Put dates on, on your queue. <laughs> My problem is I'd probably go out in a fucking date with like some chick that was actually on my strange addiction she's like <laughs> down in her fourth bottle of nail polish on our fucking date shoving coffee up your ass yeah. oh shit here's pictures of my ex-boyfriend i gotta look at her fucking amusement park right in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes uh, i think it would be very entertaining to get you t- uh, to get you 10 dates in 10 days or five and five or whatever you're comfortable with these dates are just meeting compatible girls at a coffee shop in your area, so it's not expensive. In fact, half the time, the girl pays for the coffee or whatever. 
of course, the service will not cost you anything. And it's just an idea to give the listeners and you some entertainment. So basically, my relationships aren't going to be anything long-lasting or fulfilling for me in any way. My relationships or dates are just fucking joke at this point. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm going to get into that. Are you going to do, are you going to accept the 10 for 10 challenge? Let me get into it. Right. That's a good question. Uh he goes, "You've done a lot for me as far as the info you give on the podcast, so let me do something nice for you. Hit me back with questions and let's get it going. It's going to be fun." So Dan D from Utah. All right, so double D. You guys, I haven't had any dating disasters recently, and the reason being is because I am out of it right now. I have not been dating. Um, still been getting responses on. I'm on like uh, one dating site, Drop Match. I'm on a dating site right now. I'm not wanting to pay money for these dating sites, so I'm on a free site right now, and I'm not. I'm not wanting to date right now. Well, there's a one girl in particular that opened up my eyes to this. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. And it was just like, God damn it. Why am I doing this myself? I don't want to fucking date anybody right now. This is the longest I've been single in a long time. Like, I've been single for a year now. It's been a year. And that's the longest I've been single since I was 20. Wow. Like, I'll get out of a relationship, and then within, like, a month or two, I'm back in another one. And, like, my relationships, they last, like, four or five years. And then I'm out. And then, you know, and then I go back into another four or five year relationship. This is the longest I've been on my own. And I got to the point where it's like, I'm really kind of liking this right now. I need some time off. I like this. You know, I get to focus on me. There you go. You know what I mean? And so I like it right now. So I am going to keep that, like maybe in the summer. Maybe in the summer I'll have like a different view on this. Dan, I'll hit you up in the summer. Maybe I can do Brian's Dating Disasters. But I thought it would be fun for me to jump back into the archives you know, dates that I've been up back uh, on in the oh, past. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flashbacks. <laughs> Flashbacks. You know what I mean? I haven't been on I think the last date I went on was maybe two months ago. And me and her, we talked for like a few weeks and then it just kind of like finally died off. And it was like, good, because I didn't see a future with her anyway, which is cool. And I haven't been wanting to jump back into anything. So, um, but I can hit you up with some stories from the archive. The archive. Let's dig deep into the archive. All right. So... I think I was, uh, I just gotten out of like a, uh, four and a half, almost five year relationship with this girl. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot of stories about like guys that are, women that are in relationships with guys that are really so, like controlling. Mm-hmm. Like to the point, like they can't go out with their girlfriends because the guy's like all like parent and shit. You're going to cheat on me and blah, blah, blah. And it's usually the guy in that situation that's cheating on her. And that's why he's so goddamn paranoid. Mm-hmm. So. Totally flip flop. Wow. This is totally flip flop. She was like totally, uh, controlling over me and it didn't start off that way. Like I was in my late 20, like, no, I was 23 when we first met and it started off like I could get away with anything like mm-hmm. back in the day when you start off any relationship and you can get away with a lot more. Yeah. And you know, I don't think you mean getting away with like cheating on her. Or Not anything. cheating yeah. on her. No, but like me and my friends, we used to do a lot of things. We'd go to the strip clubs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I still told her like, yeah, me and my buddy, we're going to go out to the strip club tonight, but I'm always going to come home to you. Yeah. Yeah. And she seems like she's totally fine with it at the time. You know, I don't know. Maybe I did some dick shit. Like one night I came back home with like a stripper's uh, garter belt and I like snapped it at her. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. Give me a fucking break. I'm 23, you know. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not a great catch. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a great catch. 
So whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Snap the garter belt. Uh. I did. Oh, I, I came home. We had a great time and I was like, woo, we had a great time. And I went, boing, nap, boom. And it hit her like right in the chest. Oh shit. Oh, oh, yeah. No. Dick move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose some female listeners this episode. (laughs) It was the past. It was 23-year-old Brian. 23-year-old Brian. And I was just trying to, basically, I was trying to, like, test her and see how cool she was Mm -hmm. about it. And the beginning, everything seemed fine. But as the relationship went on, she's so controlling. Like, do you remember that show Blind Date where Mm -hmm. they they go on the date and they do, like, the VH1 type of, like, a pop-up thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was a hilarious show. I just started watching it. She did not want me to watch that show because she didn't want me to get the idea that I wanted to date other women. So oh. I seriously could not watch that show. Really? Oh, yeah. That drives me crazy. I, I, I've had friends in relationships like that where – and sometimes it's just movies. Like if any movie has any like nudity at all, like the guy isn't allowed to watch it or anything. Yeah. Really? It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've, yeah. Ne- I've never experienced a relationship that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, this one girl that my buddy was in a relationship, like, she wouldn't allow, like, it was, she called it mixed company, watching movies with mixed company. Yeah. Any movie that had, like, sexuality or nudity, you weren't supposed to watch with mixed company. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, sometimes, like, that's the point. We had people over to watch Game of Thrones. Like, oh, like yeah. couples friends. I'm like, not, you know what's in that. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to argue, Frank. I, I'm in complete agreement with you. That yeah. it's, it's re- That's weird. It's yeah. some archaic thinking. Yeah. That's what it turned into. It turned into me oh, like wow. you know, snapping garter belts to like, you can't watch, <laughs> you know, blind date. Yeah. And so got out of this relationship and I'm starting to really enjoy myself. And, um, yeah. And like, I broke up with her and like, I think like four months later, she's already married. Oh, wow. Yeah. After you broke up with After her. After we broke up. Yeah. Like four months later, she's like, you know, married. I think, I think I have a gift for that. I think like, uh, as soon as like I get out of a relationship, they find the love of their life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm that toad, you know, and the next one's the prince. So, <laughs> but, um, you're the penultimate boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really am. I really am. Well, and so by Game of Thrones terms, that's the better. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's funny though. It's funny though. Like after she was married, she got in contact with me and texted me and probably said some things that she she shouldn't have said. Uh, mm. So it's like, oh yeah, how much do you really love your husband when you're saying that you miss the sex? <laughs> wow, wow, that's really. And I was just like, I was seeing who was going to be my future wife, which we're divorced, but I was seeing her at the time, and I was I was very uncomfortable with the conversation. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And so, um, but anyway, so I meet. I okay. This is back in the days of MySpace. Okay. Oh wow. You know when MySpace first kind of started out? Yeah. I was maybe a little late to it, like a few months late. But I got on MySpace, and MySpace when it first started off was like a fucking meat market. Okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Facebook, like where you had to know the person and they had to accept you. Like anybody could like try to reach anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. Talk to anybody. Really open. So I get this message from this chick and, uh, I think she was like, I, I was 27 at the time and I think she was a few years older, like 30. And like, wow, wow, like hot. Really? Mm-hmm. Amazingly hot. You know what I mean? So you, you, you look at the picture and you're just like, wow, this mm-hmm. gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And so I was like, we start talking back and forth and blah, blah, blah. We finally, finally decide to meet and we're going to meet. And uh she's from Galesburg, so I drive out to Galesburg. Okay. And I meet her. And we have a great time. 
great time, great girl, really cool. Um, and where is this going? (laughs) Great first date, you know, and I had a little bit too much to drink. We go back to her place, you know, yeah, we make out a little bit, but you know, we don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. And I wake up the next morning and I leave. And so we're planning on seeing each other the next weekend. I was like, man, very cool chick. Had a great time. So go back in the next weekend. And you know, so, um, I'm going to tell you the story of like why I, okay. Pearl Jam, the band, mm-hmm. why it slightly arouses me in a way <laughs> that makes no sense right now, but it will. <laughs> Pearl Jam, I'm not talking about Eddie Vedder, like, oh, God, I got to get some Eddie Vedder cock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or anybody else from the band. It's just like the band Pearl Jam to this day slightly arouses me, but then on the flip side, it also reminds me that I dodged a huge bullet. But so... <laughs> End up meeting her the next weekend, and she's really cool. Like, she's, like, into, like, a lot of 80s and 90s rock and shit that I'm into. Okay. And, like, she's, like, getting on MySpace, and she's, like, yeah, here's, like, here, she's, like, here's all the, the band members that um, I talk to on fucking MySpace. Like, this is their official pages and shit. And she's, like, showing me fucking correspondence she's had with, like, Janie Lane from Warrant. Hmm. Oh, wow. You know, before he died and shit. Yeah. And, like, she talks to Janie Lane back and forth, and I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. I'm, like, reading, like, what Janie's writing her and stuff like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, on uh, – she's like, oh, guess who signed on to Yahoo Instant Messenger? Tommy Lee. <laughs> fucking Tommy Lee. Uh-huh. She starts fucking talking to Tommy Lee back and forth. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. This chick's pretty fucking cool. And so – um, yeah, we end up, uh, oh yeah, interesting side note. I had an ex-girlfriend that, uh, I don't know if she did or she didn't, but she was, uh, she got asked backstage from like one of the guys from the band Dokken. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if she fucked him or not. I don't know. She, t- she swears she didn't fuck this guy from Dokken, but <laughs> I don't know if she may have. She also dated a uh, professional hockey player, this ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. I can't remember who it was, and I wouldn't say his name anyway. <laughs> but, like, he did, like, an uh, for, like, the town that he was in, he did, like, an anti-drug commercial. Okay. Like, uh, hey, kids, don't do, you know, whatever, crack heroin and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? The whole time he's, like, hanging out with her when he's dating her and he's got some other friends around and shit, he's, like, smoking a joint and doing <laughs> lines of coke <laughs> and, like, wow. g- giving, like, the same speech that he gave in the commercial That's and shit. Fun. She's telling me about it. But anyway. (laughs) So, like, okay. So we go out to a bar one night. And we're at the bar. And had a great time the first day with her. Had a great time. And uh, this guy, this drunk-ass guy, like, town drunk he is the town drunk uh-huh walks into the bar and stumbling into the bar and he's talking like this you know it's like frank during the san diego comic <laughs> <laughs> wig yeah <laughs> so he's stumbling around and he's like eh, everybody's talking to him and shit you know and like i'm like thinking to myself i'm getting ready to say something smart to her about this guy and mm-hmm. all of a sudden she tells me she's like guess she's like ah oh, wow she's like yeah that's my dad Oh, yeah, oh, no. yeah, yeah. That's her dad. She's like, I haven't seen him in like three years. What the heck? What? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so now I'm getting a little worried. But you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm not an asshole, and I'm just thinking, you know what? She might not be a product of this. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I, this is sad. Yeah. This is sad that her dad is the town drunk. But she doesn't have to be a product of no, this. especially if you already said she hadn't seen him for three years. She's yeah. obviously distancing herself right. from this guy. Right. Yes. Right. So, you know what I mean? I'm trying to look at the positive. Right. All right. So, you know, had a great time at the bar or whatever. He ended up leaving, probably going to another bar or whatever the fuck. And so had a great time at the bar or whatever. Go back to her place and, like, you know, start watching videos and start – we started – like, movie 40-year-old version had come out. We watched that, had a great time, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the, okay, another interesting thing about her, she had, uh, she had fake boobs. She had implants. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And I don't know about you guys, if you've had implants or not had implants, whatever, in the past, but I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. Tits are tits, <laughs> but you can definitely tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. You know what I, I mean? I'm and not a fan comparatively. Yeah, but they look nice. Yeah, they, no, they look nice. You feel them, and then you feel, you know, you feel them in there. Right. You know, yeah. you can definitely feel them. And yeah. I've had natural. These are 3060s. I've had 3060 naturals. You know what I mean? I'm no stranger to, I'm all the way, I, and I don't discriminate against boobs. You know what I mean? I'm an equal opportunity tit guy. So it's like, whether you go from A, B, C, D, whatever, I don't care. I like them all. And so like, even if there's implants, I'm all about it, whatever. And so, like, uh, then, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? We're having a good time. Two consenting adults. We do our thing. Well, the thing is, like, and I spent, like, three days this whole weekend out there. The thing is, she's got, like, um, this is where it goes back to Pearl Jam. She's got a tramp. <laughs> she's got a tramp stamp of the stick man from Pearl Jam. Okay. Right above her, you know, it's a tailbone tramp stamp right yeah. above her ass and shit. So it's every, a target. Exactly. Now, every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like now every time I see the stick man or hear Pearl Jam, I think back to like <laughs> that amazing weekend <laughs> until it all imploded, of course, because this is a Brian Stephen <clears throat> disaster. Oh no. Yeah, it all imploded. Um, um, so yeah, the next day I, more starts to come out, more starts to come out. Now she's got kids and here's the fucked up thing. Like, I don't know, against my better judgment. And I usually don't date kids, women with, with kids. Yeah. Cause I've never, I've, I have in the past, haven't had good luck with it. And so I come to find out like these kids aren't all from the same father. <laughs> How many kids? Okay. Here we go. Three kids. Okay. And they're not all from the same father. Is there at least are a pair of them from together? the same father? Okay. That's where it gets interesting. Okay. So basically, like, I'm thinking, okay. Okay, the first one was a failed fucking marriage. Apparently, she's been married three times. Husband mm. number two was the guy I can thank for the, for the fake boobs. Okay. So and this like, girl's 30? She's 30. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, thank you. High five to husband number two for the fake boobs. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed them quite thoroughly. <laughs> Goodbye. You fine work, vibe. sir. Hope you didn't finance them because you're, <laughs> you're still paying for what I'm enjoying, chief. And so, you know, God, I sound like the biggest dick right now, <laughs> but it's all for fun. But the thing is like, yeah, she's got three kids and like she starts opening up to me about this stuff. Okay. And she starts to tell me that basically like, the first one was from like a failed marriage. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm thinking the other two kids, she tells me the other two kids are from the same father. Well, as we're talking and talking and talking, the story unfolds even more that maybe one of the kids that's supposed to be from the same father is in fact from a different father. So she's got three kids from three daddies, but she doesn't know 
And the kid doesn't know who his real father is. And she's pretty damn sure that this other kid. So it gets all Maury Povich, Jerry Springer wow, twist. Wow. Yeah. The kid even knows that he doesn't know who his dad is? Yeah. That's her, fucked it, up. It's a girl. It's a, it's a, it's her daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's but her that, daughter. Man, that's even worse. I yeah. mean, there's no quicker way to send her to the strip club on the wrong side yeah. of the pole. And so like the, like now, like this guy thinks that he might be the father and She's t- trying to tell him that, yeah, I think you might be. If you look at this kid, it looks just like you. So she start. they're talking, they're corresponding again. Yeah. And she's telling me like how she's hung up on this guy. Oh. How she had been hung up on this guy okay. for years. Okay. But on the flip side, it's like, I'm getting the feeling like, if there's a chance that she can work it out with this guy or whatever, cause right. she, he's a huge piece of shit. And it's like that Florence Nightingale thing where like, they fall in love with their patients or what is that what it is yeah yeah or like just whatever like you like women how they always chase the biggest piece of shit yeah it, it ends up like some weird emotional dependency thing yeah and with like her father being the town drunk she's wanting to fix her father can't do it but she's like wanting to fix this guy who's a fuck up yeah and so like at this point now i'm thinking i am you, dude i am fucking out <laughs> right. oh, fuck shit. this shit <laughs> fuck this shit i am fucking out so, yeah, after that, I was done. After that, I was done. I told her, I was just like, listen, I said, it's just, it's a little too much for me. He, you know, kid doesn't know who the father is. You're still talking to him. I didn't know that I was going to come into all this. I said, maybe it's a little bit too much for me to handle. Yeah. So. she take that well? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> She's no. not emotionally no. stable after yeah, all. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like I thought like what I was doing was like a good thing, like just being like up front. Right. But, yeah, I guess after a weekend that we spent together, you know, after everything came out, it wasn't. Yeah, right. but she did fucking dupe you. She didn't tell you about any of that up front. No, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. She, yeah, she knew she had all that baggage before you banged her. Yeah. So that's kind of on her too. <laughs> right. So I got out of that, you know. And, yeah. Uh, found out like years later. Not, yeah, maybe a year later. Uh, I think she did get in contact with me once. She started dating like one of those guys, and this didn't last long. She started dating one of those guys that was on like that ESPN World Tour of Poker or whatever. Oh wow! She started dating one of those guys. She's always chasing guys that are like celebrities and and shit like that. Wow! So she was dating one of those guys for a while. He'd like fly her out to Vegas and shit like that and all this stuff. Oh jeez, yeah. Wow. She uses her ass to get everything. Yeah, her assets. <laughs> well, and she had no job. She had no career. I mean, she was living she off had. of like, uh, you know, like child support from like these other guys. Yeah. You Fucking know? Fucking nuts. Crazy. That is crazy. So, yeah, that didn't turn out too well. Sounds like you got the better end of that deal. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, dude. Daddy number four. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Husband uh, number four. No, no. Uh, we got emails this week. Do so, we? Yeah, we got. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an understatement? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got emails this week. Um, and, uh, you know, last week we were talking about the email bumper. We haven't done an email audio bumper. Yeah. I want to present it uh, because I think one of our listeners said, like, you know, since the emails is like, you know, uh, they're from like the members of the leftover army. Okay. Except for all the hate emails I get. <laughs> but you know, the nice ones and the questions and stuff, since they're all presented from, you know, members of the leftover army, uh, why don't we have 
the members of the leftover army, why don't they create the bumper? And then we get to pick which one we want to use on the show. I love this idea. Me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Do we have yeah. submissions already? No, no, I haven't, oh. I haven't even offered this up oh, yet. Oh. Right. Uh, so this is going to be the first they're hearing of it. So if you want to create an email bumper for the leftover army for the show, you can, uh, I guess just send us, uh, uh, an email to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com. You can send it to me in a wave format or an MP3. And, uh, they should title it, uh, your show sucks. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cause those will get read. They'll, they'll get, well, they're gonna get written. We're not gonna get a bumper. We're gonna get a bumper for it like, uh, emails. Yeah, your show sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so might as well just call it your show sucks. So. Your show sucks. <laughs> yeah. How's the, uh, How's the decision making going to go with that? We let them we, decide, or we you make guys the decision? Yeah, they create, we decide. Okay. Yeah, you know, and if we like combine two or three or whatever, yeah, but we'll give them the credit. Cool. So yeah, uh, just make your own audio bumper. Try to make it as professional and as good as you can make it, and uh, send it to us. And uh, yeah, we'll let you know if you want or not. And uh, when should we announce it? Maybe uh, episode 80? Give yeah, some time. Yeah, good idea. Give them a few weeks. Yeah, this is 75, so by 80 we'll have a winner. Yeah, cool. cool. Maybe we can listen to some, some submissions along the way as we get them. Yeah, exactly. That'd be sweet. Yeah, we'll play them on the air, too. Yeah. Yeah, if we can. If we can. Yeah. And don't, don't, be original. I mean, don't, don't send us one that says like, these emails are gangster as fuck, yo. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got that. Don't, we got what that. What are these emails saying? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, we make these original and try to go for like any, I'd say 20 to 30 seconds at the most. We don't need like a five minute long <laughs> submission. Yeah. Don't be a fame whore. <laughs> <laughs> Just make us right. a nice little intro. Nice little intro. Uh, but yeah, we're going to read some emails emails uh i'm gonna pause here real quick get this whatever fuck it i'm gonna pause pause it up all right hey we are back uh so jumping into emails did you something i was gonna say that we are (laughs) we are back (laughs) thank you for the uh double confidence yes (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) it's gonna be my epic man this episode you are correct. <laughs> yeah, no, but you never say that. You never. Yeah, I know. I'm the worst Ed McMahon ever. You are like the anti Ed yeah. McMahon. No, <laughs> you are wrong, sir. Trust me, I hear that enough. All right, so yeah, let's jump into emails. Um, this one comes from uh, I think he's a relatively new listener, Brendan Share, and he says I want to hear what you guys think about a topic I always think about. Is there a real difference in illegal downloading and giving negative movie reviews? So I'm going to read like this, and uh, we can unpack this and try to understand this a little bit better. Okay. He says, I was just thinking, how is rating movies in a negative way any different than illegally downloading them? I feel piracy – I personally feel piracy has a less has less of an effect – on the overall gross than bad reviews do. When you illegally download a movie, it's for your own personal viewing pleasure. If you burn that movie and sell it to someone, then yeah, that's wrong and you're a piece of shit. Now, when someone or a mass amount of someone on the internet say a movie is terrible, regardless if it is or not, they push hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people away from seeing something they could potentially love. Just because you don't see what the director writer sees 
doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Jake, ha ha. So he throws you in there, Jake. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get Jake some icy hot. <laughs> he goes on to say, people have such a hard time thinking for themselves that they have to rely on other people to choose what movies they should watch. I download movies all the time, and I also go to the movies and buy movies all the time. I personally feel that downloading a movie is no different than someone watching YouTube and downloading whatever they watch from there. Everything has its negatives and positives. If you actually know a thing or two about how the Internet works, you would realize that both downloading and reviews have similar effects on the overall money gained by the people making them. Also, another reason why I personally feel that illegal downloading isn't as bad is that only a fraction of people do it or even know how to do it. The people that do do it are the people that watch hours and hours of movies and TV shows. There's just no way in hell normal people can afford to buy that many movies and shows that are $20 to $25 a pop. For movie reviews, on the other hand, most of society rely on going to IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes to see what they gave the newest movie. The shitty thing about that is like 80% of the time, Rotten Tomatoes gives movies a 50% and lower, which warrants a rotten rating. And when people say that, they won't even give that movie a shot. And that's really shitty. Sorry, this is such a long post. I can keep going on about this topic. Just have no one else that I can talk to about this that could put in any real insight on, to, on it. Haha, <laughs> love the show and keep up the amazing work. Your BFF, Brendan Cher from Arizona. Yeah, that's an interesting email. I don't know that I agree, though. I, I think I have to disagree. I completely disagree. I, I don't see how the two things would be related. It's kind of like the equivalent of standing in front of Burger King and saying, this place sucks, don't go in there, but people could still go in and buy the food anyway. And then walking in and then just grabbing yourself a cheeseburger without paying for it. One is you're directly depriving the company that made the product of money because you would have normally had to pay to see it and to the the reviews i mean that's just opinions nobody's saying this movie sucks don't go see it we're gonna hold you hostage if you if you do and rotten tomatoes is a meta rating anyway it's a isn't it all together well, of the they, yeah it's a meta rating of all the critics and, and plus you know there is the audience score too which is right. typically higher yeah not in all cases but typically and sometimes that creates its own audience too to be honest sometimes you get a movie that's so legendary you know rated so poorly that that actually gets people to see it shark right yeah yeah even back in the day like what's the one um of oh, showgirls yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, that movie got nothing but terrible reviews, but that kind of gave it a cult status yeah. and made it more popular than it would have ever been because of terrible reviews. No, I, I do see his point, but I don't feel like uh, it's only hurting everybody in the long run. He talks about the small amount of people that they they do do the illegal downloading. Mm -hmm. And so mm – -hmm. but. The problem there is, like, once they do the illegal downloading, they can share it with their friends, and then their friends aren't going to go see the movie. And the, what happens there is we see a spike in the increase of the price of movie tickets. Yes. Right. So it ends up hurting everybody, the people that aren't doing the illegal downloading. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but we live in a country where there is freedom of speech, and so I feel like there needs to be critics out there that can give their give their opinion on whether – they want us to spend our hard-earned money to watch these uh, movies or not. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I mean, he doesn't have to. He makes it sound like you have to spend twenty dollars to watch every movie. I mean, when you can, you could just red box it for a buck. You know? Yeah, it's, but if you want to see them as they're coming out, to be more topical. I yeah. Guess, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. I it's guess tough. It just kind of breaks down to priorities, I guess. I'm going to sound like a huge dick, like dad or whatever for saying it, but like, if you don't have the money to go see it in the theater, then you might have to wait until it comes out and you can rent it. If you, you know, you have to wait until it hits Redbox, but I mean, that doesn't say it's okay to go steal it. Yeah. I, I, I feel, I feel you the same way, Frank. And it's not like, I mean, I'm a hypocrite too. I mean, I, it's not like I haven't downloaded an, an illegal movie and watched an illegal movie here and there, you know? I, I think most of the time when I do it, I do it out of just pure, um, convenience. Where it's like, oh, I can just sit here and, you know, Google for two minutes and just watch it instead of having to do anything else. I, I don't watch anything illegally. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Um, I, uh, the only time I have is like, Probably in my early 20s, I bought a copy of Spider-Man uh, that was recorded in the theater. Nice. And then I and then also bought a co- I got like the second one half off or something from the guy that was selling it on the street. You know? <laughs> and I watched Red Dragon. And I haven't. I haven't since then. I can't remember a time where I've like done anything I'd consider illegal like that. Yeah. Like, most of the time, I'm seeing it in the theater and and uh, buying stuff. Like even like CDs, I never did like the whole burning thing because like. I like the CD artwork and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I liked all the extras that came with that. I'm the same way with the music. I've done very little music ripping. And the people I really like, I really like. So I want to give them, you know, music industry is struggling trying to sell those physical copies. So I mm-hmm. want to do my part and give them my 12 bucks or whatever. Yeah. It's the combination of two. I mean, these are two things that I think it's really hard, Brendan, to kind of separate because both of them exist. Mm-hmm. And they're, both of them are not going away. Right. Illegal downloading is something that people are going to figure out a way to do all the time. Negative movie reviews are here to stay. I mean, they've been doing that for years. I Siskel mean, and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert, legendary critics. So That's my biggest disagreement not, with this email with, is I don't see the negative emails as a problem that like needs to go reviews. to. Negative reviews yeah. as a problem that needs to go away. It's If the illegal downloading went away, people would still read the negative reviews but each movie might make a little bit more, and we might see ticket prices go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have to inflate them, you know, due to the fact that there is illegal downloading. Right. You know, somebody's going to come down on that and be like, guys, okay, illegal downloading, it's been erased. There is no illegal downloading. They figured out ways to get rid of this. Like, can we just, like, lower the prices of tickets now? Because that's what people are going to want. I mean, right. when you go to Walmart or whenever, whatever store, I mean, there's always a... Uh, the prices are inflated for shoplifting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. thing, you know? So. And then, um, you know, we're spoiled now, too. Everybody and their brother has a streaming service. Mm-hmm. And either it comes with a subscription, like HBO Go comes with HBO, or it's kind of like a, you know, a broad one like Netflix. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, even when Netflix started streaming, you didn't get choice movies, you know, one or two years after they came out right away. I mean, the only thing that was available right off was the old shit. And then, Back even further yet, we could rent VHS tapes and watch it if it came out at the video store, or you'd mm-hmm. have to wait for it to come on cable or TV. Yeah. We had to wait. Nobody has any patience anymore. Yeah, I feel like we're moving closer and closer to a time where you're going to be able to not go to the um, theater to see anything. I feel like we're going to, within the next 10 to 20 years, I feel like we're going to be able to watch anything from our homes the day it comes out. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Because I personally... 
I love the movie theater. I, I love it I too. I love the movie theater experience. Like I would rather see a movie in the theater in all of its glory with the surround sound than go. I don't want to see like fucking movie theaters go the way of the dodo bird. No, and I don't think that'll. I think it'll be the best of both worlds. They'll have to continue along the same lines that they have been, as far as being able to put out an experience that you can only get there with things like IMAX, the well, newer doing 3D like, technology. Yeah, like the, they're doing 4K. Yeah, exactly. 8K is on the horizon, mm-hmm. and in really, in order to take advantage of a resolution that high for it to matter, you need to see it on a monster screen. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, that's part of the reason why now in every home the average TV size is 40 inches plus mm-hmm. because the resolution's gotten to the point where it doesn't hurt your eyes to look at a bigger TV like that. Right. Back when we were kids, fucking – you get know somebody who had a 50-inch fucking projection TV and that was rare. Yeah. Now yeah. that is archaic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mine's a 60-inch at home. And, you know, it's like in my bedroom, I've got like a 40-inch, and in another bedroom, i got a 42. Yeah. I'm so spoiled, I can't have like a standard 25-inch screen. <laughs> right? Yeah. My kid's got a 22-inch, a but I've got a 40 downstairs, a 55 in the bedroom, and in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That That's a true story, though. TVs, it's normal to have 40 inches or bigger now. Mm-hmm. Just in any room. Yep. Shit in the kitchen, have a 40-inch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Why not in the shitter? That's yeah. where you really need it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's how Frank ends it. In the shitter. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, the reviews and shit. Yes. Yeah. Reviews no. are negative reviews being just as bad of a thing as nah. uh, illegal downloading. Nah, I myself don't see those two things as being equal. Frank like, jumps into toilet humor and totally <laughs> forgets about everything else. That's bizarre. Oh, yeah. I, I never saw that coming. Yeah, didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right, next email. Uh, Brie Jordan. Uh, she says, hey, it's Brie again. I was listening to the Tuppies, and you guys were going over female leads. Have you guys ever heard about The Legend of Korra? It's a spinoff of Avatar, The Last Airbender. It is full of the strongest female leads. This show breaks boundaries, and I mean, and it's just superb. It's totally worth a watch. The first two seasons were good, but the last two were amazing. Just Google it, and you'll know what I mean. Plus, the seasons are like 12, 30-minute episodes. Thanks for the time. I've talked to Jake about this. Uh, it's something that I've seen like ads for and stuff and people talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't really watched it yet and I was kind of trying to figure out whether or not it was something that would be worth getting into. Cause everybody made a big deal about, I guess the series just got over with, like it ended prematurely, I guess. And, uh, I mean, un- unfortunately IGN is, uh, who I see posted on it the most, but, I notoriously don't click on their links just because it goes right to a video, and I fucking hate that. I just want to read some shit. Yeah, I never made it all the way through Avatar: The Last Airbender. I, I it was it was decent, but I never really got into it like that. Like big. This is like almost. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a reboot or not, but yeah. they say it's totally night and day difference. Okay, it's so gotcha. good. Um, Gina, when we had her on for the one episode, mm-hmm. I think for Good Pop or Bad Pop or something like that, she talked about this, and it had just been put out, and she was loving it, mm. and she raved about it. So mm. I hear it's really, really good. Yeah, I've heard nothing. Like, from the people that like it, they really like it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that that was the big uproar when it was over. So, yeah, I definitely have to check it out. Yeah. I've heard little bits and pieces, but, uh, yeah, I'll look into it. 
Eric Grubb from the Awesome Movie Podcast, he responds to our discussion last week uh, about the uh, instant nerd hate on certain topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what he had to say. He says, I do agree somewhat with dude, with the dude who emailed in about how nerds have irrational hatred on things because he's basically right. I do think that many people take the low-hanging fruit because it's easy to bash on things like how Lucas sucks – the prequels suck. The special editions suck. And on the flip side, there's a group that tries way too hard to convince people something is good when it's terrible, like Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> I do not like that movie because I thought it was terrible, but there's a large group of Crystal Skull fans out there that constantly have to say how great the movie was, completely unprompted and all the time. I get it. You want to defend it, but it's just something just as annoying when it's unprompted, just like the haters hating because it's so easy. As for Vanilla Ice, I love Ice Ice Baby when it's called Under Pressure and has Bowie and Queen doing it. <laughs> I get, yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I like cover songs that use like different lyrics for the, a tune that I love. Yeah, you can't, yeah. you can't rip off Vanilla Ice for that shit nowadays. That's, that, all music is like that nowadays. Yeah, they nowadays. sample shit. Yeah, but like he didn't pay for that and he actually got sued and actually yeah, paid right. the money back and, Tried to play it off like it was his. And there's even that clip of him trying to explain it. Like if you Google, uh, ice, or vanilla ice sings his dings. Yeah. It'll have him sitting there trying to. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that clip. Yeah. Where he says it was da 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 instead of da It sounds exactly the same thing. Yeah, he used to play that on the radio all the time. Oh, yeah. Quoting that. But like, like, even like Manili Vanilli back in the day when they were like lip syncing and mm, shit, you know, right. all their music, like they weren't the ones singing it. And the same chick from uh, CNC Music Factory, that wasn't her singing. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. That was a completely different person. So well, if you ever listen to Britney Spears without auto tune, you know, they help her quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I've yeah. heard that. Most pop songs these days, though, are just using samples from our, you know, older pop songs already, like so blatantly. Well, look at P. Mm-hmm. Diddy. Like every hit song he had, pretty much was like yeah. a '70s song that he made his own. Well, like Nicki Minaj, like her new single is with uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Baby's got back. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh just man, stri- I didn't you, know, that. you know, just that, just like yeah. mixed around a little bit. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys want to talk about this anymore? Instant nerd hate. Instant nerd hate. No, we'll do. Let's move on, and we'll get to we'll instant nerd hate eventually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll just happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we do have Jake on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about instant nerd hate. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Yeah, you with the Justin Lin director. <laughs> the what now? Justin Lin, the new director of uh, Star Trek Three. Oh yeah, I did. I did grab that low hanging fruit. You know, I thought it was interesting though. I was listening to. Kevin Smith uh, on the uh, new uh, Kevin Smith Smodco one that he does with Scott Mosier typically. Yeah. He had some guys on from IGN mm-hmm. that are going to – they're leaving IGN. They're going to do their own thing called just kindoffunny.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about you know Justin Lin being the new director for that. And they were like, yeah, Justin Lin, he's the guy that like rejuvenated that whole fucking Fast and the Furious franchise. They're like, this guy's going to do a great job on Star Trek. So they had a totally different view – than you guys, and it's just interesting. That is interesting. Well, I'm glad someone's back in this guy. Yeah, like they were all for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I'm freezing it. I give the guy the benefit of the doubt, though. I mean, just because he did a fucking movie about cars doesn't mean that he can't do a fucking movie with spaceships. That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, we saw J.J. Abrams not be able to do one very well. Exactly. Yeah, you got a good point. I'm more excited about seeing a Justin Lin Star Trek three than I am seeing another J.J. Yeah, especially after Into Darkness. Yeah. 
So yeah, but will we feel the same way after the first Star Wars movie? No, I think this is in, I think this a is, miss is a miss. I think this and is yeah. a perfect example of instant nerd hate. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I do. You're, you're right. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I mean the guy We're busted. The guy did. Um, oh, I, oh man, I got a fucking. I don't know if it was an email or something. I'm reading. Maybe it'll come up later on the podcast. But like, he did an episode of True Detective, and I think the email I got. They talk about that. Hopefully, I'll bring it up later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, I did like the Fast and Furious ones he did do. It's not like I think that they were the shit among, you know, the Fast and Furious right. films. It's just, I, I don't know. It's hard to see him doing Star Trek. Well, directors get out of the comfort zone all the time of what you think's their comfort zone. Well, true. I know. Directors I know. don't do just like, you know, like I'm the director that did like the. I don't know. Pick out a movie where, like, Matt Reeves did Planet of the Apes. Now, can can all he do is, like, movies based around apes? So, like, he should be the next King Kong director. <laughs> he should direct Skull Island. He should be typecast as the director that can only do this type of movie. I, I, I don't I, – I'm not buying it. I get you. I'm not buying it. I think they need to spread their wings. I, I think a guy that rejuvenated a franchise like Fast and the Furious, which was on the down, and brought it back to being the biggest franchise of all time – Maybe he. Maybe we should give him that to look at that positive. Right. Like, yeah. Maybe this guy can do it for Star Trek. Yeah. I feel like it's not so much insta hate for me as it is. There's no insta excitement. Well, I'm more excited about him than JJ getting another crack at it. Uh, yeah. I was kind of like I was deflated when I first heard the news because I wanted Frakes to do. Yeah, it. definitely. I think that could have been part of it too. It's like, why wouldn't you turn to somebody who right. is already familiar with the material and can handle the characters? But I'm not going to piss on it just because they say, oh, the guy that does the car movies <sighs> is not doing – you know what I mean? I don't, right. think, I don't think that they're going to turn this into like you know the, <laughs> the Romulans in the Enterprise are going to like race each other in space for pinks. <laughs> Smashing into each other and blowing up and <laughs> right. shit. Yeah. Right. We're, we're going to have to corner ourselves around the sun as fast as we possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Vin Diesel gets cast in it. <laughs> All of a sudden they got the Enterprise with the supercharger sticking out of the front. I wouldn't mind seeing Vin Diesel as a Klingon, though. Star <laughs> Call it Star Trek Romulan Drift. Just one of the ones he doesn't talk in. No, it'd be great if they actually brought him in as Riddick and it was like a crossover. <laughs> there you uh, go. There you go. Uh, yeah, man. I'm trying to think about you know blending these franchises. Then again, his voice kind of would like blend right in with a uh, Klingon. Uh, yeah. Is that, is that what Klingons say? That's what Ben Diesel. <laughs> that, that was his Ben Diesel. Is I that your like impersonation? He always sounds like he just woke up. You know how like when you're talking kind of soft and yeah. your voice cracks. A he does. Bit. He does. He yeah. sounds a little groggy. Your uh, Ben Diesel sounds more like a Matthew McConaughey than a Ben Diesel to me. I'm terrible at impressions. Yeah. No, I think he. I think that was pretty good. I think it sounded like Vin Diesel kind of groggy waking up in the morning and needing, <laughs> needing that coffee enema. He had that coffee enema. Brush yeah. Gal Gadot off his dick. Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> we should tweet Vin Diesel. Tell him he needs a coffee enema. <laughs> yeah. Before he plays Black Bolt. <laughs> I know who you're talking to, man. I can see it already. Isaac and Aruda are going to have the tweets done by the time I'm fucking done talking. Oh, <laughs> shit. All right. We got an uh, email here from uh, Matthew. And uh, Matthew says, man, love the show, guys. I, I listen to a huge amount of podcasts while at work. And I got to say, the long format you guys use rocks. 
you know, it's funny. Like, we get a lot of email. I'm going to, Matthew, don't worry. I'm going to finish your email. Sidebar. <laughs> Sidebar conversation. We get a lot of emails, and, like, most of them are from people like, that listen to a lot of podcasts to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, you know what? I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I only listen to you. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's more like, hey, I love your show, and I just happen to fit you in with all the other podcasts. <laughs> I'm addicted to these things. and thought, might as well throw you guys into, like, the, uh, I don't know, my daily podcast listening. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, yeah. Should yeah. it make us feel special? It should. <laughs> Hey, at least we were there. We were heard. I want I want a podcast virgin, though. I want to pop that cherry. Yeah? That's what I want. I want, like, you know what? I don't listen to podcasts, and I saw yours, and, <laughs> and I listened to a few others, but I want you guys. I, I, I want you guys to be the ones that uh, wine and dine me <laughs> and bed me for the first time. And I, you guys are my true podcast love. I don't listen to anybody else, and I'm not straying away from pop culture leftovers. Uh, I imagine like a little orphan boy, like Mr. Brian and Mr. Jake. Right. I had never heard of podcasts before until <laughs> yeah. I heard of pop culture leftovers. Yeah, yeah. I want to be that little kids. I want they're my Annie, and I want to be Daddy Warbox. You know? <laughs> I want to take them under my wing, and I don't. Want, I want to shelter them from the rest of the podcasting world, and I want to raise them as my own little podcast listener. <laughs> you know what I mean? Aw. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I never want to listen to any other podcast. <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but yeah, I, what I like about yours, I happen or, to fit you guys. Yeah, in. I know. I I'm thrilled that people listen to us. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> yeah, they they just copy and paste that for all their emails to all the <laughs> right, other podcasts. Right, right. Um, he goes, many shows, especially of the geekier type, get very old very fast. With the exception of you guys and a few others like Nerdist, most just have boring, dial-tone type personalities. Brian, you and Jake seem to have a pretty good handle on good pop Nerdist culture. I most often agree with Tupperware classifications. Am I reading this right? It sounded right. Yeah, yeah. I, I most often agree with Tupperware classifications. And Frank the Hammer is always making me laugh. Though recently I seem to side with him more in the Interstellar review than Brian or Jake. Fucking love that movie. Plot holes and missteps aside. I Tupperware the movie. I know. No, no, I know. <laughs> Jake Tupperware. <laughs> See, the thing is, I'm not going to argue this. I, guys, I still tasted the movie. And just because, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw you into this conversation yeah. too. Frank, you and young Murph can <laughs> sit off in a corner and drink coffee or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to be careful give what yourself. you're sending me off to a, do with a minor. Be, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> sure give you some acting lessons. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay, this is between me yeah. and you. You Tupperware the movie. Yeah. But, and I tasted it. And because I tasted it, I, it's not like I hated the film. I, no. I, I did enjoy the film. I did enjoy the film. But just because I like the movie doesn't mean that I'm not going to throw out there like certain things that I didn't like about it. I, I completely agree. Just because I Tupperware the movie doesn't mean I don't agree with some of the flaws that yes. you saw in the movie too. Yes. Th- those flaws just didn't distract from you the good time that I had. Yes. Yes. And that makes total sense. I mean, that's the thing. When you're doing a podcast, if we all Tupperware the movie... You can still find a fault with the Tupperware. Definitely. You know, I think there's very few movies that I can watch and be like, I did not like that scene. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's one scene that just I didn't connect with, that I didn't like. There's very few Tupperwares where you can do that. 
I'm going way back in the vault of movies here, but I think a perfect movie, in my opinion, and if you haven't seen it, you need to, a perfect movie is Gone with the Wind. Uh, yeah. It's a Clark Gable. It's a perfect movie, and that's one of the only movies that I can watch and be like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. No, it was the screenplay for that movie. It was originally a book, and, and the screenplay was just a masterful, and the performances were masterful. There's very few movies like that, but... For yeah. a, a movie like Interstellar that's got high concept stuff like all this science stuff and and you've got Nolan directing it and like I'm gonna point out some of the things that I, I didn't like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It is crazy how you just just by the tone, like I I Tupperware it, you tasted it, but you know, we're we're the yeah. interstellar haters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys, just because you love Nolan and you love the movie we can sit back and kind of like critique it though. Yeah, definitely. I love Star Wars. I Tupperware the whole thing, but I, I still sit there and make fun of stuff and yeah, make fun of seeds. Absolutely. Try to poke holes in it and yeah. laugh at stuff. Right. Um, let's see here. It goes, anyway, I consider myself a proud card carrying member of the leftover army for sure and wanted to talk, uh, wanted to share an article I wrote for my online zine, a foreign comic collector magazine. In your recent Agent Carter episode, you guys talked a bit about balls. Well, me and some of the more hardcore foreign Franks laughing at that. <laughs> I used the word balls. I was trying to be quiet. Frank, my God, you, you revert to like a 12-year-old. <laughs> balls. It's so weird to me sometimes. I don't get it. I'm trying to understand it. <laughs> I don't get it either. It's so weird. I'm that, I'm all, that way all the time, though, too. Like, even uh, when my daughter watches Frozen and she's singing, Why Have a Ballroom with No Balls? I giggle. Oh, that's funny. Uh, you know, that was Jay's go-to word to get himself warmed up before the show. Balls. Would, it was, yeah. He would just sit there and go, balls, 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 balls. I, yeah. We'd be in trouble. If, yeah. if, uh-huh. if, oh, my God. Yeah, Jay did do that a lot. Yeah. I know I'd come home and I'd be playing a video game with my roommate and I would just be like, balls, balls, balls. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, man. I was around Jay for too long. You yeah. say balls so much it's like in my head now like a popular Baldur. pop song <laughs> totally forgot about that yeah <sighs> i would just it would kill frank frank would be dead <laughs> yeah. yeah under the table before you started recording <laughs> uh, oh bring it on i can't imagine you in like uh sex ed class oh that... talking about anything oh no yeah you had to be kicked out <laughs> You had to learn from porn. You didn't learn from sex ed. <laughs> God. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I killed him. That's absolutely true. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> balls. Back to no, balls. I no, I did. I did. I did get kicked out of sex ed. <laughs> you got kicked out of sex ed and had to and learn from I, porn. It's true. My uh, sex talk from my dad was at 14 years old. We went to the video store. He rented two pornos, gave it to me, and said, there, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's serious. Wow. Father of the year. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I'm at a loss for words at this point. Back, back to balls. Back to balls. No, uh, yeah, he goes on to say, uh, well, me and some of uh, the more hardcore foreign comic collectors, contributors here and in other parts of the world have grabbed our balls and created, <laughs> god damn it, Frank, <laughs> have grabbed our balls 
and created an online zine and website dedicated to the very, very niche foreign comic collector world. It's very small, and of course, the mainstream comic nerd doesn't really know how to handle us. We are always arguing on forums and whatnot the idea that the foreign books that repurposed our beloved American heroes have real intrinsic and novel value and are not just worthless reprints in another language. Anyway, I could go on and on and on. Check out the article I wrote a few years ago when we started the whole thing. And if you think it is worthy of reposting, do it. Also, my big balls have found now over... Give Frank a minute. Here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go catch, ahead. I'm all right. I got catch it. up. I don't. It's like I want to reread that sentence, but <laughs> also my big balls have now found over 17 different versions of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm laughing. Oh, it's funny. Have you ever heard that ACDC song? Um, oh yeah, oh, of course I've he got has. Big balls. Yep. <laughs> but, he, but he's got the biggest. <laughs> Balls, balls of them, them all. <laughs> my balls are always bouncing from the left, left end to, to the, the right. right. <laughs> it's my belief that my big balls should be held every night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great song if you haven't heard it. It's yeah. A, it's a B-side uh, ACDC song. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love it. All right, back to this email. <laughs> also, my big balls have found now over 17 different versions of the Star Wars number one book form here in America and all over the world. It's a big set, and is, is he talking about balls, Frank? It's a big, big <laughs> set of balls. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's a big set, and I think it might be the biggest set of its type. <laughs> <laughs> Frank will be the judge of that. <laughs> got elephantitis in the nuts. <laughs> Frank will be the judge of that. You got Lando Calrissian <laughs> balls, Millennium oh Falcon balls. <laughs> you got Wookie nuts, it's Wookie nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh no! Uh, this show is off the rails. This show man. is off the rails. This is the worst what episode. The we should change our name from uh, Pop Culture Leftovers to Ball Talk, dude. If he wrote this, intentionally, <laughs> the guy's a motherfucking genius because it's great. <laughs> It's a. I can't even. <laughs> it's the biggest set. <laughs> it's it's uh it's a big it's a, it's, it's a big set, and I think it might be the. <laughs> it, it might be the biggest set of of variant balls that anyone has. I don't know why I just envisioned some great big Scottish dude going, look, look at these nuts. They're so big. Oh, no. It's the biggest of their kind. I don't know. I can't answer the question why you thought that was yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. I guess it goes back to Leroy James. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. But it's a, I, I'm not going to be able to get through the sentence. The biggest set. It's a big set, and I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... And I, It's a big set, and I think it might be the biggest set of its type in existence as far as individual issues. 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 I chopped the article out of the two mag issues, PDFs, and spliced them together for you. But I just realized something. 
Most email filters won't let an unknown email or contact through if it has an attachment. If you guys are interested, respond, and I will be able to send you the attachment with the article, and it should make it through the filter. Keep on rocking. Matthew. So we got to use email as the condom. So, yeah. <laughs> Might not be able to get those big balls through. <laughs> Need a filter for these balls. <laughs> a ball filter. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested in checking out his uh, for, foreign comic online zine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad foreign, foreign comic is the next words that came out of your mouth, Jake. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm a lesbian. I'm not in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> the balls disgust me yeah. as, as a practicing lesbian. Matthew, please, if you could just send us that sack of goodies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Send us that attachment. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. That email was like a trial. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I didn't have time the trial of Frank Hammer. That's what that email was. Wow. Holy shit. Alright. Yeah, future requests. Do not include the word balls in your email. Or sack. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we're going to get next email. <laughs> Subject balls. Sack of balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to let him get through. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. It makes me want to keep saying it. I, 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 Don't. <laughs> okay. Don't, we'll never get through the episode. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Balls. No, I'm ready for now. All right. All right. Listener Joseph sends us an email. Hello, leftovers. And Frank, <laughs> drunk Frank voice, a.k.a. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. My name is Joseph. I just wanted to nerd out with you guys for a sec and share a pic of the Star Wars variant cover my awesome girlfriend got me at our local, 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 local. <laughs> our local, local. Local, local. Shit's like inside his house. <laughs> <laughs> our local brick and mortar. It's an homage to Amazing Spider-Man number 129. And speaking of of Spider-Man, see, Frank, that's how you segue. (laughs) Are there any of you reading the Spider-Verse story arc? I'm really enjoying it. I'm also digging into Django Zorro comic. Cool thing about it that it's Tarantino puts a suggested soundtrack playlist to listen to while reading on the back of the page. That is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Um I'm not reading Spider-Verse yet. I have not started. No, I am. I read Spider-Man through Marvel Unlimited, so I'm perpetually six months behind on all storylines, so I'm still four months out from getting Spider-Verse. Yeah. I've heard I, good things, though. I've got a lot of the issues. I just haven't started them. I've been, like, all over, like, Image and the indie comics and stuff. Heard good things. Yeah, I'm reading Birthright, Copperhead, just started a book called The Humans. Tried Matt Fraction's Odyssey, which I pe- guess people are loving, and I didn't like. That is it based off of Homer's The Odyssey? No. Okay. I, may, I don't know. Maybe it is, and I just didn't pick it up. Huh. But I didn't I didn't like it. I'm sure a lot of people do. And a lot of people like The Wicked and the Divine, and I dropped off issue three. I just couldn't get into it. That's the uh, McKelvey book. Kieran, Kieran Gillen is doing it. Yeah, McKelvey draws. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's see here. This is my favorite podcast, and I like how how it's gone from two hours to five hours long. Hell, just do us all a favor and make it an even eight hours long. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That 
way we can have an entire workday long show of fuck scotches and pelvic table thrusting. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. You're going to knock the mics out. Oh, Whoa, sorry, dude, sorry. I, I think he knocked you back in. I think he fixed it, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I should do it more. No, don't do it again. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning that I'm killing it on the last show. I'm Rick James, bitch, in the Army's Fantasy League. Who knew the sixth pick in the draft would pay off? So far, at least. Sincerely, though, thank you guys for all the effort you put into each episode and the hours of free entertainment that you give the Army. Your loyal listener, Joseph. That's Jedi Joe 3000 on Facebook and Instagram. Jedi Joe, thanks for the email. Yeah, we don't mind giving, giving all this free entertainment at all. Nope. Yeah, I'd, I'd Frank's looking at me to say something. No, what? Yeah. No, it, yeah, this is, this is me anyway, so I'd, I'd be this entertaining whether I was being recorded or not. Wow, you give yourself a lot of credit. <laughs> Shit, look at you. <laughs> Fucking diva over here. No. Mr. Entertainment. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd be putting on a show for whoever was yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be laughing at balls for anybody. <laughs> God damn it. See, this is why I don't need to do abs. What? Be- be- oh, God. Back to something that we don't understand. <laughs> no, we laugh so much. It makes my stomach hurt. Oh. I see what you did there. I got gotcha. Well, I'm not even really trying to be all that funny. My stomach does fucking hurt from laughing so much. We're like Frank's ab workout. Yeah. So, yeah, keep sending in those balls emails so Frank can have a flat <laughs> yeah. stomach. So we can check out Frank's eight balls every shit. week. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Andy Bab- Babcock. Last week he sent us the email. He's the guy that's, uh, you know, 10 years behind the mic. Yes. He goes, hello, leftovers. And Frank. And Frank. <laughs> I thought I'd follow up last week's email, which left at least one loose end. First, thanks for the mention. Your approachability is one of the reasons I really do consider you my favorite podcast in spite of Jake's doubt. In fact, Jake may be the one I often agree with, my, 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 that I most often agree with. Except I wasn't a huge fan of the Lego movie. Yes! Oh. Uh, don't even get me started. Yes! Don't thank even you. get me started. Thank you, Andy. Frank's mom is calling. I'll take Wreck-It Ralph for nostalgia any day. Thank you. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph is good, too. Yeah. Not as good as the Lego movie. Way better than Lego got movie. got credit snubbed. Way better than Lego movie. I did like Wreck-It Ralph better than Lego movie. Yeah, not not me. Lego movie was still a Tupperware for me, though. Uh, yeah, they're both Tupperwares. Yeah. Go Wreck it, Ralph. I I don't I'm not did, huh, I don't know why I wanted to like Lego Movie. Yeah, you must have been in your surliest mood ever. No, 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 no. I, I couldn't. I, I'll you know what? I'll watch it again. I'll watch a damn thing again. Okay, I'll watch it again. God, it's gonna be it's gonna be trying to get through it again. A trial. It, it, it seriously, I just didn't enjoy it. And he goes, and I actually am a Man of Steel fan. Yeah, toss the John Kent death, but the ending sets up a cool scene with him and Batman later. Picture Superman criticizing Batman for techniques that resemble torture, uh, only to have Ben, Bat, turn and say, at least I've never killed anyone. Yeah. Yeah, good point. We'll see. We'll see if that kind of fun stuff happens. Meanwhile, I was pondering just what made your podcast stand out so much last year. Maybe it was just, uh, maybe it was just being there to see you guys come together and really take off in 2014. Listening to most 
up-to-date pop news you can get in a podcast each week, or maybe the fact you are normal guys and not shoving Audible stamps, uh, AudibleStamps.com and Squarepace down our gullets. <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> you know, that's one thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Hey, click our Amazon links. Click this, click yeah. that, check <laughs> us out, buy this t-shirt, do this, do that. Any of the shit that we talk about, it's usually because we've used it. Or we're genuinely excited about it. Yeah, exactly. I can get that. Can we do something yeah, about I, that? I got it. Let me pause that. Yeah, I, I got light shining in behind me on the screen, and it's having, I'm having a hard time reading the email. You're like a mogwai. Yeah. Bright light. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just recording. Yeah, fuck it. I don't give Record. What I like about your podcast is that you don't have the sense to stop recording when Frank's adjusting blinds. <laughs> or when mics go out sometimes. Oh, yeah. thank you. That is so much better. Oh, yes. It's night and day in here. <laughs> Which, that was a <laughs> shitty movie if you saw it. What movie? Night, night and, and day. day. Oh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise yeah. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, that was a fucking Man, you know, the, the action sequences in that were amazing. But I, every, yeah. Everything else Yeah, was, shitty. Yeah. I taste it. We're going to be talking about a new Tom Cruise movie this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, word about it. And it's not, it's not uh, Highlander. So. Okay. That's mm. not a thing that's happening yet. But we're going to be talking about that. But back to Andy's email. He says, uh, yeah, or maybe the fact that you are normal guys and not shoving Audible, Stamps.com, and Squarespace down our gullets. Either way, it has me thinking that maybe the 2015 Tuppies could feature a best-slash-worst podcast category. A quick rundown of my 2014 would have Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, The Moth, Ted Talks, and Edumacation from Kevin Smith all as Tossets. Stuff You Should Know, Serial, Your Mom's House, Lead the Pack Behind You, and Star Joes. Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies just featured James Gunn and a host of Guardians of the Galaxy. That is a must-download Tupperware for sure. As to Matthew McConaughey moving to Amarillo and why that gives me hope for Star Trek Three. okay, after hearing the news of him moving... Here, I decided to watch some True Detective finally. That's when I found episode four, directed by Star Trek Three's Justin Lin. Yeah, this is the this is the email I was talking okay, about. Okay, good deal. The end of this episode features a near ten minute scene shot with a single camera shot and no cuts. That's one steady shot following action in frame with perfectly delivered dialogue. I cannot begin to tell you the balls. Damn it. No, nothing out of Frank. No, I, I'm into we're what pa- you're saying. We're past that point. I cannot begin to tell you the balls and skill it takes to pull something like this off. I'm sure other Army members will agree that this requires a mastery of film direction, and it really gives me hope for this movie. Nice, nice. I agree. Nothing I, lo- I love more than a long shot that doesn't have cuts, like the old Brian De Palma, I always call it, when it yeah. happens. Yeah. So yeah, I'm um I've watched the first two episodes of True Detective now. Have you not you've not gotten to four? And I've not gotten to four I'd yet. I'd like to hear your thoughts once you 
watch the Justin Lin directed True Detective. Yeah, I will let you know. I am. Um, I was not aware. I don't even know that I would have noticed that he did direct it. Without, yeah. So I'm glad this was brought up. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. I find it interesting. Like I'm always like the guy saying like uh, I'm not even a glass half empty. Somebody stole my glass, but I'm like the only one that's back in this Justin Lin. Yeah, and that, it's not like I'm like uh, you know waving the Justin Lin flag. Like you know yeah. I haven't seen anything he's done. Yeah, but, I don't feel like I'm waving the pitchfork either. Yeah. I'm just not. It, it felt like that that first time that I brought him up. Yeah, it, it felt like that. I could see that. Yeah, I just I had no excitement for it. It was just a fast. It's the Fast and the Furious guy to me. So I was just like, eh. yeah. I mean, I'm probably being too harsh on him only because of I mean the Fast and Furious series as a whole. But that's not his fault. Yeah. Um, it does give me hope because I, I do like like Jake was saying that long shot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, it does imagine. take a lot of skill to do. It does, you know. I mean, uh, this, th- th- that is a masterful director. And, and imagine a 10 minute long, uh, practical effects sequence, as practical as you're gonna get in a yeah. Star Trek movie. Yeah. But of some really good action and choreography that goes on with these characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of stuff in space is really cool. We saw yeah. a lot of that in, uh, Gravity, yeah, the Alfonso Cuarón yeah. movie. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, the very beginning of that movie, mm-hmm. the way it introed. Um, you know, I thought like one of the coolest scenes in Star Trek Into Darkness was that scene where they were like dive bombing into that other ship. And imagine yeah. if that was just ten minutes of them like not cutting away and not moving. I like the Simon Pegg stuff, but just imagine if it was just like a, you know, because like a scene like that that can be like a uh, white knuckle uh, scene. You know, like are these yes. guys going to make it through? Is Khan going to make it through? Whatever. And if they wouldn't have like you know taken you away from that action mm-hmm. and like brought you into the Simon Pegg action. That could have been a really cool scene. Yeah. This guy probably, what's the director's name? David Ayer or, or what, what's the? Uh, Justin, Justin Lin. Justin Lin. Yeah. He, uh, probably didn't even direct that. It's probably like a case like the Brian Singer Quicksilver thing. Oh, the second, the second unit <laughs> yeah. director. Yeah, he, he had someone else do that true detective shot. Always trying to take away something from Justin <laughs> Lin, aren't you? You're always looking to take away something from this guy. It was a Brian Singer Quicksilver type yeah. of thing. It, it's, and to be honest, I mean, a lot of the Fast and Furious elements are blending together for me. But I think what I'm going to do, you know, since there's so many questions getting raised, I'm going to go ahead and just isolate the ones that he did direct and watch those. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could get like get like a tone out of them, yeah. keeping them separate from the others. So I'll rewatch watch those and see what I come away with. Well, and the fact that he's used to working with uh, an ensemble cast with a bunch of stars in it, I think that's a positive thing, too. He's going to be working with a lot of different pieces here in Star Trek Three. You know, Zoe Saldana, Chris Chris Pine, and, you know, Zachary Quinto, all, all the cast, mm-hmm. Simon Pegg. I mean, I think that's a good thing. Right. Your phone is blowing up. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it quiet. <laughs> Turn that on silent. Yeah. Well, that was just a vibration. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Now, he, the email's not done yet. He goes, now, as to me knowing the secret of uh, your episode 100. Uh-oh, the if, secret. Yeah. Is there a secret? He thinks there is. Uh-huh. If my math is correct, that which that, that should drop very near the one-year anniversary of Frank joining the show. Aww. Could this be his official coronation as a leftover? I, for one, would like that twist. And finally, I hear you often wanting a role. Okay, for, uh, let's, before I go on, do you want to address that? You yeah, yeah. well, we were going to do it, but we're not now. Yeah, he guessed our twist. Yes, you ruined it. <laughs> yeah, just like we talked about the writers, everybody trying to guess, like, you know, what's going on with Harrison Wells, what's yeah. going on with Star Trek Episode Seven. 
Yeah, we were going to do it. And uh, yeah, Andy Babcock fucked it up for us. Yeah, episode 100, Frank was going to be a leftover. Right. Damn but, it. Yeah. <laughs> n- not anymore. No, honestly, <laughs> Andy, you're, you're reading way too much into this episode 100 thing, dude. Yeah. Reading way too much into it. Nothing's going to happen Nothing's at gonna, all, right? Frank's never going to become a leftover. <laughs> no, never. Never. <laughs> it's not going to happen, people. They always got to I don't know why it needs to happen. Like, why people think it has Like, this is something like... Like, Frank, is it, like, not enough just being on the show? Yeah, it's fine. By me, it doesn't bug me at all. There yeah. we go. I yeah. mean, I, I introduced myself separately. Exactly. Case settled. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you have, like, uh, I'm not saying me and Jake are headliners or anything like that, but you, it's like, and Frank. The leftovers, and Frank. Yeah. It, it, it's a gag. It's a throwback. It'll never go away. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Frank will never be a leftover. <laughs> never. <laughs> It'll never happen. So you stop. Guys, you guys need, I wish you could see Brian's face. Like, he's staring me right in the eyes. <laughs> you will face. never it's, be a leftover. <laughs> Damn, Jay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our last episode, and there will be, uh, like, eventually, I don't know how long we're going to be doing this thing, but one day, there will be a last episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. Well, we'll die so one day. The final episode. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to be on my deathbed. You're going to hear, you're going to hear like the life support system beeping in the background. <laughs> and be like, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast. Of course, yet it's going to be like, it's going like, to be like the narcolepsy intro. Bye, Jake. <laughs> well, Jake just tossed his last movie. <laughs> well, we don't know what Brian did. Was Brian going to give it a Tupperware? Toss it. We'll never know. You totally pull a Yoda. You'd be like, it's uh, that's it. Brian's dying. Let's give him a freeze it. Yeah, me and Walt Disney. Holy shit. In one of those cryogenic uh, chambers. <laughs> no, Brian's with the angels now. <laughs> or, or I'm down in hell. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, you're reading too much into it. That's not going to happen on episode 100. It, it won't happen on episode 200, 300. It might happen on the last episode, like for five minutes. The last five minutes of the episode, we might grant you leftover status for five minutes and then end the show. Yay, yeah. I could die a leftover... <laughs> so goddamn it! Now he's giving me hope. See, <laughs> there's one day we're fine. No, I want to know. Like, is it like is it something you're striving for? Is this like something that you like want? Is this like on your Christmas wish list? No. Is this it's like okay. like if like if like a Make a Wish Foundation came to you and said, I know they usually only come to kids, but you do revert back to a twelve year old sometimes. Yeah, so let's true. say they they they, they 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 come to you and they're like, Frank, what's your dying wish? And you're like, I want to be a leftover. No, I don't think I'd do that. <laughs> I mean, I. I'd take it if you gave it to me, but it doesn't bug me at all. He would reject it. I wouldn't reject He'd it. He'd hand it back. What? No. <laughs> no it's like rejecting I, somebody's love. No. I don't think... We don't give out um, leftover status willy-nilly anymore. No, no. Other people have spoiled it. Oh, really? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying Jay. I'm not saying Jay. <laughs> no, it's not like even the guys that helped come in and fill it in spoiled it, but right. it's, it's one of those things that we just learned that you just can't give out leftover status like willy-nilly. Yeah. 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 It's important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, because like all those other guys that were that have been on the show in the past, I mean, they they kept the show going, and I, I do thank them for that. But it's like I've learned from certain things that you just can't give it, it like like this is a big fucking thing. Like this is like the Queen of England knighting somebody as a knight or something. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. I, I think I kind of speak for the army that I I kind of look at it like that a little bit. But I'm okay with 
it not happening. Like, uh, you I, better be because it's not. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, I've had a couple of people like message me and tell me that they're going to try to start a petition. They can. They, they can. You it. can start as many petitions as you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I don't, I Get don't. a million signatures. We'll, we'll still not make him a leftover. <laughs> Actually, the more signatures you get, the least likely right. he'll ever be. That's just how I work. Uh-huh. That's how I work, and it's unfortunate that I am that way. Yeah, in my mind, the only three leftovers are me, you, and Jay. Yeah. And that's it. Anyone else that was ever a leftover is not anymore, and it's Yeah, me, they've moved on. It's yeah. me, you, and Jay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they wouldn't even consider themselves leftovers anymore. No, I don't think so. So, yeah. I'm just the intern. The intern. Frank the intern. Yep. Yeah. I get the coffee. I get the... I, I empty the ashtray. <laughs> I get the blinds. <laughs> yeah, you do. See, I'm a fucking good intern too. You push damn it. it in. Can I get? Can I get another Mountain Dew, Frank? Actually, yeah, I gotta get one too. <laughs> he goes on to say, and finally, I hear you often wanting a role for Keanu Reeves in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. To me, it is obvious, though. Sadly, I have heard no mention of this character making an appearance. And I might be able to shed some light on this for you. But he says, but Keanu is a perfect Namor the Submariner. Mm. He could be a hero or villain that way. Just a thought. Um, I, it's not a bad idea. They can't do it, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Namor, Namor is fantastic for... Oh. Namor is not uh, with Fox. Okay. Namor is with Universal Studios. Oh. Uh. Yep. Namor's with Universal Time is ticking for them, though. Uh, if they don't have a movie out, I'd say within the next year or two, I believe they'll lose the rights to Namor. Mm-hmm. Is that the only? I mean, who else do they have? That's it. That's, That's all they it? have. Universal has Namor. That's worthless to them. I don't know why they did it back then. I mean, you know, when Stanley was selling all the properties to the different studios, why they went with Namor? We'll take Namor. Well, maybe that's all they could afford at the time. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe uh, it was a draft. Yeah. They didn't rank for Namor for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a flea market. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> We're definitely not going to pay more for Namor. <laughs> so here's, a, here's a Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Two hundred dollars. I know. Just like the. Uh, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, aren't Magneto's kid shenanigans mm-hmm. that Marvel just did. They kind of did some shenanigans this week with Namor. Oh yeah, what's going on? They um, seemingly had him killed off in in the newest issue of Avengers. Oh really? Yeah. The uh, the, the Hickman book? Yeah, the Hickman book. Yeah, yeah. Black, Black Panther does him in. Ooh, wow, that's been going on for a while. Yeah, that feud comes to a boil, and Black Panther like takes him out. That's fucking awesome, though. Yeah. But a lot of people have um, said that maybe that has something to do with them not, you know. With Fox? Yeah. Has well, nothing. with Universal, I mean. Oh, okay. With getting Namor out of the scene. I see. I don't think they need to go that route with Universal. I mean, it doesn't sound like Universal is going to be doing a Namor movie. Just let the la- the rights lapse. Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Yeah. I do think that's kind of what's happening with the Scarlet Witch Quicksilver stuff, though. Mm-hmm. That they're kind of rewriting it so it looks better on the Avenger side than it does on the X-Men side. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Make it fit more in with the cinematic universe. Yeah, make it more inhumans than yeah. mutants. Uh, let's see here. This is the final. It's not even an email. It was a Facebook message from a very new listener. Uh, nice. Joshua Gutierrez. Uh, he says, hi, guys. I r- this is awesome. Uh, hi, guys. I randomly came across your show on Tuesday. My phone was on inside my pocket pushing buttons. 
when I pulled out my phone, voila, PCL. No, <laughs> no shit. That's fucking crazy. I scrolled through your podcast and landed on the Welcome Back Agent Carter episode. Holy shit, guys. I'm hooked. <laughs> nice. My shitty day at work was has turned into comics, Frank, and badass movies. God damn, I laughed so hard. Anyways, I thought I'd stop by and say, keep up the good fucking work. Man of Steel sucked. Nice. Hey, you had me, Joshua. <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's like a shot in the nuts. You nailed the landing, Josh. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Perfect 10. Perfect 10 landing. But what I like about this, I, I hate that last sentence, but like everything else, <laughs> you know, what I liked about this was like, this is our first Destiny listener. Yeah. Like this was like, uh, you know, this was Destiny for this listener it to listen Destiny. to our podcast. It was Destiny. Yeah. Wow. Pulls out his pocket and pop culture leftovers right on his phone. Yeah. There it is. Voila. Came to him. Voila. It's a good thing that happened to him and not some other people. Right. We'd be getting calls from ultra-religious conservative groups. <laughs> Shut them down! <laughs> Frank, if, like, okay, let's say you weren't on the show uh-huh. at all, and, like, you were, like, in this listener's position, uh-huh. and you put your hand down your pocket, and you grazed your balls. <laughs> okay? I don't think you would have ever pulled out the phone. I think you would have been distracted and moved oh. on to something else. <laughs> So no destiny for Frank. <laughs> the only destiny you're playing that night is the video game after you <laughs> buy it a fifth time. <laughs> yeah, buy it <laughs> number five. No, I can't afford it anymore. <laughs> but for Joshua, it worked out. That was cool. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So our, I, that's awesome. I'm glad I got that message. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, I got. And I have an announcement about Man of Steel I'm going to say at some point later on in this show. So. Keep, keep listening. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't stop listening now. Can't, I've, ooh, I've turned bit, around. It's a Tupperware. It, That's no, the What? No. Bullshit. It's a Tupperware. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I got I got another announcement about Lego Movie. <laughs> nice, nice for you. I'm glad we both came to our senses. Uh, <laughs> since Lego Movie is such a divisive film, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk about Man of Steel later, I suppose. <laughs> Holy shit. It sounds like I have no choice. Or, you know, I might not even talk about it. I'll just let you rant on about it. And That's fine. Okay. And we're due for another one. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break here. We're going to come back with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers. And on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Hey, welcome back. Wow, that was an interesting break. Yeah, that was a break. <laughs> extended. Ah, extended edition. Should I get into why it was extended? Yeah. It was. A, it's it was, got a happy ending. Very happy ending. Yeah. So, yeah. Not like the kind that you pay for at a massage parlor. Yeah. I was going to say Frank jacked me off, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. No, I gave myself the stranger. I just sat on my, (laughs) sat on my left arm for like 
you know, an hour and then an did hour. my business. Damn. It was at least an hour he sat in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I give myself, sometimes I give myself the double stranger Whoa. where I sit on both of them and it feels like I'm in a menage a trois. Nice. Yeah. Never thought about that. Ah, oh, you shouldn't, Jake. I'm a sad, lonely, depressed man. So <laughs> that's all I've got to think about. Um, you know, uh, yeah, what happened was we recorded that whole thing on the portable Zoom recorder because I feel like it's easier when we do that sometimes. I agree. And I like using the Zoom. And then now it's got an issue where it looked like it had recorded everything. And then when I pulled up the file, it showed like it had all the information there, but it said zero. that For the time, it showed zero. So we're freaking out. Like it didn't show like a, an hour that we had spent recording. It showed like there was zero time that we had spent recording this. And so I was freaking the hell out. We almost missed out on all that Frank Ball laughter. <laughs> Frank Ball oh, laughter, yeah. all the emails, everything. It was almost all gone. And I found out about this thing called VLC recorder and it fixed the corrupted file and I was able to retrieve everything. So. Everybody's going to be able to listen at that hour. Because like, I was going to get on here and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Read all your emails, and you guys can't hear them. It's yeah. Gone. yeah. Some of you probably wouldn't have believed us. Yeah, probably wouldn't have believed us. Oh, they just didn't want to read our emails. Yep, taking shortcuts. And, yeah. And then when I'm talking about balls, people are going to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> no, that they'd know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty used to it. <laughs> Doesn't need explanation. All right. Um... All right, guys, so it's uh, now time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more Leftover Reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either watched or read. We do have a rating system here on Pop Culture Leftovers. So if it's your first time listening to the show, we want you to be uh, familiar with the dumbest rating system <laughs> Ever in the history of podcasts or rating systems uh, in general. Yeah, we do. We do. (laughs) (laughs) We want you to know. (laughs) Take it away, Clive. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, I'm going to have Clive change that rating system. How so? What are you adding in? He's going to say, uh, if Jake watched something, he tosses it. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. Yeah. I approve. So, yeah, I think that'll happen. <laughs> I, I Tupperware the uh, Agent Carter premiere. Okay. Well, there'll be, yeah, I guess there could be, like, additional addendums that we could add tack onto there. Yeah, yeah. If Jake watches something besides Agent Carter, <laughs> I Tupperware he'll toss it. it. Yeah. I do love to toss things. Yeah. I cannot deny. King Toss. King Toss. I love yeah. it. King Tut, King Toss. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. King Nut. King Nut. <laughs> King Nut Frank and then King Toss Jake. <laughs> King Ball. <laughs> King Ball. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, that's our rating system. Uh, toss it, taste it, Tupperware. I uh, wanted to start off with uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. Um, Gone Girl director David Fincher. Was he your director of the year? He was my director of the year. For the Tupperwares? Yes. Yeah. Love he, David Fincher. He turned down uh, directing Spider-Man. Yeah. And before Sam Raimi uh, took on the project. Uh, and then even when they were going to do Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think he was one of the names that they were considering. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man when it came back. That would be wild, right? Yeah. 
A, um, da- a David Fincher Spider-Man movie? Mm-hmm. He talked about it uh, recently with io9 on how he would have handled Spider-Man in a film, and this is what he had to say. Tell me what you guys think uh, ab- yeah. about uh, his approach. Uh, my impression, what Spider-Man could be, is very different from what Sam Raimi did or what Sam wanted to do. I think the reason he directed that movie was because he wanted to do the Marvel Comics superhero. I was never interested in the Genesis story. I couldn't get past a guy getting bit by a red and blue spider. It was just a problem. It was not something that I felt I could do straight-faced. I wanted to start with Gwen Stacy and the Green Goblin, and I wanted to kill Gwen Stacy. The title sequence of the movie that I was going to do was going to be a 10-minute, basically a music video, an opera, which was going to be the one shot that took you through the entire Peter Parker Parker backstory. Bit by a radioactive spider, the death of Uncle Ben, the loss of Mary Jane, and then the movie was going to begin with Peter meeting Gwen Stacy. It was a very different thing. It wasn't the teenager story. It was much more of the guy who settled into being a freak. Sounds kind of cool, I think. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, okay, let's... If I think of it as the first Spider-Man movie, the mm-hmm. instead of Sam Raimi number one, I kind of don't like it. But if I think of it as like the now, I kind of do like it. Like it's like I do complain that it's like, oh, here we go again. It's time to see the origin of Spider-Man. Oh no, 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 no! I like that part. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the things that in in here that are kind of like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but bit by a radioactive spider. This is what he's showing in that music video opera montage. Mm-hmm. The bit by a radioactive spider, the death of Uncle Ben, the loss of Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. He doesn't meet Mary Jane until after Gwen Stacy. Like, she doesn't come into his life until after. Yeah. So that's what I'm not understanding. That he's flip-flopping the that relationships. That he's flip-flopped that. And then he's also going to take it to one of the favorite th- my favorite things that I, I don't know if they've gotten it right yet, but um, he wasn't a teenager in the story. Yeah. Um, and it was more of a guy that's been settled in. Part of the best thing, like, if he was going to do the original Spider-Man, that's mm. kind of stuff that I want to see. I mean, like, this goes back to, like, but if he did it now, I guess it makes more sense. But I still like that teenager Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this doesn't sound like the greatest thing ever, but, like, I don't know. Like, it would still be, I think it'd kind of be interesting. I think it's a little bit mirrors like the Nolan approach on the Batman movies. Do we need that for Spider-Man though? Like a gritty Spider-Man? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. Like I like how he's going to blaze through the origin story like that. I like that. I think that's cool, especially after the fact. Like, let's say he did the Raimi film. Yeah. I want to see everything. I, I feel but, like, but oh, now, oh. yeah, I'm sorry. But like now if he did it, blazing through that is totally fine with me. I still would just like to see a teenage Spider-Man personally. Yeah. And I think another positive is I think Fincher could pull off a, a scary green goblin for the first that time. That would be interesting. Yeah. I like that. Like, I like that direction. Like Gwen Stacy, <coughs> the green goblin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there it does deserve to be dark. I mean, I, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the fun of the green goblin is that, you know, he's the dark one and Spider-Man's the light one. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be, it's interesting. I, that uh, IO9, is that the name of the website? Yeah. It's a good site. They have a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they got a lot of insight. Frank, anything to add? <laughs> I don't, but they yeah, do. Unlike Frank, <laughs> yeah, it's just fine. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I like the gravity of Gwen Stacy dying in the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. That was really about the only thing that I really did like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I mean, yeah, that, that would be awesome if they were able to, you know, retell that and have it be uh, compelling, but also with the Spider-Man that you guys have told me about, who uh, is hilarious when he's, you know, slinging webs, but real insecure as Peter Parker. We haven't had a good balance of it. Uh, Garfield, he's kind of like a hippie. Or a kid. You're kind of like in my camp a little bit. There's going to be people in either camp. There's going to be people like, okay, we've seen this so many goddamn times. Mm -hmm. Let's just have like a Spider-Man that's Spider-Man and he knows how to be Spider-Man, a confident Spider-Man. But, you know, on the flip side that, yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't seen it done correctly in both films. It's like, but, you know, there's also like, should we go down that fucking path again so we can watch yet another director fuck it up? No, right. no. <laughs> Maybe Fincher's got the right idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, though. But see, the, 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 there's that there's that part of me that loves Spider-Man so much that that wants to see it done fucking right. Yeah. And I'm willing to gamble, you know, roll the dice on that. I agree. This, yeah. I agree. It's I, a tough one, man. It is a tough one. I'm in your camp, too, though. I, I think let's just skip all the origin shit and just have Spider-Man. Yeah. So I th- and I feel like that's what we'll get if all the, the rumors end up being the truth that we're actually going to see a Spider-Man in the MCU. We're not going to have time for all the bullshit. It's going to be fully realized Spider-Man in the MCU. Right. Yeah. Now, is that actually going to come to pass? Oh, that's an unknown. We'll but, talk about it. Yeah, that's but, a whole thing we're going to talk about. My right. point is just that if it does, that's I think that's the first place we might see what we're asking for. Right, right. Uh, wanted to talk about some TV shows that I watched this week. Uh, real quick, what'd you watch? I watched on FXX. Uh, it's a new series uh, called Man Seeking Woman. Oh, that's interesting. With Jay Barrichell. I think I'm pronouncing his name. Oh right. yeah, he's uh, the voice of uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Guy um, hiccup. Oh, nice! And uh, he was also in This Is the End. He played like the one of the main guys in that. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah, he's uh, got that. Real he's Seth Rogen's really good friend. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's the one that got to, got off the airplane mm-hmm. that visited L.A. or whatever. Yeah. And so I watched uh, Man Seeking Woman with Jay Barrichell, and um, I don't know, dude. It's it's a really weird show, dude. It's really weird. Um, it's about a guy and. Um, uh, he basically he gets broken up. You see him like his girlfriend breaks up with him, mm-hmm. and then like as soon as he leaves like her apartment, like she gives him like some of his belongings back. Okay, and you know as soon as he leaves, like it starts raining on him, and so it's like okay, yeah, it's raining on him, and then you know his sister tries to set him up on this like blind date, and he meets this blind date, and guys, he's like she's a troll. And I mean, not like in the figurative sense. Mm-hmm. This woman that he's on a date with is a literal female troll, <laughs> like mm. green and a troll. Shit. And I'm like, what is going on here? And the date gets really weird. She's grunting and stuff like that. And he calls her a troll to her face. And like all the people in like the, you know, the bar are like, <gasps> like, how could you do that? How could you call her a troll? So is he hallucinating? Is no, it like a no, no, fantasy no, no. world? This is the show. And I think what they're doing here, that it took me a while to kind of figure out, is that they're taking like the worst things of like relationships, like the day you get broken up with and it starts raining. Or, and like that first date that just doesn't work well and she turns out to be a troll. They're taking everything in a literal sense. <laughs> and that's how they're doing it. And I was like, at first, like when I saw the troll, I was like, this is freaking weird i don't get it is it funny though does it work when you figure it out that they're doing everything in the literal sense i don't know if it's going to work on the long run 
But the pilot got me interested enough to keep watching. Mm. His ex-girlfriend, he ends up calling her, wanting to get back together with her. And she's like, come to this party. And he's like so excited to go to this party. And so he goes to the party. And, of course, she's seeing somebody else now. And so, like, when you see, like, your ex with somebody, and let's say you still want to be with her, you think this guy is, like, the most evil guy in the world, even though he could be, like, the best guy, right? Mm -hmm. He could be a really nice guy. I mean, regardless of the situation, like, if it, if, if she wasn't involved and you met this guy, who knows? There might be a chance that you guys hang out and be best bros and hang out and shit and have a beer. But since she's with her, you fucking hate the guy. Yeah. So she's dating Hitler. (laughs) <laughs> Hitler is apparently 129 years old now. He's oh, in a wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> and so the worst guy in his mind, apparently, is fucking Hitler. <laughs> That's funny. So that I funny. see what you're saying about but, taking things literally. Yeah, and everybody else loves this guy. They're, like, trying to make excuses, like, oh, he's changed. He's a different Hitler now. And like, <laughs> Give yeah, Hitler a chance. Exactly. And so, like, um, and then, you know, it goes from uh, – and then there's more things that happen in the show that they're taken like to this literal level. And so I don't know. I'm going to give it a taste it for now because it is an interesting concept. I've never seen anything done like this before. And it's on FX? It's on FXX. It's on the double X. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to keep watching it. It's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, watch the return of uh, one of my favorite shows. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Came uh, back. I think it's like season eight, nine, ten. I lost count. Yeah, I think wow. it's nine. Wow. They do short seasons, so right, like eight episodes or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a doozy. It was pretty fucking hilarious. And the gang was traveling to um, where were they going? I can't remember where they're going. They were flying. I think to like a baseball game or some shit and they were trying to break this legendary record set by Wade Boggs on an airplane where he drank over 70 beers. So they're on the airplane and like the gang has to beat this record and everybody is like D Dennis, uh, Frank and Charlie are all going to do this. And Mac is the, like, he's like the one overseeing the event. Oh, did Wade Boggs really do this? Wade Boggs. Yeah. Like no, I don't know. It's uh, like it's like one of these urban legends or something. And like his whole thing is he drank seventy beers on the plane, and the next day went three for ten <laughs> playing baseball. And so like they're gonna be- beat this record. And so like the whole episode is like like Charlie thinks that Wade Boggs is dead, and Matt keeps telling him that like <laughs> and the Matt and Charlie keeps saying rest in peace, Wade Boggs. <laughs> and in all actuality, he's like fifty years old and still alive and kicking. <laughs> and um like they're all drinking beers on the fucking plane and shit, and like D gets him confused with Boss Hog and keeps <laughs> keeps saying she's gonna beat Boss Hog's record. <laughs> and they're all drinking and like they've got like these t shirts and every time they drink a beer they put a check on it like, okay yeah like a, like little, a tally mark yeah like a tally mark and so the only one that's really in it is charlie i mean he's like up to 50 beers and stuff like that and they have flashbacks um like not flashbacks but the Char- uh, charlie gets so drunk that he actually thinks he's talking to wade boggs and they're having this conversation it's a real wade boggs and they're talking that's awesome and then d has like this hallucination she's talking to boss boggs. <laughs> 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 But it's an absolutely hilarious episode. I don't know how they can keep the show so fresh after so many seasons, but it's so fucking good. That's funny. It was Boss Hog doing that. You're going to get them Duke boys. Yeah. <laughs> he was totally doing that, dude. That's that was funny. great. Good. It was great. 
I think uh, Dennis joined the Mile High Club with like some, with some chick. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was oh, really shit. good. Um, and then I watched the sci-fi premiere of Twelve Monkeys. Oh, how was that? Twelve Monkeys uh, follows the journey of a time traveler from the post-apocalyptic future who appears in present day on a mission to locate and eradicate the source of a deadly plague that will eventually decimate the human race. And the big players, the big actors in this are Aaron Stanford, who plays James Cole, and then Amanda Scholl plays Dr. Cassandra Rayleigh. And that's like, like one of the things that we talked about in a past episode when we announced this show mm-hmm. was like, you know, it was a great movie. Yes. Madeline Stowe, Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt. We loved the movie, but we thought like, does it have enough source material that they can actually do like a, you know, 12 episode season or whatever and keep the show going in the long run? Yeah, that description did not give me much hope. Yeah, exactly. Um, after watching the uh, first, just the pilot episode, just the pilot episode. I don't know what the future holds for this show, but the pilot episode was absolutely awesome. Really, and it's a Tupperware. I really enjoyed this show. Awesome, it was really good. A lot of good time travel stuff, and and uh, the character of James Cole is from the future, two thousand forty three, comes back to two thousand thirteen, realizes that he went back a little too far. He was asking her if he knew this guy, Leland Frost. And Leland Frost was the guy that, you know, created this virus that's going to wipe out mankind. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, I don't even know Leland Frost. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to leave now. And um, before he leaves, he gets shot up by the police. And uh, because she basically, she thinks she's getting ki- kidnapped by this coal guy, calls the police. and yeah. yeah. So the police arrive and they shoot him and they get a shot off into his side and um Skip he's like if you want to meet me meet me um in the future in 2 years meet me at this hotel in this lobby. Okay. So she ends up going to this lobby, spends a whole week at this fucking hotel. Finally one night this guy's crawling up the stairs and he's got the bullet wound in him. So basically, two years have passed for her, and it's instantaneous. Wow! And uh, he's got the bullet wound. Proves to her that, that you know I am from the future. Like he pulled a watch. She's got a watch on in the present day, 2015, and he pulls a watch in the future off her dead body, the same watch she's wearing. And he takes like uh, something to, like a knife, and he cuts the 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 surface, the the glass of the watch. Okay. And when he does that, she watches. Like, uh, no, he cuts her watch and then she, she watches like the old, the, the, the watch from the future mm-hmm. start to get a scratch in it. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And so basically at that point, you know, she's all in. She knows like, and for the past two years, she's gone crazy. She's lost her job as a doctor because like people think she's nuts because this is all she talks about is this guy disappearing mm. and being from the future because she watched him disappear right in front of her eyes. Yeah, this sounds really cool. It is really cool. Was it just an hour? It was an hour long with limited commercial interruption. And um, so from there, like, they track down this Leland Frost guy, and there's a really cool scene where Leland Frost brings up a time paradox. And, oh, man, I want to spoil it so much because it's one of the coolest things I've seen in a TV show all year. Wow, really? And and this Cole guy goes, you want to see a paradox? And he puts the two watches together. So that they touch. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's one of the coolest things I've seen all year. All right. I'm going to watch this. I will watch this Please by watch next it. week. Please watch it. It's available on uh, on demand. 
and then also um, sci-fi.com and on demand. They're going to be doing a thing. It comes out on Friday, but Friday, like, you know, at midnight. So 11.59 Thursday, boom, as soon as it hits midnight, you can watch the episode early and you don't have to wait. And they're just doing it for this one episode. Okay. But you can watch episode two immediately on on demand at midnight if you wanted to. Oh, nice. On on demand and sci-fi.com. I'm going to Tupperware this show just for the pilot. And that's pretty cool considering, like, you know, pilots sometimes can be, you know, really, really bad. Pilots can be rough. A lot yeah. of times it takes a couple episodes to find their footing. Yeah. And that pilot can be real rough. And the acting in this is great. Uh, I give the episode to uh, this Aaron Stanford guy, the guy that plays Cole. Uh-huh. Very, very good actor. Um, Amanda Scholl, she's no slouch either. I, I really appreciated her performance in it. Um, I think they're going to be a good, uh, good team. And so... You know, now they're starting to get some clues about, you know, the 12 monkeys. And so, you know, it's it's pretty cool. That sounds good. I get scared about sci-fi shows, though. Like, is it going to be just a miniseries or is it going to be something that they're going to... Right. Is it going to be the next alphas? Yeah. 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 You know, I get worried about that, too, getting invested in these shows. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like you got to wait for them until they hit a little bit of a stride. That way you feel like you're going to get some payoff out of it, at least a couple of seasons. Yeah. 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 Um, Frank, did you watch the original 12 Monkeys? No. That's why I was like, why is he not jumping into this bad boy? You should, Frank. You should seek it out and watch it. You really should. Okay. So the... the, uh, the movie version? The yes. movie. Okay. The movie. Do I is that a have to watch before I watch the TV show? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say you have to, but um just for the Brad Pitt performance alone, you should definitely watch that movie. Gotcha. Yeah. I I think I purposely had avoided that after seven came out. Because I didn't know anything about the film. The only thing I remember was that that was the last thing I'd seen him in at the time. Yeah, it's a Terry Gilliam movie who did uh Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Brazil, Time Bandits. Oh, okay. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Huh. Why you, you didn't want to watch Twelve Monkeys after seven? Yeah, man. The whole finding the like knowing that that was the head in the box. Yeah. And some of that shit was really, really, really gruesome. Yeah. Like the uh, um, lust one. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to fucking repeat it. <laughs> you know, there, there's certain movies like that that spawn like uh, other types of films, and I think Seven was one of those breakthrough movies. You know, Terminator Two uh, mm-hmm. that, that spawned like all the action genre mixed in with the CGI, and I yeah. think like I think unfortunately I loved I loved Seven. I do too. It's a masterpiece, but unfortunately I think it did spawn a lot of the torture porn that came yeah. out afterwards. Like but, Saw, and but the all way that. Terry yeah. Gilliam did it was was brilliant. It wasn't like well, Saw started off with on a great foot, right? Yeah, yeah, I love Saw one. Yeah, yeah. that first one with Carrie Elways was great. Yeah, yeah, but then it just went. The, yeah, the, yeah. I never watched Hostel either. Never no, seen me it either. either. Yeah, yeah. Some some of that extreme violent stuff kind of turns me off. I mean, I've seen actually a, a preview of Mortal Kombat 10 that's coming out. Uh huh. And way back in the day, you know, when we were kids, that was like the thing. Like, ooh, we wanted to see the dude get his spine ripped <laughs> right. out. This shit is nasty. Like, the stuff that they got going on for these next-gen consoles, yeah. it's really fucking graphic. Like, right. Yeah, like, uh, I think it's Kung Lao's got that hat that's got the blade around the edge or whatever. Yeah. They show him, uh, it's either him or Melina with her fan stabbing a dude on the ground, and you see it go into their brain, and then, like, the 
skin separates. It's really fucking graphic. It's still so cartoony think... though, right? No, I mean man. it's like Kill Billish like violence in my in my mind. Mortal Kombat fatalities. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Some of this stuff is really really out there. Well, right? I mean it's no different than like uh, Happy Tree Friends if you've ever seen that. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't. It's so over the top graphic and unrealistic looking that it I it, it doesn't gross me out. You know what I'm saying? And they're not simulating. Right. Like natural gross things right. that happen, you know. Frank, have you ever seen Happy Tree Friends? Yeah, and that that being a colorful cartoon, I mean, yeah. that's not that graphic. I mean, I know they're having all their entrails pulled out, but <laughs> it's how it's depicted. Dude, that doesn't bother that, me. When that little baby bear gets caught in like the uh, what was it? The, um, trying to think the garbage disposal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It was so nasty. <laughs> and then, uh, what, oh, what the fuck? His name, he's the, like, ex-military one. Yeah. And he has, like, PTSD flashbacks. Oh, yeah. And he goes on, like, a murder rampage at random. Right. <laughs> Just, like, blowing the shit out of everything. Animals getting run over by lawnmowers. <laughs> it's like the Get Along gang if they were all killing each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just yeah, like Mortal Kombat fatality violence is not doesn't bother me. It's See, I, it's different than saw violence. I've always been down with that, you know. I mean, I've I've liked Mortal Kombat. I liked the movie, the first one. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been able to take it for what it was worth, but like the it was kind of like a little bit of a shock, I guess, just the the new footage that came out. So, I have to I have to look at more of it as it comes out, but I mean, some of this is pretty pretty freaking graphic. You, I want to see video of this. Yeah, next I, time we break, I'll pull one up. I want to see a Mortal Kombat fatality. I want to see how gross this really is. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see how graphic yeah, I can it do is. That. Not right now, Chief. Oh. We don't have to do that right now. We'll do it during break. To be continued. To, to be, be continued. continued. All right, that's uh, what I had for my first part of uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. Who wants to, who wants to jump in? I, I will jump in here. Um, this week, I went into a comic shop to purchase Star Wars number one. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was really excited. Haven't bought a comic book in a long time. I uh, went to a place in Pekin. Uh, it was like the Pekin co-op, I believe. And they let me create a pull list with just one comic book, just the Star Wars comic book. Interesting story about that, right? Yeah. The, the person there, Dustin Wyckoff. 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 Actually um, knew who I was from the show, and so that was exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. So I subscribed to Star Wars. I subscribed to Star Wars and the two miniseries coming out. One is a uh, Darth Vader and one is a Princess Leia. Yeah. So I'm getting all three of those. Um, I'm going to get previews and um, I'm going to look um, mostly at image and DC stuff and see if there's anything like starting new that I want to jump onto. I'm going to stick with the uh, Marvel Unlimited and be six months behind mm-hmm. and kind of try to read more comics that way yeah. and save money. Because if I, if I start buying all the Marvel comics I want to read that, can I, that I can just wait six months to read, then I won't be able to afford any of these new Image yeah. titles that I'd like to check out. Well, Image, did you hear about their uh, straight-to-door service now? I did hear directly, about that. Yeah, I don't know if they give you discounts for more books or not, but... Yeah, I don't know how that works at all. Yeah. But, yeah, and they have a lot of crazy stuff going on. They have that pay-as-much-as-you-want bundle going on, yeah. too. And- well, was that was that them, or is that Humble Bundle? Uh, I thought it was Image. I think that's... It might have been through Image. Run by Image. Yeah, and the more you pay, there's like some incentives. You can get extra books by paying okay. more money and stuff uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, Humble Bundle is based on like other, what other people are paying for it. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean. If you pay what they're paying, you get these amount of books. But if you pay more than that, they give you more books or something. Oh, that's an interesting concept yeah. too. Yeah, 
But yeah, so I'm going to check it out right now, just sticking to Star Wars, but I do have plans to jump on to some of these new image number ones as I see them in the next previews, because I know they've always got interesting stuff happening. So you read Star Wars. I did read Star Wars number one. Um, It is written by Jason Aaron. Um, You know him. I guess lately the biggest thing he's doing is the Thor with having Thor be a female. Yeah. Um, he did Scalped for Vertigo. He's doing Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards. For Image. Um, and it's drawn by, um, John Cassidy. Um, I think he's more, most famous for doing the Josh Whedon run on Astonishing X-Men. Um, was involved in the big Cap Renaissance before that. Um, done a lot of stuff here and there. Cassidy, sometimes he's a miss, but mostly he's a hit. Yeah. I think for a while there, he was kind of phoning it in after the Whedon gig. Right. And he kind of got his shit back together now and is delivering the goods again. So that's nice. good to see. Um, read this first issue and oh man, this is an instant Tupperware for me. Have you, you guys checked this out at all yet? No, yet. I got it. Like, see, I get mine through like a subscription service mm-hmm. and once I spend a certain amount, then they ship them. And so I'm not close yet to having it. Uh, yeah. So Might I won't be digital only if I get it. I won't like spoil this book by talking about it, but the one thing I will say is I I've read Star Wars. Go ahead War- and tell like the beginning of it. You don't have to get to the ending. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will. Like, I, give me the hook. Like I, I'll, I'll lead you in. I've I've read Star Wars comics, and this book just nails like Star Wars. It feels so Star Wars. The whole thing takes place in between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, pretty much right after the end of A New Hope, and it's kind of all the goings on that happen up until everyone ends up on Hoth. Like all the little rebel skirmishes and all the stuff that happens there. You get all your main cast of characters. You get your Luke. You get your Han. You get your Leia. You get your Chewie. You get your R2. You get your C3PO. Um, you get some familiar bad guys thrown in there too. Um, it just, they, Jason Aaron nails the voices of these characters. When you read these word bubbles, by the time you get to page five and six, you, everyone is in your head. It's just all the, the actors saying all the lines. Um, C3PO's first dialogue, you don't even see C3PO on panel. But you know it's him. But you know it's C3PO yeah. and you just, you just smile. You're like, oh my gosh, Aaron just nails it. The comic is white knuckle, tense, exciting too. Like, and you would think having that crutch of, Okay, I know, you know, Luke's not gonna die, or Han's not gonna die, because there's still Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Aaron somehow overcomes that, and just, oh my god, he ramps up the excitement in this book. I can't wait till you guys read it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It puts, in my opinion, it puts all the other Star Wars comic books to shame. Like, it is just, Wow. Just after this one issue. After this one issue. It's just such a, probably the best single issue comic book I've read in the last 10 years, I think. Okay. Just, I've, I'll try to read this by next week. And like, I've read the Brian Wood one, which takes place during the same time period. I've read the, I read the first five issues of the Brian Wood yeah. one before my yeah. subscription service ended. And I thought it was quite good too. Very. And this puts that to shame. Huh. Like it is just, and the art is astounding. Yeah. He nails the characters, the expression. It's so much fun. If this book continues to deliver, to deliver this caliber of fun, like for six to 12 issues, then this is just going to be a spectacle. My question to you is like, is Cassidy going to stay on the book? I, my guess is no. Okay. Six issues. My guess is no. Six, six issues. 
I guess my biggest hope is... And then is, he'll stay on and do covers, and then... Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice if they can get him every six issues. Maybe do that compromise. Yeah. Like, he'll do one through, through six. We'll get someone else to do seven through 12, and then we'll get him back to do, like, seven through, like, yeah. 23 or whatever. As long as they don't get Greg Land to uh, do the art on that book, I'll keep reading it. Yeah, no Greg Land. Um, it's just so fun that, that they do the title sequence in comic book form, which I really loved. Yeah. You get the long time ago panel, you get the Star Wars panel, you get the word scrawl panel. Very and cool. then it's just like, boom. It's like almost Indiana Jones level of fun adventure. Like nice. it almost has that feel more than like a Star Wars movie feel. That's something they should visit in the comics is, uh, you know, since they own, uh, Disney owns all that now, Lucasfilm, they, they should do Indiana Jones. I agree. If they oh, could, a Willow comic book. That would be a lot of fun too. But yeah, Indiana Jones, you can go all over the place. And yeah. That'd be a super fun comic book. Yeah. But is, you, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Frank. Is, is this available digitally? Yes. You can get it digitally. You can get it through Comixology. Okay. Or the Marvel app. And um, also, now that Marvel is Star Wars is back with Marvel, they have all the rights to all the Dark Horse stuff too, and they have you can instantly buy all that stuff. Um, it's not all out in paper yet, but it's coming within like two three months. Yeah, hmm. and it's all digital already. You can get like any Star Wars comic, Marvel or Dark Horse, you can get through Comicology now. That's awesome. So they didn't waste any time putting that library out there for you to get your hands on if you wanted it. Interesting fact, back to like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Interesting fact. I don't know if all of our listeners know this. I, I know Jake, you probably know this, but like the movies that came out, it was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. and then the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Did you know in chronological order that Temple of Doom happened before Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. They, um, Spielberg actually tried to push it as the first movie yeah. very briefly. Mm-hmm. And we were all just like, okay, okay, we get it. It's not the first fucking movie though. See the reason I they, did not know that. Yeah, the reason that they did that, Frank, and this is what I've heard, and maybe somebody else can shed some light on it. But the reason I heard that is because, like, in the basically in the first film that came out, Raiders of the Lost Ark, is like he pretty much saved the world. I mean, if Hitler would have got a, gotten a hold of like the Ark of the Covenant, he could have basically destroyed the world. In the second movie, all they did was save a village. You know what I mean? It kind of takes place outside of time, unlike the other three, even including Crystal Skull. Yeah. Like, it kind of takes place outside of time where no, like, super significant historical facts Mm -hmm. are, like... I think in all three of the other movies, you kind of have Indy dodging in and out of actual historical events. Right. Where in this one, it's really isolated, where they're just, you know, in... uh, Where where are they at? Help me out here. Where... Where is the the Temple of Doom located at? Oh, I can't. I don't know the. It's country. a fictional place. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I really, really, really like Raiders, but you've probably heard about that theory that came up off of the Big Bang Theory about mm-hmm. how if you take Indy out oh, of the I story, know. that's funny. Yeah. Do, do you? I mean, do you actually think that there's any? truth to it yeah it makes sense i mean the whole theory is like uh basically if they would have just gotten the ark of the covenant Mm -hmm. what would have happened was they would have opened it up and then it all would have died like they did (laughs) yeah and he didn't need to do anything i mean but basically at the end he needed to show up so they could throw it in that warehouse right but yeah i mean it's still a great movie but yeah yeah that's funny what's your favorite indiana jones movie real quick uh temple of doom yeah nice 
But I, it's my favorite too, and most people hate Temple of Doom. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I know a lot weird. of people. They they complain about um, what's her name, Kate Capshaw. Ka- yeah. Kate Capshaw, how she screams the whole movie, <laughs> and I hear a lot <laughs> of people. That's her character. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. hear that great song. A lot of Spielberg's wife at the time. Spielberg's wife at the time. Yeah. But yeah, I know a lot of people that like the first and the third a lot more than the second. It's like a, a joke with us. We'll be like, um, um, shaba, um, um, shaba. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to rate those first three because yeah. I love them all so much. Yeah. Second one is so different, but it, it's like real unique compared to all of them. Yeah. I like it. It has the most Spielberg feel to oh, it. Oh, I agree. I you agree. You know, less Lucas, more Spielberg. I, I totally agree. Like yeah. in that, that one scene alone with the minecarts, like, launched i don't know how many hundreds of video games yeah but like uh in uh the third one i can't the the last crusade last crusade last crusade like the whole tank thing where i love that whole tank oh that's incredible he's fighting the guy on the top of the tank and then when he's hanging from the turret Uh and he's about to hit that huge wall and it finally like darts over and like you know like uh his father just like uh the pen truly is. Oh no, not his father, but the other guy, the older, the other older guy. The pen is truly mightier than the sword. Uh, that Sh- whole Sean line. Connery, yeah, his father, yeah. yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. Okay. And I, then with the the umbrella, I love that. With the scene. birds, I, the, the plane goes down. I think and, Last Crusade is the funniest of the three by far. Yeah. I love when he um when his father shoots the his own plane. And he, and he, and he, oh, yeah. and, he, and, he tells, and he tells it, oh, we, we've been hit. They got yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even the side characters in that are really fleshed out well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The, I, Short that, round. That's Temple of Doom. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, last, I love last, I love all three of the original Indiana Jones, but yeah. that was a major sidebar. But yeah, you guys definitely need to check out Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on with number two. I, Marvel usually double ships when it's a, a new issue, so right. we might get number two in two weeks. But I, I am not a hundred percent on that. Yeah, I've heard it. they've already called for a uh, another. They're going to go to second print. Yes, it was. Um, they sold over a million copies. That's amazing. That's great. So. And um, I also heard that uh, there is going to be quite the big drop off to issue two. Yeah, uh, I heard about two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. yeah. I got the most plain Jane cover. For some reason, I there's like 75 variants for this thing. Right. I, I really just wanted the one that... That's an iconic cover. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I wanted the... This is Star Wars number one cover. Yeah. I've seen a lot of really cool covers, but they mostly just are showcasing the artist that's doing it. Yeah. And they don't feel like the cover to a Star Wars number one. So I really like... I like your cover. Yeah. Yeah. I either want just this one or all of them. Right. So I, I stuck with just this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that makes the choice easy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Especially with, like, Ryan Drost when he was on talking about some, the prices of some of the... Yeah, he was saying they were already, like, 70, 50 to 75 bucks for some of them just right, right out the door. Like, yeah. that's just what they cost. Yeah. So crazy. I've seen he's already tracked down quite a few of them already. Has he? Yeah. Um, is, is that all you have for the Star Wars? Yeah, that's all I got for the Star Wars I'm comic. excited to read it. Yeah, I can't wait till you guys read it. Yeah. Um, so, Frank, I'll, I'll show you how you can read this thing digitally. Okay, good. Yeah, because you p- look up Star Wars comic, and it's still all the Dark Horse stuff that comes up. I, I'll show you how to do it. Um, I watched, um, yeah, t- you know, tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. Nice. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was Tuesday. I went and saw Selma. 
Uh, it's the new uh, Martin Luther King movie directed by Ava DuVernay, and it stars David Oyloyo as Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Carmen Ijogo as Coretta Scott King, Oprah Winfrey as Annie Lee Cooper, Tom Wilkinson as President Lyndon B. Johnson, Coleman Domingo as Ralph Abernathy, Tim Roth as Governor George Wallace, Cuba Gooding Jr. as Fred Gray, and Common as James Bevel. Wow, quite the cast. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot more. Uh, it's got a very deep cast. Um, it's about, of course, it's about the life of Dr. Martin Luther King and the mm-hmm. civil rights movement, and it is fantastic. Really? It's an absolute Tupperware. It takes all the things that you know about you know, uh, Martin Luther King, and then like in between it sheds light on his like personal life, um, as well as his meetings with President Lyndon B. Johnson, and those are interesting meetings. Um, I've heard a lot of people think this movie got the Oscar snub. Do you agree? I do. Yeah? I do. Um, did David Oyelowo, did he get uh, nominated for Best Actor? Hmm. I want to think the only thing it got thrown up there for was screenplay. Really? I could be wrong about that. Um, that's unfortunate. Because one of the biggest things that I was looking for in this movie uh, was if David Oyelowo could deliver, you know, those amazing Martin Luther King speeches, and he does. He's got a really powerful voice, and he so he sounds as close to you know the Southern pastor that as anyone. I mean, it's just it's amazing the job that he does. He's he's a very powerful speaker. And I, I think it's unfortunate that, that he didn't for his performance in this film. Um, Oprah Winfrey was in the film. Uh, very small role, but still very powerful for that scene that she was in. And she's always good when she's in movies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was him. He was snubbed. He was? Yeah. Yeah. At a time, you know, like, at a time, like, where people were watching the Vietnam War so closely, this movie kind of shows that there was a war going on, you know, within the United States in Alabama, and Martin Luther King made them, you know, fucking pay attention to what's going on here. A lot of people think that the, the Vietnam War was just a distraction from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, um, this movie was just phenomenal. There's actually a time uh, in the movie where, like, Dr. Martin Luther King, he felt like he did not want to keep marching. He wanted to stop marching, you know? I mean, he's watching, like, people that have, like, followed him. Like, like almost like apostles, mm-hmm. you know, following him. And, like, they're getting hurt. They're getting beat in these marches. Peaceful demonstrations. And they're getting beat for what they believe in. And you saw, like, the people that were put around him. And he had a side conversation with a gentleman, a younger guy, and he's like, you know, I saw you speak years ago, and do you remember what you said? And he's like, no. He's like, what did I say? And he gives him, like, he uses Dr. Martin Luther King's speech that he gave at that time to motivate him in this dark hour. Oh, that's nice. And it was so fucking brilliant. Screenplay's great. All the acting's great. I love Common, and Common's in this movie, and he's phenomenal. I like Common a lot, too. And this movie's an absolute Tupperware. It's a fantastic performance by David Oyelo. And um, it's amazing. I think we have come a long way since, you know, the 60s. It's oh, amazing. definitely. You know, um, you know, and we have, we have a black president now, mm-hmm. and it's great. And, you know, the thing is... But, you know, it still exists. You know, I have black friends, and, you know, a couple of my black friends, they're twins, mm-hmm. and they're both one's name's Tommy, and the other name's Thomas. And they got pulled over one time. And they're telling me this story. 
about how the police treated him. Like these were fake IDs, Tommy and Thomas. Huh. And they're like, come on, dude, we're twins. All right. They're clearly twins. They're twin brothers. And, you know, one of their family members was, you know, Thomas. And so, like, that's what they're named. They're Thomas and Tommy. And, like, the, the way the cops treated them and stuff like that. And, and, and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, you know, me as a white person, you know, it's like I can sit back and say, you know, like, oh, this doesn't exist today. Yeah. But, you know, on a certain level it does. I agree. I, I, I completely agree. We've come a long way since the 60s, but, like, current events, like the whole Ferguson thing, yeah. proves that there's still a racial divide in this country, yeah. and, and we still have a long way to go before we're, com- you know, completely tolerant of everybody yeah. and people, you know, aren't a bunch of bigots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> and it, it's getting kind of scary in some places. They just tried to pass legislation, I think it may have even gone through in Illinois, about how you're not allowed to record a police officer if they stop you. Yeah. They've supposedly made that a felony. Like, seriously, why, like, why does it matter? If you're not going to do anything you're not supposed to, why does it matter? Yeah, I completely, I agree. Yeah, I looked up, up that Selma. It was nominated for Best Picture uh-huh. and Best Original Song. No other nominations. <laughs> so a lot of people are pretty upset about Definitely that. Definitely snubbed. 99% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And it, it is a phenomenal movie. And, uh, you know, if you're getting a chance to listen to this on Martin Luther King Day, this is a great movie to see. Yeah, put the podcast down. Yeah. <laughs> and go yeah. see Selma. Yeah, exactly. So see Selma. It's a great movie. Uh, Frank, what do you have for us this week, man? Uh, I have, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, we can talk about Peggy, yeah. Peggy Carter. So I call it, uh, the second, uh, episode of the show. Really, because the first, you know, two are that, like, long movie. Yeah. So, anyhow, um, it was uh, pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give it a taste it, whereas I Tupperware the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you guys going to watch it? Have you both seen it or not? I've seen it. I have not, but I don't care. I'm not worried. Spoiler away. Okay. Uh, well, it's pretty big spoilers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, we talked last episode about how some of the cops are doofuses. And, uh, we got, you know, I can't remember the guy. I did. Name. You didn't agree with me. Well, right. Uh, that one cop, I did think he was a doofus. Dude, in the first episode, they show the guy sitting there eating and he's got fucking mustard on him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like he's the biggest buffoon. Right. Ever. And these are people that work for the SSR, which is like, like the beginnings of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And he, these are the guys you hire? Come he's, on. Well, he, this one guy is particularly <laughs> mustard on well, him. Well, the others are Whoops. a lot better put together, like uh, the blonde one. Shay Wiggum. Shay Wiggum. He's the captain, isn't he? Dooley. Roger Dooley. Yeah. He's the only one that I think has any sense. And then Sousa. Even the fucking captain is kind of an idiot. <laughs> I think he's kind of a buffoon. Well, none more than the dude with the mustard oh, seriously. and the shitty ass collars yeah. and stuff. That guy's uh, just—he's one chromosome away from being <laughs> fucking Neanderthal man. No, oh my god! Yeah, he was. Uh, he that, side note that actor was also in. Um, uh, she's out of your league. She was Jay, <laughs> Jay Baruchel's oh. older brother. Okay. So anyhow. Um, yeah, so it's this, like, it's this like, guy... It's like Buzz from Home Alone all grown up and working yeah. for the SSR. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. funny. So what they've done is they've taken the most chauvinistic, uh, comedically stupid guy, 
and they kill them off. Thank God. That's awesome. Well, right, but like the the reaction afterward is oh the heartbreak and the sorrow that this jerk of a puddle of a man is going to be missed. <laughs> They've even made fun of it the whole episode about him having a wife and a girlfriend, uh-huh. and he's just cool with it. But they did kind of kick that out at the very end after the dude died, and they said, I'll call his wife. Another guy said, I'll call his girlfriend. <laughs> but, you know, I th- honestly, I think, like, I don't know when the pilot, the first two episodes were made. Yeah. And they could have been made way earlier than this third episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they could have sent out testers to critics so that they could have, like, they usually do that. Yeah. They'll send out the pilot, and then so that way the critics can have their, you know, well-formed opinion about the first episode just ready to, as soon as it's released, they can just send it up to their website and mm-hmm. you can read the review. I think maybe a lot of the negative things that came out about it was that, yeah, these are just basically like parodies of chauvinists to the extreme. <laughs> and so, like, let's get rid of one of the weakest links on this show. Right. The only reason why it, it that in particular was like a little bit of a what is because – like I said afterward, I mean, everybody is distraught that this guy's died. And we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of these shows before where people die. And it's not – I mean, it, it, in reality, it is horrible, of course. Is Agent but, Carter distraught that he's dead? Yes. Yes. Really? She feels, she, feels, she feels personally responsible. Right. And then that, had, that comes about because of how uh, she, she wanted to try to take down this boat that had all of the bad babies on it yeah that was one thing that i was confused about is uh-huh. it is it all the bad babies that are on the boat or is it most of them yeah that's a good question i'm not sure all those crates probably yeah. most and uh yeah she wanted to call it in and uh jarvis now they're, they're kind of opening him up a little bit oh i love his character yeah, yeah. And he gives me the impression that he can have a dark side. I still don't quite think that we're getting the entire story about what happened to him in the war. Really? The whole treason thing? I think he had a great uh, argument as to why he, he you know... Why, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that there's... Uh, Protecting his future wife, you know? Right, but I mean, I think that we're, we haven't heard, like, the whole story of his time in mm. the military. Okay. So he, he just looks like he's he could have a, a pretty interesting dark side. I'm curious what your rating for this episode is. Oh, I still Tupperware it, man. Really? Good, I good, love this good, show. Good. I think Frank it's was great. scaring me. No, it's, oh, yeah, it's not a dislike or a toss it or anything. It's just not quite as good to me as the first. He yeah. tasted it, so that means he hated it. As no! Soon as, they, like, uh, <laughs> as soon as they killed off Deputy Doofus, <laughs> I was thrilled. I, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else doofus. might be mourning this guy's death, but I'm thinking that the show could go to the next level. I don't want it to attack. I don't want this show to take on. I wanted to be in the spirit of the Captain America, the first Avenger, which right. like they showed us like the Marvel cinematic version of World War II. I don't want them to go to – I don't want it to be like this gritty, fury, saving Private Ryan type you know, no, World War right. II movie. I want to see like m- what Marvel does with it. Yeah. And so on the flip side, I don't want they, them to use this, um, this Agent Carter thing to like attack – you know, like – chauvinism completely i want them to exploit it and be like yeah it's fucking horrible but i don't want them to send like a deeper message to audiences here you know what i mean i i does that make sense i I understand what you're saying i sometimes even get the opposite is true that they're trying to show like how the bad guys go after her like full force yeah there was a lot of ferocity in the guy that attacked her on the boat yeah uh i mean it just like he's throwing haymakers and stuff at her and he's easily like three times her size 
So, yeah, I mean, I like that about the first one, and I like that about this, too. The bad guys never hold back yeah. when they try to take her down. I, I No, I think there needs to be a deep message for TV in general. Like, if that's – how do I say this? I think there needs to be a deep message that supports feminism in TV. But I don't know if you want to attack, like, the serious stuff in an Agent Carter TV show. I, I, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not The Sopranos exactly. or whatever. It, it's, right. It's, just by nature, it's supposed to be light and a little bit fun. Right. So, yeah, yeah it, it should be dramatic, but it shouldn't have such, like, serious yeah. overtones like but, that. But, yeah, serious overtones, but on the flip side, I think that Deputy Doofus was a little too... Comic-y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was a little over the top. I mean, even to yeah. the point where his wardrobe, I got to thinking about this. They said it's 1946, right? Mm-hmm. And he's wearing the collar like you'd see from the 70s just to cheese him up. Okay. He, he looks extra doofusy, like a used car salesman. <laughs> extra doofusy. And he works. No for, offense to any used car salesman that might be listeners. And he works for like this secret organization yeah. that's supposed to be like the best of the best. And I was like, this guy's got <laughs> fucking mustard on his shirt, you know? Right. Like in like the worst it was too was when he was, when he was trying to get her to take his shift. And he's like yelling at her, Carter! Like it was so cheesy. Yeah. I still Tupperware the episode. I loved it. Good, good. Um, was that all you had for Agent Carter? Yeah. Yeah, episode four is going to be coming out and Stan Lee cameo. Excited yeah, about Stan that. Lee. Cool. Um, I watched uh, American Sniper. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you think of this. Yeah, I finally got to see it. It stars uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Sienna Miller. Uh, it's directed by Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a true story. Um, the father um, of uh, basically Brad, Bradley Cooper plays... Um, this guy, Chris Kyle. And the father of Chris Kyle told Clint Eastwood straight out that you – he said – he laid some ground rules and said, you better make my boy look good. Yeah. If you make my boy look bad, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> he, he said this like the Clint Eastwood and like the producers and shit. Before you made the movie. <laughs> right. That, that makes a lot of things said, clear. Yeah. He said, you better make my boy look good. And – um First off, I want to say like the movie itself. I, th- I think it's 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 beautifully shot. Yeah, um, Clint Eastwood. He, he's a great director, mm-hmm. and uh, there there are many like Call of Duty type warfare scenes, and I think he does a great job of keeping the viewer from getting too lost in the action. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can get lost in the smoke and gunfire, and just yeah. start to not care. Yeah, there, there's that. You can look at it from a couple different angles. Um, you know, war is crazy. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it makes sense mm-hmm. for the movie to – so you get lost in the action. You don't know what's going on. Like you are you are looking through war through the eyes of this character and like, ah, war is crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, – but he does a good job of like um, – Doing that so uh, that it still makes sense. You still have a good grip of like what's going on in this action scene, uh, minus uh, the scenes where like he is fighting in like a sandstorm. That was kind of crazy, but he still did a great job. I think cinematically shooting that scene. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, the movie focuses on Chris Kyle uh, and his service in the military. Uh, this guy was a gifted marksman. Uh, started hunting as a young boy with his father and was just a natural. And um, he was credited uh, for over 160 kills in war. 160. Damn. It's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Like Call of Duty terms, that's 160 and zero. And this is real. This is real. Right. No, I know. I know. So this is like amazing. Like when he would go out like on tour or whatever and like, like he was always like basically killing like three, four times what anybody else was doing. And people started to like talk about him and they started calling him legend, you know, and even the enemy started talking about him and Hmm. calling him legend. And they were offering like $180,000 for the guy that kills this guy. But in this movie, there's like, uh, a, another cool storyline, um, going on. There is a, one of the enemies is an Olympic marksman, like Olympic level. He's been in the Olympics and like this guy and him, they meet each other throughout the movie. Now that's cool. And, uh, it's, it's really, it's really amazing. Like they're both hunting each other and they're on like their heels like this whole time. Um, and also deals with like, uh, like not, it deals with post-traumatic stress disorder because each time after each tour, he goes on four tours after each tour, it's harder for him to like live in civilian life. Yes. You know, and, uh, it's got a really good romance story between him and his wife. It's really cool. Um, and, but every time he comes back, he feels less connected and he's disconnected. And it's weird how he's like kind of wired to like, like the only place where like he feels like he can function is in war, you know? And he's trying to hunt this marksman and, uh, this marksman's killed some of his buddies. So every time he goes back home, he feels like he's got to go back, you know, like there's unfinished business. Mm -hmm. He's got to go back. And it's a very, very powerful movie. Um, it's a Tupperware for me. Um, I'm definitely going to watch this again. And I don't agree with everybody out there that says like, there's problems with the editing and stuff like that. I I think the editing was really good. And, and I think uh, the guy's going, they have to show him go through four different tours. It's not a perfect process. Yeah. One of the complaints I've read a lot about is, um, just kind of the, um, glor, like the over glorification of the character. Like they don't really explore, him like as he was like they kind of make him seem like a very modest guy mm. where the real guy was very outspoken and in the media saying all kinds of crazy stuff like he told the story of punching jesse the body ventura and everything uh-huh and did they touch on the him shooting the looters during like katrina and stuff like that and just now, I heard they just don't do a very good job of like capturing like the real character like did they over glorify him Hmm. And kind of don't like, and, when, and I hadn't heard that about what you, you were saying about the father saying, yeah. you better not make my son look bad. Yeah. And I feel like that, that kind of explains a little bit to me why they, they kind of didn't show any of the negative sides to this guy. And I, they, I, I don't deny that this guy is a hero. The, within this movie, they didn't show much after he got back from the war the final time. They didn't show much, but they did show like he's at a barbecue and this dog is barking at this kid and like playing around with this kid. And he like is almost going to beat this dog with like a beer bottle because of the post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And so, I mean, he's not perfect, you know, but they focus on the good things. And like, I think that's, that should have been the focus of this film. It, it, It was a good uplifting film about a guy that served, my God, the guy served our fucking country. No, and like I said, I I know you're not arguing with me, but why make out this fucking war hero that as a you know what I mean? Why make him out to be this asshole in this film 
celebrate what he did do for our country and what he did fucking sacrifice. Like the Selma movie, they ver- they just barely touched on Martin Luther King when he was cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. They didn't turn it into this huge fucking thing. Mm-hmm. They celebrated the man. We None of us are fucking perfect. No. You know, if they made a movie about my life, I've fucked up so many fucking times. But it doesn't mean that I overall am a big piece of shit. So, do no, they show the end? Do they show big, what happens to him? They t- they basically they they don't show it. And yeah. I'm glad they don't. Even in Selma, they don't show what happens. That's interesting. It just goes to a uh they it fades out and then it goes to showing like uh in text, text okay. what happens. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's nice and respectful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Clint Eastwood is a great director, mm-hmm. and visually his movies always just blow me away. So Gran, Gran Torino is one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see this, but I, I don't know. Like the subject matter isn't the most exciting thing to me that Clint Eastwood has done so far. I, I absolutely love this movie. I, I loved it. It's one of the, you know, and I'm not a. I like World War II movies. And, uh, you know, but every once in a while, I, I do like these modern warfare films. Like, I loved Black Hawk Down. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal and, and this one, so. I liked Iron Eagle back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's Iraqi war, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> cool, yeah. Cool. I mean, he saw, like, the, 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 the Twin Towers. Mm. This is what made him enlist. So, you know, before that, he was like a cowboy. He was in the rodeo and stuff like that, so. Um, How's but, Bradley Cooper's Texan accent? He's very good. Yeah, very good. I think he was nominated. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, really quick, wanted to talk about one last movie. Movie. One last movie before we, you know, go into another break. I saw Black Hat. Okay. Um, Black Hat is with. Uh, it's directed by Michael Mann, who I love. Michael Mann. Oh yeah. Heat. Last of the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. Saw that in the theater, and I love that movie. Uh, stars Chris Hemsworth, Viola Davis, who rumoredly is uh, looking at uh, playing uh, Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad. Hmm. And uh, Ty Wang. I haven't seen her anything else but this. Um, it's about Nick Hathaway, an extremely talented hacker who has gone astray, finds his way out of a 15-year prison sentence when parts of a computer code he once wrote during his youth appears in a malware that triggered a terrorist attack in a factory in China. This opportunity will reunite him with an old friend, but will also put him in the middle of a power game between the American and Chinese government, as well as arch-villain hacker whose identity he has yet to find if he wants to keep his freedom and his life. I'm just going to rate this one. Okay. It's a low-tasted. Really? Low-tasted. It's probably one of my least favorite Michael Mann movies, mm-hmm. and... um I, I just I don't know. Chris Hemsworth is okay in this movie. I think the best performance is Viola Davis yeah. in this movie. Um, the subject matter wasn't all that interesting to me. Um, there's a lot of slow moving parts. Um, Michael it, Mann can draw things out. Yeah. Is it worth seeing in theaters? No. Is it worth seeing Redbox? Yeah, check it out. Mm. Check it out. But it, it was not my favorite Michael Mann movie. Um, there were some cool scenes of some cool action scenes with uh, Hemsworth towards the end of the film, and I'm thinking about other things while he's doing this. I'm not even thinking about the movie. I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh my god, I would love because he looked like a badass when he was fighting in these action scenes, and it's not like the action scenes like you see in Thor. Mm-hmm. This is like really 
like uh, quick fighting action scenes. Okay. And he's kicking ass and taking names. And I kept thinking to myself, man, he's got a little bit of an attitude when he fucking fights in this movie. I want to see Chris Hemsworth as a villain. Mm. And I was like, can you imagine John Wick 2? Keanu Reeves versus Chris Hemsworth. Wow. And Chris Hemsworth be the villain. I was like, that's a movie that needs to get made. That needs to get made. That, that, that would be good. And make it like a prequel, John Wick. This is like, this is like the guy that made him like, you know, like this is the other badass. Like this is the guy, this is the guy that made John Wick the legend that he is. Or, you know, I don't know. It, it can be a sequel to John Wick too. Either way, I'd love to see it. John John Wick gets a cat, and Chris Hemsworth kills the cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, no. I have three cats, Jake. I'm just making fun of the plot from the moving on. I like that the Taken Two formula. I love. I, I loved it. I loved that part. No, the, I liked it too. I yeah. liked it too. I was just doing the Taken Two joke. What, did yeah. you check out that video? Yes, yes. It was very funny. Yeah, but what John Wick had was what's different about John Wick, I think, than fucking Taken is it's got a more interesting like plot, a no. more interesting story. Like they fleshed out that hotel way better, and this whole underground, uh, you know, society of assassins. And I'm not comparing the movies in any way other than using the cheap sequel device that Taken to yeah. the the sequel logic. Right. Uh, we'll just take the same thing and barely change it. And Taken 1, oh, <laughs> yeah, the, this yeah. person gets kidnapped. Oh, and Taken 2, that person gets kidnapped. It's fucked up. It's Taken 3 took the fucking weekend. Yeah, it's huge. It's a monster hit. How did you not see Taken? What are you doing seeing this fucking Martin Luther King stuff and this American hero stuff? You should be seeing Taken 3. You know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Taken 2, <laughs> so I'm not going to drop any coin on Taken 3. I haven't even seen the first Taken. You should see the first Taken. Yeah, it's good. It that, is good. Seriously? Yeah. Very good. Okay. All right. Yeah, we knock Taken 2 and Taken 3 because they're a total ripoff of Taken. Gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. why we make so much fun is because Taken 1 is so good, and it's the classic thing where they didn't realize what they had on their hands, and they're like, oh, we're just going to milk this for everything it's fucking worth. Yeah. It's the Matrix all over again. Ah, fuck. Okay. Well, I'll watch the first one then, and I just forget the other two happen. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be th- Taken 1, great movie. Gotcha. Yeah, very cool. good. Okay. Stop there. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with news. It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter, too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you've got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Hey, we're back. All right. So now we are going to be moving on to the Pop Culture Leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. Gangster as fuck, yo. 
Yes, that's what, that's, <laughs> what, he, that's what he said. <laughs> I don't know. That silence is gangsta as fuck, yo. That silence was gangsta as fuck. <laughs> I'm just thinking, Jake's a, Jake's a gangsta as fuck parrot. I'm a gangsta as fuck parrot. <laughs> <laughs> Polly wanted gangsta as fuck cracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to news. Some of the news that came out this week. Um, I've liked the last two Tom Cruise projects. Mm-hmm. Oblivion, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, whatever the hell they're yeah, wanting to yeah. call it these days. But his next project I thought was pretty cool, too. Um, he's returning with uh, director Doug Lyman. He was the one that directed that uh, Edge of Tomorrow film. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty awesome. Directed Oblivion, too, right? Or am I wrong about that? I don't think you're right about that. Okay. Yeah. Can look that up later. Oh yeah, Frank, we did watch that Mortal Kombat video, didn't we? Talk about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, we've uh, like alluded to it before, but uh, yeah, there was some gameplay footage of uh, Kung Lao and Katana that was released. That uh, I was talking about it because I thought some of the uh, the violence and the fatalities was a little over the top, even for Mortal Kombat. Just because did they know, hear that? Did they hear that? Discussion? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, what did you think? What was I, the verdict? I, I still stand by after seeing it that I'm just desensitized to video game violence, and yeah. that didn't really gross me out in any way whatsoever. It was just so over the top and unrealistic that hmm. my brain didn't take it as real. So nothing, even though the acts done in real life would be disgusting. Yeah, this didn't mimic real life in any way to me, and it was. It's no more different than like like ripping the spines out back in the day. It's just it's more detail with it. You well, know? Right? Yeah, it still doesn't look like real people, so it's still not disturbing to me. You know? Yeah, it's so over the top. You know, the cutting into the X ray of the bone going through the <laughs> head and everything. It was just so over the top. It's silly. It's not dis- disgusting. Were you grossed out, Brian? No, I wasn't grossed out. I said just a little bit. It's not like I'm looking at it like I gotta ban this motherfucker because it's so awful. It's just a little bit. Oh, I like, wasn't oh, saying you were being the evil censorship guy. <laughs> I, I didn't wouldn't make that claim at all. But yeah, I didn't even find it a little bit. Nah, just another video game violence. Video yeah. game violence. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, back to Tom Cruise. I just wanted while well, I was thinking about it. Oh yeah, I just think it, it's great though that he's being you know reunited with uh, Doug Lyman. Uh, but they're not doing another science fiction film. Mm, that's interesting. THR reports that they'll be doing a a film called Mina, which is a drug thriller, which was originally going to be directed by Ron Howard, but, you know, he's moved on to different projects. Um, And speaking of Ron Howard, I saw the trailer uh, to uh, In the Heart of the Sea. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? No. No. What's the the synopsis of that? It's interesting. It's it's in the 1820s, and it's... um, First off, the movie's been pushed back nine months. It was supposed to come out in February, which is why I think, like, I saw the trailer. And now with the news that it's being pushed back nine months, um, might not see so many trailers for it. <laughs> but uh, I did see the trailer on the big screen. I forget which movie I was watching when they showed it. But uh, it's based in the 1820s, and it's based on the true story that inspired Moby Dick. Mm. And mm. it stars Chris Hemsworth and uh, Cillian Murphy. And it looks really action-packed and really cool. Sounds like a good vehicle for Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, Ron Howard, he dropped out of this, moved on to different projects. And uh, this movie with Tom Cruise uh, and Doug Liman, um, Mina is about Barry Seal, a fired TWA pilot 
who became a major drug smuggler for the Medellin cartel. He was later recruited by the DEA and the CIA to provide intelligence with his work trying to, with his work trying to the, tying to the Iran Contra scandal. He was assassinated by Colombians in 1986. Could be kind of like a cool undercover drug movie, kind of like along the lines of, uh, Blow. Yeah, and so Tom Cruise will play that, the, the main character in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a refreshing, you know, I, no, don't get me wrong. I love the Tom Cruise science fiction stuff he's been coming out with recently. Yeah, I bet it's still a very high action movie, even though it's not science fiction. I bet we'll still have some really gripping action set piece par- parts in it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm really looking forward to this, especially with those two being reunited. I, I loved what they did in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, so. Edge of Tomorrow was great. Or yeah. Live, Die, Repeat, or yeah. whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. So looking forward to Mina. I could catch some shit for this, but uh, I always liked Far and Away. Oh, I love Far okay, and Away. Good, oh, with cool. him, with him and uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna catch great. any shit from all me, right. man. Oh, cool. I love the. They have, is that the one with all the boxing stuff? Yeah. They have? Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah a, dude. It is a great movie. It was good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the the head of the Irish mob or whatever the fuck you want to call him, that Irish group. That was the dude from Star Trek. The Next Generation. Yeah, you're right. He was in Deep Space Nine, too. Yeah. Um, oh, Cole Meany, I think is the actor's name. I can't remember. Huh. So, oh, let me see. I always loved him on Next Generation. He's not the biggest player. Oh, that in- was O'Brien. O'Brien, yeah. you're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was the transporter dude who had uh, uh, the... Yeah. He yeah. reminds me of a, of a poor man's uh, Gene Hackman. Oh, I can totally yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Good call. I love Far and Away, dude. Yeah, that was good stuff. That's a great movie. Long movie, but definitely yeah. worth it, man. Did you guys hear... Uh, Who directed that? I don't know. I don't know. Son I can find bitch. out real quick. Um, it's like a modern day Gone with the Wind. Yeah. It, it was about... Uh, was it Scottish or Irish immigrant? Immigrants. Irish. Irish. Coming yeah. over and the, the hardships they faced. Yeah. and Ron Howard. Oh, no shit. My boy Ron Howard. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Hey, it's relevant. Woohoo! <laughs> wow, accident. <laughs> even a, even I lucked into it. It you still to- counts. No, that was a twofer because like we talked about Ron Howard and we talked about Tom Cruise. Hey. Yes. E- right. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> even a broken Frank. And then, uh, Nicole Kidman, she was on Fallon here recently. Did you guys see that? Uh-uh. No. Fallon actually had a chance to date her, or at least the way she was talking about it. Uh, like their mutual friend had, uh, called him up and said that I'm gonna bring Nicole Kidman by and, right. uh, Fallon thought it was to like talk to her about some kind of a project. Yeah. Well, dude was trying to set her up with him. She was single at the time. Oh, wow. And she said that, that he greeted her and was wearing like sweatpants and a baseball cap and it embarrassed the fuck out of him because he had no idea that yeah. it was a possible date. <laughs> and he's just sitting there offering her crackers and shit. That's funny. She's kind of box office poison, right? Right now, right? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, what has she been in relevant lately? Yeah, she's like I can't uh, even think of what she would have been on there promoting. Yeah, well, she was, uh, yeah, like promoting like like uh, like a Nicole Kidman project. Yeah, she had a very bit part in the Hello Ladies movie, the finale, but that was about it that I've seen her in recently. Hmm. Um, moving on, after J.K. Simmons talked about the new film. Skull Island, mm. the, the new King Kong film 
that we all thought it was going to be a prequel to uh, the King Kong story where he was taken to New York before he was taken to New York. Like this is going to be the prequel on Skull Island. Uh, we thought that we'd see, you know, Kong and like his rise to become the ruler of Skull Island. Uh, but in a recent interview with J.K. Simmons, uh, we learned something quite different. And they also talked to uh, Michael Keaton uh, very shortly. And I wanted to play the audio clip. Okay. You're doing accountants in a second, yeah. right? But you're also going to be doing Skull Islands, which sounds yes. pretty cool. Whatever the name of it might end up being, there will be something about King Kong and or Skull Island in the title. And it will be me and Hiddleston. Michael Keaton. And Keaton, is that, a, is that for sure now? I'm going to find out tonight, hopefully. Well, I will too. I'll go find him somewhere in the room. So what's what's the appeal of a project like that? Just being a part of Is it a different take on Kong? Is it a little... Yeah, honestly, when, when it first came to my attention, there's interest in you for a new King Kong. I thought, okay, why? You know, but uh, but I met with Jordan Vogt Roberts, who's going to be write, uh, directing it, and, uh, and John Gattins, who's going to be writing, and Tom. I mean, every Jordan was just so passionate and so smart, and there's such an interesting new take on it. And it's set in Detroit in 1971, which is where I grew up. And we're going to shoot in Detroit during baseball season, and I'll be able to go to Tigers games. So, I mean, there's a lot to a like about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just spoke to your, I think your future co-star, J.K. Simmons. He's going to yeah. be in uh, yeah, Skull yeah. Island with so you. Great, this dude. Every time, you know, he's, he's, there are all these guys and women. There are just some people that. The project can be bad. The movie might not be good. Whatever. Those guys are. It's like impossible for him to be bad. Or Jeff Bridges, or, or Kurt Russell. Right, there's so many. Or Mark Ruffalo. There are so many people who. It, it's like they're, they're incapable of being bad. I, on the other hand, have been bad a few times. Impossible. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's interesting. Um, I thought this was going to be a prequel story, like set before, like like in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be a prequel story, and they're saying it's going to be set in Detroit in 1971. Yeah, very wild. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So apparently it is a sequel to, like, King Kong is already established and whatnot. Unless there's flashbacks and they show the rise Mm. of Kong on Skull Island. Yeah, this is very bizarre. Yeah, this is very bizarre. So he said interesting new take. So, Mm -hmm. And definitely that is going on. What would you rather see? Um... Would you rather see the prequel and see the rise of Kong, or would you rather see like uh, this different take, uh, Detroit, nineteen seventy-one? I'm okay with this different take. I mean, it's got such a great cast. I mean, I love J.K. Simmons. Um, I'm excited to see Tom Hiddleston in this. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right. Do you that, think it's too many big names to to flesh out all these characters, or do you think everybody's going to get their you know get their role you know fleshed out and I think it'd probably work. I mean, you got some deeper, you know, actors there. Yeah. Keaton and Hiddleston, man, I think those two together, holy shit. I'm not a big fan of the Peter Jackson King Kong thing, so I'm excited to um, move on from that. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I can't stand it. Fair enough. I liked it. That is okay. I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got, uh, I think you can cut a good 45 minutes from it and it could be a lot better. The last time I watched it, HD DVD was a thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had I watched it. On, it yeah. I had it on HD. DVD. It was like the free HD DVD they gave yeah. you. you <laughs> that was how HD I ended DVD up player. with it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I like seeing them like uh, grab those T Rexes and like rip their jaws right open, and then like you know, you know, it was cool watching them take on like two or three of them and shit. Yeah, that part was awesome. Yeah, I love that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the action was good. Or, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed the film, um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, um, if you had any guesses, like, on, like, like, who's gonna be playing what? J.K. Simmons, Tom Hiddleston, Michael Keaton. Do you have any guesses as, like, who's gonna be playing what part? I have no idea. Do you? J.K. Simmons, I'm thinking, like, he could be the boat captain that brings back Kong from, you know, Skull Island back to the States. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, Kong. Why call the movie Skull Island and then have a Kong loose in the States? Well, he did say, he did say if that is the title. Mm-hmm. Ah, true. In the interview. Yeah. Maybe they changed it. Yeah, maybe they're going to change it. Detroit Kong City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, I think, will play the protagonist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Michael Keaton might play the antagonist. That'd be cool. So That could be interesting. Or even maybe flip-flopped. You never know. That's yeah. true, but I mean, uh, you know, how many in, how many pro- antagonist roles are you going to put Tom Hiddleston in? You know, I mean, <laughs> Loki. That's yeah. pretty much his biggest role so far. Definitely. And what so. else is he? Is, was he, he going to be in? Um, possibly in the Ben Hur remake, right? I think he dropped he, out. He dropped out. I think he. Okay. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. He played a small role as a good guy in War Horse and did a great job in that movie. And then, like I said, only lovers left alive, where his character was just—he was a vampire. I don't really know, you yeah. know, little little gray. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that film. I hope it's good. Great cast. Yeah, sounds like it. All right, next story. Um, if you're like Jake and you can't wait for the Avatar sequels, <laughs> then oh. you're you're gonna be a little disappointed by the next bit of news because. Jake, you're a huge fan of Avatar. Love it, love it. And I cannot imagine there ever being any kind of delay on a movie James Cameron would make. Oh, absolutely not. He's always on time with things. So that can't be what you're about to tell me. Oh, Jake, I'm sorry. I'm going to break your heart, Chief. (laughs) James Cameron told the Associated Press that Avatar, that the Avatar films are getting pushed back a year. What? And instead of seeing Avatar 2 in 2016, we're going to get it in 2017. And then that means that Avatar 3 is going to be in 2018 and Avatar 4 is going to be in 2019. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) None of that's happening. We're not going to get three Avatar movies in three years, right? Why would we? Well, they're shooting them all back to back to back to back. I know. (laughs) We got three Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, but there was a story there. (laughs) I agree with Frank here. (laughs) Here's what Cameron had to say. There's a layer of complexity in getting the story to work as a saga across three films that you don't get when you're making a standalone film. Um, he says, uh, we're writing three simultaneously, and we've done that so that everything tracks throughout the three films. We're not just going to do one and then make up another and another one after that. And parallel with that, we're doing all the design. So we've designed all the creatures and the environments. So wow! All right, yeah. Um, that's the, the thing. I, I didn't really care for like the whole story of Avatar, but what I did like about it was that they filmed new a new world. Yeah, I mean it's a whole new world. Like that they didn't film like on a set. Like uh, they didn't go to like Star Wars goes to Abu Dhabi and films. I mean these are worlds that they created. Like that floating city that that floating not city but it was like that floating world yeah i mean i thought it was visually just amazing and i thought in 3d it was just the coolest thing i've still seen in 3d yeah yeah i'm not knocking the visuals visually it was very impressive yeah um my question for you is it's kind of weird i don't know if it's really a question but something maybe that i've noticed 
I think is weird. For being the number one movie in box office history, nobody ever really talks about this movie. Have you ever thought about that? You know what I mean? It is very, very weird. It's not really like there's anything to talk about other well, than what you've seen. Yeah, but no, who do you see no, with the, an the, Avatar the t-shirt? Thing, or, the thing right? to talk about is you'd think that there would be something to talk about because it's the number one movie in box office Well, right, history. yeah. But I never hear anybody like, – yeah, I never see like diehard Avatar fans – People dressing up like as these blue creatures at cons. Avatards. Yeah. I don't see it. Jake has dubbed the... Where, where's the avatards at? Yeah. So They're yeah. going to stay hiding after that. I don't know, man. It's just a kind of a weird thing. Yeah. yeah I'm, it's, it's I'm going to make it my mission now to find a t-shirt with a picture of one of those things on it. Just its face. That's your mission now? <laughs> sure, because I bet it doesn't exist. It makes me think that Avatar 2 is just going to be this giant flop. I mean, who's clamoring for this movie? It feels like nobody. Yeah, I don't I don't know how this movie is going to perform. They should be putting something out, like either a comic or a cartoon or something to flesh it out. The story elements. get yeah. Do something to create some buzz. Yeah, is the Avatar 2 trailer going to hit and really knock us out of our fucking socks? I mean, maybe. I, I think think what's going to get people back in the theater it's not going to be as successful as the first one number one but like i think what's going to get people back in the theater is the fact that he did film this with the the triple uh 3d cameras the 3d fusion camera Mm, yeah i mean that's the most amazing part of the movie is like the 3d is the best i've ever seen in any film yeah who needs a plot (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like the hot girl She's yeah. nice to look at, fun to play with, but, you know, there's not much there. Avatar is the Megan Fox of movies. <laughs> hey. Except mm. it's like Megan Fox triplets. No, I don't know if it's all that bad. Her personality is just horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think you're being harsh on Avatar in that comparison. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy Avatar for what it is. I don't really care for the story, but my God, I love going to Pandora. I think it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Yeah. I would go see Avatar again if they re-released it in the theater. Yeah, really? it'd be fun. Yeah, mm. in, I, in IMAX 3D. Uh, yeah, in a heartbeat. I I don't want to watch it at home. I'm not going to subject no, myself no, no, to no, that no. shit at home. I wouldn't watch it at home either. Right. So, but I'd go see it again. Yeah, I think a lot more movies. I wish Cameron would just like let like like that's what I was thinking. Like Star Wars Episode Seven, if they filmed it with like the 3D fusion camera, that would be a, that would be amazing to see space battles like this. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, why you gotta be so greedy, Cameron? Why you gotta make three Avatar movies with it? He'll be like, oh yeah, I'll sell you one for a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but for right now, it's my technology. It's like, it's like my toy. Nobody yeah. else is gonna play with my toy. I'm using, you can have it when I'm done with Avatar 4. Yeah. When was that developed, by the way? Cause the, the, like, the limit on patents, I believe, is 14 years. Mm, probably only been like a couple years. Okay. All right, you guys ready to move on to Marvel news? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I've got <laughs> this. Is the dumbest. I made a Marvel news Marvel news bumper. I'm probably not going to stick with it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, it's horrible. Marvel news. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Like that. Like when that came on, like Jake jolted his head, like somebody just punched him in the face. Yeah, that was a sonic boom. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let's, let's Marvel think. news. <laughs> you could probably do, you could probably just cut it down to one. Da 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 Marvel news. So. See, I like the build up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was the. Where is this going? Where is this going? And then Marvel Some News. kid holding up a piece of plywood with Marvel News written in it in crayon. Marvel News. <laughs> it's, it's the, I'm being the parrot again, the pop culture <laughs> leftovers <Yeah>. parrot. <laughs> Marvel News. Marvel News. Marvel News. <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> Fantastic Four. All right. Crap. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, latest bit of uh, f- fantastic uh, four news. It's a rumor. Uh, it's from a user on, uh, on, yeah, a user who calls himself Mr. Blue Fox. Mm. He went on Reddit, and then those those posts they've been erased. Uh, they were, but they were recorded by an IMDb user, and Mr. Blue Fox says he's quote an employee at 20th Century Fox, who specializes in film editing, and his job mainly consists of helping to create rough cuts from movies before he returns them for finalizing. And um, he was the... Did you guys see on Facebook where I posted, like, the title sequence? Mm-hmm. That he He's this guy that, re, that released this. Okay. Um, here's what he had said originally in the Reddit post before it got deleted. Uh, and it has some replies too. You know, people asked him questions and he had some replies. Um, so I wanted to read this. Hello all. My name is, well, you can refer to me as Mr. Blue if you wish. I'm an employee at 20th Century Fox and I usually specialize in editing. I help make rough cuts of movies before they get sent off for finalization. Anyway, a few months ago I was contacted to work on the second rough cut for Fox's Fantastic Four movie. I was pretty excited because I'm a big fan of the characters, and even though the movie didn't sound great, I was still looking forward to seeing it. The movie itself wasn't all bad. It feels like Chronicle 2, which isn't a bad thing, which makes sense. I mean, this is this is uh, Josh Trank. Trank again, yeah. Mm-hmm. It manages to keep the basis of the characters despite the race change for Johnny and the uh, original love story between two of the characters. I won't mention who. Since I'm a fan, I decided to take a picture of the logo shown during the end credits for the fans. If this were any other scenario, I would have used a screenshot. However, they trace our computers at work, so I had to be sneaky and use my cell phone. I hope you like this small glimpse of the movie, and I will try to leak more info for y'all in the future. Uh, Let's see here. Dude was... Somebody said... Thanks for posting this. And they asked, the love stories between Johnny and Ben, isn't it? (laughs) And he says, uh, no problem. I hate how Fox have been keeping you guys in the dark about the reboot. It's wrong. They have no reason to be so secretive, seriously. And he put, LOL. No, it is not. (laughs) And somebody says, title screen looks cool. Thanks for posting. Glad you, as a fan, was was satisfied by the movie. I was really worried about this movie being an absolute flop. I'm kind of torn on whether that would be a good thing or not, but your post has relieved my fears a little. Wow. Yeah. That, I don't see how that post did anything mm-hmm. to relieve any fears. It's a pretty plain Jane logo. 
Nothing special. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he didn't really say anything about the movie itself that got me too excited. No, no. Um, any info you can... They asked him, any info you can share on Damashev? And he confirms he's an internet blogger and a programmer who works for Dr. Storm at the Baxter Institute. However, after he gets his powers, he becomes closer to the classic 616 Doom in personality. There are many hints toward him becoming ruler of Latveria in the future. Hmm. Uh, they say, is his look from the leak set photos basically what he looks like in the movie? There are many hints towards him becoming ruler of Latveria in the future. Like what? And then Mr. Blue says, pretty much, there's going to be some CG enhancements, obviously, but it's more or less the same. Towards the end of the movie, he tells the four that he can do good with his power and help his homeland. And then he was asked about the thing. How's the CGI of the thing? How much of the movie takes place in the negative zone? And he says the CGI wasn't finished yet, given that it's a rough cut. But design-wise, he looks fine. Very thing-like. The first half of the second act and the final battle. So that's talking about the the negative zone. Mm -hmm. The first half of the second act and the final battle. I guess around 30 minutes in total is spent in the negative zone. Referred to as Dimension N in the movie itself, of course. (laughs) And then he says, cool, thanks for answering. I have one last question, if you don't mind. What do you think Fox is, why do you think Fox is being so secretive about this movie? Is there anything completely terrible about the film that would make Fox be hesitant about marketing it? And he says, I really have no idea. In my personal opinion, the movie isn't a complete train wreck. It's a genuinely good movie. I guess they don't want to piss off the diehard fans, but I really don't know. Hmm. And then somebody says, a buddy of mine has been working on the CGI for The Thing. He recently left the production, though. He is a huge Fantastic Four fan, and The Thing is one of his favorite characters in general. He is very unhappy with the direction of the movie. He was especially upset with the way Doom is being representative. He did ha- say, however, that they were doing some rewrites and that those were positive changes. Those might be what he's referring to. He calls it a Beep, nonetheless. Hmm. He calls it a... I guess they he used a curse word there or something. Oh, yeah. Another question, they said, are there any nods to or cameos from the X-Men? Does Annihilus appear? Is Hobo Doom damaged armor? Is Hobo Doom damaged armor or is that his design for most of the film? Do we get costumes or just hazmat suits? What's the level of banter between Reed, Ben, and Johnny? Do they joke around a lot? Are many of the terrible rumors about Josh Trank true, and is he still attached to the project? Is the original love story between Ben and Doom? Some, uh, let's see here. I don't think he answered. That's when it got cut off. Okay. So okay. that's when, when, when it got banned or whatever from Reddit. So no answers to those questions. I'd love to hear the answers to those. Those are some burning yeah. questions. Yeah, damn it. Um, but there are there is some there is some uh, new news about Fantastic Four. They are filming some reshoots in Louisiana, so that goes along with what that one poster was saying. Yeah, exactly. For a movie like this, um, though, it has me kind of worried. Like we hear about like Marvel doing reshoots all the time, and for the most part, you know, great things come out of those reshoots. Yeah, like in credit sequences they just thought mm-hmm. of and stuff like that. Or somebody signed on to the movie yeah. that didn't sign on before, so we get a cameo 
appearance by um mm-hmm. uh, but for like a movie like you know fantastic four that's been like shrouded in mystery uh this has me more than worried about the film <laughs> definitely um but uh and this news it has been confirmed by simon kinsberg um and simon kinsberg also confirmed on when we'll see the trailer okay. did you guys hear about this yes i did see this no when is it he confirmed, and here's his quote. He says, to confirm, Fantastic Four will be doing a three- to four-day of additional photography with director Josh Trank and some cast, uh, some key cast members. We are very excited about the film and can't wait for you to see what we've been up to. And you will be able to do that very soon, as I can confirm. I hear that the teaser will be on Kingsman in theaters February 13th. Yeah, makes sense. Another Matt, Matt Vaughn produced movie. Right. So no premiere for the Super Bowl, like, you know, previously speculated by some outlets. Uh, not saying that it can't be shown during the Super Bowl. Yeah, very well still could. So, but yeah, Kingsman. Um, do you think it'll get leaked before the Kingsman? I, I, I don't. I, they've been pretty tough as nails about that stuff right. for Fantastic Four, so probably not. Yeah, I don't think it'll get leaked before, and I think that if anything, like... Uh, I think Kingsman's going to be a good movie, and I think, you know, it's, uh, Matthew Vaughn is directing that, and Matthew Vaughn is producing Fantastic Four. It kind of makes sense that they would want to do that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Kingsman's going to be a good movie, too. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, have you guys seen the new extended trailer that came out? I have not. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, the last one I saw was, uh, an extended scene of the, uh, the butler fella whooping ass in the bar. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. There's, I think there's even a longer cut of the trailer now. It's like the longest trailer I've seen for it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Looks really, really good. Looks so. like a super fun movie. Yeah. New Avengers Age of Ultron trailer. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Okay, guys. I don't know. I mean, we already rated the original trailer at Tupperware. I don't think anything changed there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to rate this one? I mean, I mean, this one's a taste it for me. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Tupperware. Yeah, I'm sticking with Tupperware. There's yeah. nothing in this trailer, and there, there's a lot of new teases in this trailer that I really got a kick out of. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to talk about in the trailer. Um, why do you think it's a taste it for you? I don't know. It just <clears> didn't. It didn't pack the original excitement that the first one had. I thought the first one was just a better cut trailer. Hmm. Maybe seeing it for the first time got me more excited than seeing it for the second time. I didn't think there was anything in this trailer that just had me like hooping and hollering. Oh, for me, it's complete opposite. I thought it was a wonderful trailer, and I liked the the hints at uh, uh, Wakanda in this trailer. I was like, "Oh fuck, this is this is like." There's so many like Easter eggs within this trailer about Wakanda. Oh. I was very excited, and then also the the two new female characters that they show in this trailer. You know, you really couldn't make out who they were, but like tons of speculation as to who these characters are and that really got me excited yeah definitely <clears throat> there's definitely a lot, a lot of easter eggs in the trailer and everything i don't know it just didn't didn't wallop me got a good look at circus yeah we got a pretty good look first time too right got a better look this time yeah yeah <laughs> got a way better look at him this time uh yeah let me jump into that i'm 100 percent convinced that circus is playing claw oh definitely the reason I I, the reason I'm saying this is if you look at the shot of him in this trailer, he has a necklace with a fucking claw on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that was like that was huge. Loved it. Yeah. Circus will be a great claw. It's cool to see Circus actually get a B himself in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
I like to. I like the uh, extra footage we got to see of the Hulk versus the Hulk Buster. Yeah, that was cool. Did you see like somebody online? They took like um, the scenes from the original trailer of the Hulk Buster fight, um, and then they took the scenes from this one and they put them in chronological order. Really? So that you've got basically it's like a twenty six second long fight. You can watch <laughs> Shit. it. Yeah, they did a great job with it. That's more than what we had in all of Godzilla. <laughs> like in the first trailer, <laughs> like so, yeah, true. <laughs> They took like uh, the scene like in the first trailer where like some like I think it was the Hulk tossed a car. Yeah. And in the second trailer, like we saw where the car landed. Oh. And so they combined both of those. And oh it was, no, it was he pretty cool. He punt kicked it. Like yeah. He ran up and boom. Right. Yeah. I wonder what he was doing there. Man, I'm so fucking excited for this movie. Another Easter egg in this one. Um, they show the Hulk and Hulk Buster fight. And it's that fight. It's the scene where the local law enforcement are hiding behind the cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, they're not fighting in like New York. This is taking place, uh, I believe, close to Wakanda. Hmm. If you look at that, uh, you see there's a uh, South African restaurant franchise sign in the background mm-hmm. for a uh, franchise uh, restaurant called Nyama and Chips. So. Could they be on their way? I mean, it, it, could they be on their way to Wakanda? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's entirely <clears throat> plausible. Because... Racing to get that vibranium? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Ultron's going to be headed for. Yeah. But why is Hulk fighting everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Well, like he drops the line in the uh, trailer, I'm going to tear you apart from the inside. What, mm-hmm. What's he doing? What strings is he pulling to cause everything to come unraveled? And like we, we like uh, Ruffalo had those uh, had the interview that saying like maybe he didn't have like the control over the Hulk that he thought he had. It's a constant like internal struggle, right? Between him, you know, Banner and like the Hulk's biggest enemy is Banner. Yeah, and I think we're uh, gonna see like the catalyst in this mm-hmm. of what's gonna transpire in Civil War. Yeah, I think this is gonna kick it all off. I thought we saw a little bit more um, of the Hulk Black Widow relationship that we've speculated on previous episodes. They're like right here. next to each other in that yeah. trailer, and they're like you know touching hands for a moment. It looked like or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice the scene? There's a scene of Scarlet Witch, and they show her, and then her hairstyle is way different. It's just a shot of her, and her hairstyle is way different. She looks a lot younger. Mm. I'm thinking maybe Scarlet Witch like shows her like things from her past. Like Loki tried to use shit from her past against her, mm. but like she, I think Scarlet Witch might actually show her like visions of her past when she was working for the Russians hmm. and uh, try to destroy her from the inside out with with one of you know what I mean. Mm, that could be super cool. I think it's a flashback scene of her remembering things that she's done in in Russia because she looks younger in this in this in that sh- real quick shot of her. Sure. Um, so, <clears throat> and did you guys notice the two women? The yeah. The two wh- new women? Yeah, the one like in the cave or the whatever. The woman in the cave. That was the one that I noticed. And then the one that was behind Thor. That I didn't. Okay. Thor is in the cave and there's a woman. I think he's in the cave in this one. The same cave like in the, in the first trailer where he's like on his knees screaming. Yes. It looks like the same cave. And it also might be the same cave that we saw the, the woman in the cave. Yeah. 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 It looks like Claw could be in a cave for all we know too. Yeah. Um yeah, uh the woman that uh, behind Thor, 
I, it, it's hard to tell. Uh, she's either attacking him with like the blue electricity, or she's drawing lightning out of him. He's the you know Thor, mm. the god of thunder. I do know which part you're talking about. Yeah, now. yeah. She's either drawing it out of him, or she's attacking him with like blue electricity. I couldn't tell. I, I think she's drawing it out. It looked like. I think she's drawing it out too. Yeah. Uh, but these definitely these aren't the same women. No, no. Um, uh, they they look different. Uh, they look like new characters in the universe. A lot of people are thinking like the the woman in the cave. She's bald. Some people are thinking it's fucking Nebula. I'm like, you're nuts. No, no, not Nebula. So who are these women? Who are these women? Um, I've heard some speculation that the one in the cave is um. Oh gosh, I got to pronounce this name. But the uh, the female Black Panther character. Oh, um, Shuri. Shuri. Yes. I've heard speculation that it could be that character. Yes. Um, with, uh, and yeah, this, that's actually the, the theory, uh, that, who was it? Was it, I think it was, uh, comicbook.com. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones to have that theory. And they said, uh, here's, here was their explanation. With T'Challa set to debut in Captain America Civil War, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities for groundwork, groundwork to be laid in Age of Ultron, an appearance by T'Challa's younger sister and future Black Panther Shuri would certainly provide said groundwork. Ulysses S. Claw was featured prominently in the previous trailer as well as this one. The supervillain has a long history with the Wakandans in the comics given that he assassinated T'Challa and Shuri's father, T'Chaka. The princess tracking down her father's murder would be an excellent setup for Civil War as well as 2017's Black Panther. Mm. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, it really does. Um, the woman in the cave, here's another, here's some more speculation. The woman in the cave has a shaved head and is wearing some, it's like some sort of like a green tribal clothing that she's wearing. Um, it could be Moondragon. Oh, I like that. Uh, this definitely would connect, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy in some way, you know, other than Infinity Stones to mm-hmm. the Avengers universe. Um, I... I don't know if this is the case. I mean, we've already heard that James Gunn is wanting to introduce two new female characters in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yeah. I'm thinking one of those is Moondragon. Moondragon was one of the keepers of the Infinity Gems after the Infinity Gauntlet yes. series. Yes, yes. She was part of the Infi- Infinity, Infinity Watch. Infinity Watch. Yeah. Yes, sir. So so I don't think that this is what's going to – I don't think this is happening. I don't think it's Moondragon. I don't think so either. But – um. It, in the in the Marvel six one six, she's the daughter of Drax, correct? Yes. Before he be, before he became Drax, when he was still Arthur Douglas. Yes, correct. Before the car accident, the car accident it was like Thanos landed and didn't want any witnesses. They saw it, and so he like flipped the car over, and that's what killed him. And the yeah, gosh. It's been a while since I read that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah you're on the right page, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, she is related to Drax before he became, like, who he was. Before he became, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because um, they used to hint that she was a Thanos, a daughter of Thanos. Right. Until they revealed all that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I... Who do you think it is? You don't, you don't subscribe to the... Um, Black Panther theory? No, no, no. I do, I do. I, I'm thinking it's 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 either it's either Shuri or it's Death. Oh, I would love that. 
in the first trailer release, they show, you know, the same cave and Thor screaming in it. Uh, Thor dies fighting her, and then that leads us into the next Thor movie, Ragnarok. Hmm. That, those are very big hints that it could be death. Yeah. Um, I personally think that this cave, too, it's a vibranium cave. Um, so I think that, I think that that's why this cave is so important. Wow. So I think it's a, I think it's a cave made of vibranium. That's so, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't, let it, let it, I, you know, I, my guess is that it's death because I heard we won't see Thanos in this, but we will see death. That's my, that's my theory. Yeah. Keep the link alive without seeing Thanos, but still something that's going to link the story together. Yeah. That's, that's my guess. But on the flip side, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of like what they're doing in this. I think they're showing a lot of like tie-ins to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if, if I were, if I were a betting man, it's probably Shuri. Yeah. Makes right? sense. Makes sense. Did you guys see in the trailer real quick, they showed like a futuristic city. It looked like, like the buildings were all silver and stuff like that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I think it's Wakanda. That's I think all. that's our first look at Wakanda that without us awesome. knowing it. Yeah. I did notice that they have like an official Avengers logo now, like on Cap's. On like, Cap's, uh, yeah. shoulder. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, very small, very yeah. subtle, but yeah, it was cool. I liked it. So I was like, ooh, I didn't notice that the first time I watched it, but it was either the second or third time. Yeah. I was like, ooh, look, he's got an official logo. It was very cool. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, anything else about the new Avengers Age of Ultron trailer you guys <laughs> wanted to discuss? No, nothing big. Yeah. It was cool seeing Scarlet Witch let out a blast. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was nice seeing like two seconds of uh, Hawkeye again. That was two nice. seconds yeah. of Hawkeye. Yeah. That, you know that pissed you off. It does. It totally does. <laughs> You're like, ah, fuck, Jeremy Renner's on my screen. <laughs> right. The, speaking of Renner, did you guys see about what happened at the Golden Globes? Oh, with uh, J-Lo? Yeah. The boob stare? Oh, that yeah. was so... Well, it was more than that. Yeah. And she asked about the... Uh, if you want me to open this? He goes, yeah, you got the nails and, and the globes. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so good. That is hilarious. And he, like, jumped up a step and a half in my fucking book. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, they talked to uh, Chris Hemsworth about Age of Ultron. And uh, it's a fun interview, and I just wanted to play it because, I, you know, I, I, I do really like Chris Hemsworth. Oh, did they have him on the podcast? Huh? Was Chris Hemsworth on the Entertainment Weekly podcast? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, like a red carpet interview? Not red carpet, but... No, just some kind of like, uh, you, you know, where, where the press sits down with him and he's talking about Black Hat and stuff like that. Okay. And they, they asked him a little bit about uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Here's what he had to say in this first interview. Chris, uh, I want to ask you about... Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Avengers. Uh, probably our best-selling cover of this last year was the walk-up where we revealed Ultron. Mm. Um, but I want to take it back a minute because when I did a town hall with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, he told me about the moment where they gave him his lightsaber. <laughs> he yeah. didn't actually know what he was going to play, and all of a sudden they open up this box, and it's like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm a Jedi! Uh, I mean, was there a moment where they sort of presented you with the hammer and you tried it on for size? And, and how, how, yeah. how does that work? And I thought, great, I'm going back to construction, which, <laughs> which I, I did some of. Uh, no. And it was interesting, though, because Thor, I knew nothing about Thor. You know, I think, you know, for Sam with, with Star Wars, there had been the other Star Wars, sure. you know, b- b- before him. So, but um, for me, it was. 
it was exciting. It was an opportunity. It was a huge opportunity, but I, it all was kind of ridiculous too. It was like a big hammer and a cape, and I thought, oh, I hope I can pull this off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was it's intimidating uh, more than anything. And then I read the comic books and went, oh, okay, cool. Um, the excitement came kind of once we succeeded the first time around and people yeah. didn't sort of boo us out of the cinema. And, you know, <laughs> and then the Avengers and, and coming together and doing that the first time, having seen each individual character in each individual film, that I got such a kick out of that. And, and the second time around as well. Um, you know, that that's I feel I'm a fan of that. As you know, I can watch those other characters come together and and, and have you know a great time at the cinema. It's interesting. I, I had the chance to sit down with Kevin Feige from Marvel um, at that same Comic Con, and getting an understanding of how far downfield he's thinking and, and yeah. he and Marvel are thinking is is well. He had Avengers, Avengers planned before any of the like when they first did Iron Man, and I think you know some of the headlines were um, Marvel bring out their B team. You know, it was like, and 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 they said, oh, and and then it was huge, but he'd already planned Avengers in the yeah. distance, you know, and uh, yeah, testament to to him. So the next film coming up, Avengers, uh, new trailer just dropped uh, this week. Nutshell, what are we in for this time? Uh, I mean, much of what's on the trailer, it's 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 uh, insane and huge. But um, I mean, Joss's. You know what I love about Joss is he. There's an incredible amount of detail in amongst that. You know, action. That the action's the sort of the bonus. I think what you get in this is a a very detailed sort of look at the. You know what those guys are going through in this particular current state of the world and relevance. You know to now, but. Um, I mean, I can't, can't say anything about it. That's <laughs> I won't be in the next. We one had no idea. <laughs> That was good stuff. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly. Uh, that was on their SoundCloud account. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was on their SoundCloud. That was cool. That was a cool interview. Yeah, he's just a great guy. I love how open he is. Yeah, it was funny. And he's like the only guy I'd say. Like Chris Evans is a little standoffish when it comes to contract talk, and yeah. like Robert Downey Jr. is all over the place with contract talk. Yeah. And so, which leads me into this next clip from Chris Hensworth. And talking about like what a blessing it is working for Marvel and his contracts. Even just there on the previous one, he's like, "I can't say anything because then I won't be able to be on the next one." Right? Yeah. yeah. So here's here's the second interview, and uh, this was with uh, Cinema Blend about his contract. Position in Hollywood because in recent like weeks and months, we've heard a lot about actors saying how they're hesitant to sign multi multi picture franchise contracts because they're afraid of not being able to do smaller projects. Um, but obviously, you've been with Marvel for a number of years now. You're still making films like Black Hat. I'm curious how you feel. Like, do you think that fear of not being able to do those more intimate projects is legitimate? Uh, oh, look, I can't speak for anyone else. Mm -hmm. but for me, it's it's been nothing but a blessing you know yeah. to do the marvel stuff it opened up every door available to me you know um i mean right back after thor when i did rush um ron had seen thor and saw something there and so met with me you know that was the beginning of that and uh you know the films are spread out enough so there's you can do other things but in this world where it's you know at the moment harder and harder to get people to the cinema yeah. if you're part of something where it's it's got that built-in audience and a following like that then that's what it's about. You want people to see your films. And so. 
That's great. Yeah. I, I really like that. And it's like, I don't know if we've heard Chris Evans say that. I mean, it's what he should be saying. Don't you agree? Yeah, and he's had the same opportunities. He's been able to make movies like Snowpiercer right. and, and stuff here and there in between. And he's wanting to direct and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think Marvel is going to give him that opportunity. I mean, just keep making the Marvel movies in the interim, and it, it affords you to go ahead and do some of these uh, smaller projects, yeah. these passion projects. I, I wish Chris Evans would would kind of subscribe to what Hemsworth is uh, is saying. I, I love this. I love it's refreshing to hear this because you don't hear it from Downey, right? I think yeah. he, I think Downey's grateful, and I think Evans is grateful, but I just want to hear it from them. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah. you. It's like the difference is that Hemsworth is humble enough to acknowledge it. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Frank. And I think. Age might have another thing to do with it, too. You know, Hemsworth is 31, still a very young guy, and I think he's got many more years to play Thor, and uh, um, I think my guess would be he's going to outlast Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. in these movies. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Mm -hmm. I would say Downey Jr. will be the first to go of those three. Right. And then Evans. Followed by Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Hemsworth has as big of an ego as those other two guys. Not that they have the other guys have huge egos, but I, I think they think of themselves as bigger than the character. Where I, I think Hemsworth is humble enough to know where he comes from I think and everything. That in, in some ways he would be nothing without the character. You know? Yeah. I think it gives you the visibility to be able to do those kind of things. Exactly. And you're. The fact that you are doing one, I know what they're all worried about. They don't want to get pigeonholed and typecast as just Captain America. But he already broke through that himself when people stopped thinking of him as Johnny Storm. I think he should embrace. Yeah, absolutely. This. You know, and honestly, like if they did like a He-Man movie, why the hell not, Chris Hemsworth? Be He-Man. Yeah. You know, Dude, that'd be fucking cool. I want to see Hemsworth as Prince Adam. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about this. I'd heard this just this week mm-hmm. that if you sit through the fucking credits on that Dolph Lundgren He-Man movie, yeah, uh, Skeletor comes back up out of that pit and says, "I'll be back." Uh huh. Did you know about that? No, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember it. I'm a little offended that they totally ripped off Terminator. <laughs> Didn't that come out first? No, the Terminator came out in '84. Masters of the, oh yeah. Oh okay. Well yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, he says that in the police yeah, station, and then comes back in there and fucks them all up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah but I, we're on the same page with this. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I just think that uh, I don't know. I just like to hear Evans and Downey just come out and be like, "Yeah, we'll we'll do this as long as humanly possible." You may right. still get your chance to hear something like that. There's going to be a lot more press leading up to this Avengers. So maybe yeah. maybe they will show their thanks to this. Yeah. I like the fact that he's taking the cue out of uh, Hugh Jackman's book. Jackman's right along the same lines with uh, Wolverine. Amen. And look at what he's done. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I I mean even on the flip side, you got um Chris Evans is kind of like, right now, Chris Evans is kind of like a poor man's Ben Affleck. Chris Evans wanting to be a director. Yeah, pretty much. Ben Affleck's established himself as a great director. Mm -hmm. But Ben Affleck, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to direct. Ben Affleck is saying, yeah, I can be Batman too. Chris Evans should just say, you know what? Yeah, I can direct. 
I can do I can do these I can direct in the interim. Right. But I can still be Captain America. I can still be Steve Rogers and bring joy to everybody in the fucking world with these wonderful movies. Yeah. This yeah. can be part of my legacy too. There's no reason that it can't be. Right. In fact, that makes it even better, especially when they love it like that instead of just, you know, either being lackadaisical or shitting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about it again. Is Spider-Man coming to the MCU? Latino Review seems to think so. Here's what they said recently. You might have you might have seen reference to supposed leaked series of emails outlining a Spider-Man summit where Sony and Marvel agree to share Spider-Man and put him in Civil War so they can lead into Amazing versus Spider-Man, which would feature Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. This, of course, is all fabricated. <laughs> right. Garfield will not be part of any future Spider-Man deal. And I'm certain Tobey Maguire is allowed to have thoughts of his own that allow him to turn down coming back to Spider-Man. I have no doubt he would. He is old. However, those of you that have been around this column and Latino Review for a while know that occasionally we can correct a misconception with some stuff we have heard. So, let's paint a picture of Marvel's most profitable properties in Phase 3. Spoilers throughout. Mm -hmm. Really. Really. I'm just going to straight up spoil what I'm pretty sure happens at the end of two Phase 3 movies. I'm not joking. If you're going to get mad at me later... This is them still talking. (laughs) If you're going to get mad at me later, stop now. This column is on the internet. It's accessible forever. Avengers Age of Ultron introduces a new group of Avengers led by Captain America. Still think Hulk's going to be in space. Captain America, Civil War, exposes that Bucky killed Howard Stark. Iron Man and Captain America fight. Well, let's stop there. Hmm. Captain America, Civil War, exposes that Bucky killed Howard Stark. Wow. That's awesome. That's an awesome revelation. You know, yeah. I mean, throughout uh, the his time, they unfreeze him for these missions. Yeah, and uh, I, that's totally plausible. To yeah, I'm yeah. almost upset. I heard that. That would have been a great, great reveal. <laughs> <laughs> when I say, yeah, see, that's the bad thing about being on the show. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it's interesting to talk about that. Oh, it is interesting. Yeah, I hope that's true. I do too. Are we Are we going to see that? In uh, Agent Carter, you think? No, we'll see no. that in Civil War. Captain America Civil War okay. is what the, Yeah, Latino Review says Captain America Civil War exposes that Bucky killed Howard Stark. And that answers our question as to how they tie Winter Soldier into the Civil War storyline. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Because we've been very confused as how the two things will exist side by side. Right. Because we've known that Winter Soldier will have to play a big part in the movie, but it's like, what did he have to do with the storyline? And now they're making him almost the catalyst for the reason the civil store st- civil war starts. So it's not well, yeah. But then also, like what what had me confused was the whole Black Panther thing that happened on stage with Chris mm. Evans and Downey pulling him like a tug of rope. Oh, that's right uh, too. Yeah. Well, they'll probably be wanting him like, to make a I decision. Like, I like this though. Yeah, I think both can exist in the movie. Okay, so what do you what do you what are you betting on? Like. During this movie, um, Sebastian Stan, uh, the Winter Soldier, and Cap, they work out their differences. Yes. And then 
you're saying that Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, becomes privy to this information. Yes, and he'll use Winter Soldier as like the example. Like we can't, we have to know who these people are because look what this guy did. Yeah, you know, and that's a good way of doing it without Spider Man, and yeah. that's really going to affect Black Widow. Yeah, let's look at what she's really done. And I mean, at the end of uh, wasn't it at the end of uh, what movie was it? Was it uh, Captain America the Captain America Two? Yes. where they, they brought her into that room, the U.S. government, and was saying, you know, you've, you've now that all their secrets have been exposed, right? Yes. I, it, now I'm thinking maybe maybe at some point in the Civil War movie they have already Cap and Winter Soldier have reconciled, and then it's revealed to Tony Stark that Captain America has this guy under his wing that is responsible for his father's death. Yeah. And that's what causes him to get pissed at Cap, and he can't agree with Cap that he can be reformed and that he's his father's killer. Well, his grandfather's killer. His grandfather's killer. Yeah. Yes. So, wow, good stuff. Same thing with, like, we've heard the rumors of Black Widow being in prison, mm-hmm. and then there has to be, like, a prison break in one movie. And the reason I think the it goes along with the story, though, right? Mm-hmm. That's good, even though she's she's pregnant through – she wants more time to raise her kid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But they, they worked it in well, I think, if that's what happens. Um, they say Iron Man and Captain America fight. Tony Stark is discouraged. I'm vague on how he ends up at the moment. Black Panther is introduced. Crossbones kills Steve Rogers at the end of the film, giving us a nice big cliffhanger from Marvel Studios, two most profitable characters, Iron Man and Captain America. Since I'm so vague on what happens to Iron Man, but I'm pretty sure he can't be flitting in and out of other Phase 3 movies without reducing the impact of his future return, let's just say he'll also be in space. Yeah, he'll be in Infinity War. Right. In Space is going to be my character placeholder, as it's obviously Marvel's. Okay. Doctor Strange hits, and I really think Marvel will avoid polluting this movie with too much crossover, as they have to introduce the astral plane. But I do think Doctor Strange is on the short list for who will lead the new Avengers in Cap's absence. Thor Ragnarok will kill a lot of Asgardians resurrect some of them, and Thor will end up in some sort of prison, described to me as galactic prison. <laughs> but I don't know if that means not in Asgard or what. Cap's dead. Thor's gone. There are still Avengers. We need. We take a break from Earth's problems for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, then return for Black Panther. It's interesting that we're going to need a new leader for the Avengers, and the Black Panther is going to be introduced in a movie where the Winter Soldier's Dirty Laundry will be aired. I'm not saying I know anything about this movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if it includes more Avengers than the title suggests. The, the mystic nature of the Black Panther also allows Strange to pop up here if they want, but a new Avengers is being formed. Not the new Avengers from the comics, just some new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to May 4th, 2018, Avengers Infinity Wars Part 1. Here's what I understand. Steve Rogers is not in this movie. He is dead. Thor is not in this movie. He is imprisoned. Spider-Man is in this movie. The Sony deal went through. Mm. <laughs> I don't have the exact details nor a paper trail, but I'm told we'll see an MCU Spider-Man in Infinity Wars Part 1 
as that was the next logical place to insert him after they missed the window to logically include him in Civil War. And it sounds like Marvel, if this is true, Marvel doesn't want to rewrite the script. No, yeah. And I think if they are doing that whole storyline with the Winter Soldier being the killer of Howard, I like it. I love it. Makes perfect sense. Uh, let's see here. It's sounding like Infinity War Part 1 will be the first true test of our new Avengers team. Lineup still pending, but here are the potentials. Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Wasp, Captain Marvel, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist. Hmm. They'll all return in Infinity Wars Part 2. So talking about everybody returning... For the Infinity Wars Part 2. See, this is where this guy loses me. Okay. I, I really don't think we're going to that quickly throw the Netflix characters into the Marvel movie universe. Okay, let's... I could be wrong. He's saying Infinity War Part 1. Now, what um, what year does that come out in? 2018. 18. 2018 for that one. Um, we are getting the Marvel... Netflix series of Daredevil this year, and they say there could be 8 to 15 months between each of those movies. I'm thinking that they want to get all those, excuse me, those shows, I'm thinking they want to get all those shows out there before they introduce these characters into the MCU, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. It just seems like, it just seems like a weird place to, we're going to have our first Daredevil cinematic appearance in the Infinity War movie? I mean, maybe. Right. Well, he he says lineup still pending, but yeah. here are the potentials. Yeah, I have a hard time believing any of those. I don't, I'm not saying they won't make the crossover, but I feel like we're going to not have that happen that quickly. Yeah, I think we might see a few of these characters end up in the movies, but especially since we're hinting that the Netflix is going to, you know, end with the um, Defenders deal. Yeah. It makes me even more think that they're not going to pop up as Avengers that quickly. And the fact that we've heard the rumors that like the like the events in these shows happen like not concurrent with the timeline going on now that they happened before Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. I really think it culminates in the in the Defenders forming. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that that won't that quickly cross over to them being Avengers. Yeah, I think there's I think Marvel's still kind of testing the waters like with. They will be testing the waters with audiences on how they like the series or don't like the series. If audiences love the series, I mean, there could be reshoots where we get cameos from these characters. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. If Daredevil hits and, like, the whole world is, like, wearing I'm Not Daredevil t-shirts because this is the most popular show in the fucking world, then we'll get fucking Daredevil in in the movie. I mean, we're getting cameo appearances in Avengers Age of Ultron of characters that are in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but I feel like that show, it definitely goes out of its way to connect itself to the Marvel movie universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where Daredevil is going to go out of its way kind of in the opposite direction to kind of ha- be a separate entity. No, no, no. I'm in agreement. Yeah. I, I think, like, like when he lists off, like, the pending lineup, I, I, I'm, I'm totally for Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Wasp, Captain Marvel. That's where you've got me. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist involved. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So, But everything else this guy said has sounded on the level besides that. Yeah. 
you guys, uh, on the flip side, do you ever think that we're going to see, like, any appearances? Like, we're getting possibly Renner in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Do you think that we'll see, like, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones maybe make a crossover into uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think in the future that's very possible. Yeah, it's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, they said they'll all return. All the characters, everybody's going to return in Infinity Wars Part 2. They said, yep, even freaking dead Steve Rogers, it looks like. Nice. <laughs> dead Steve then, a day later, after this big news by Latino Review broke, this huge rumor, they had nothing, no credible source, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing's been, like, officially confirmed by Sony. Um, CBR reported that Sony is denying the rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like, I think they reached out to Sony, and uh, this is what CBR said. The idea of Sony-controlled, uh, the idea of Sony-controlled Spider-Man appearing in Marvel Studios' upcoming Avengers: Infinity War generated a lot of talk after Latino Review posted it as an unconfirmed rumor earlier today. But don't get too excited. When reached by CBR News, a Sony Pictures representative dim- dismissed the report, calling it an old rumor with no validity whatsoever. Yeah, well, that's what you'd say. <clears throat> that's what you'd say. And, you know, uh, the summit, has it happened? I know it's happening. Like, it, did, is it happening this month? Or yeah. has it already happened? I think it, I think it already happened. It happened already? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they're, they're not elaborating on, like, what happened during the summit. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. So, I still think it's happening. I think, I still think Spider-Man's gonna show up in, in the Marvel City. Did you guys universe. see the footage of the Avengers logo covered in the spider webs? Was it fan made? I don't think. Let me let me find that real quick. Give okay, me a second. Let's take a quick pause. Yeah, there's this like leaked trailer that someone is claiming that is like the Avengers Infinity War kind of teaser logo, mm-hmm. and it's the Avengers logo covered in spider webs. Yeah, we just watched it just now. Yeah, most people seem to think it's fake, but if it's true, it's really fascinating. Yeah. Like, that's a really interesting way to show that Spider-Man's going to be in the movie by having the logo surrounded in the webs. I do yeah. like that as an announcement logo. I think it's fan-made. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I wish it wasn't. No, I wish it wasn't, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's see here. Um, I think that is all for Marvel news. No, one more thing I wanted to talk about here real quickly. Um Russo Brothers confirmed that we will be getting Sebastian Stan, who played the Winter Soldier in Captain America Civil War, as well as Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Um, so it's confirmed that they're going to be in Captain America Civil War. Oh, no, we saw that coming. Saw yeah. Coming. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to DC news. Um, let's see here. Let's start off with a DC email. Hello, fearless leader Brian. His number two, Jake. Insert Frank laughing at the thought, number two, reminding him of the act and not Riker. And Frank, the guy who references things too late, Hammer. (laughs) I hope this letter finds you all in great spirits. I had a couple of questions for you about the DC media. I'm curious to know your thoughts on if the Suicide Squad will be including any contingency plan if one of the squad members go off the deep and or tries to escape nanobomb implant in the head type of thing if so being that the film will most likely be pg-13 how cool would it be if it was r though how would you like to see it handled i think it would be cool if it wasn't an explosion but more like an internal explosion that just exploded and makes the squad member fall like a rag doll (laughs) 
who out of the listed characters would be the first to go? Any thoughts? Remember that movie um, Deadlock, I think it was called? It was an HBO movie with Rudger Howard where they had the things around their necks and that they escaped from the prison. Their, their heads would blow up. Mm-mm. That's what this email reminded me of. Okay. No, I've never seen it. So there's some kind of fail safe that's going to happen to them if they, if they go off their orders. And how would we like to see that done? Well, that's how, that, that is what the Suicide Squad is. Yeah. I mean, if they go off their orders, they, they do have nanobombs and these implants in their necks. What, what, is, what do they show in the comic book when that happens? Uh, I mean, usually you see like a little bit of like an explosion and then they kind of drop. Like in the, uh, in the, uh, what is it? The new, uh, Batman Arkham, mm-hmm. uh, Batman Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm. that came out. Um, you saw it was, uh, I can't remember who was the character that, fucking went down first shit i can't remember who it was but like they just kind of just showed him like dropping to his knees okay you know what i mean yeah so that's pretty neat i don't know i i'm not the most familiar with the suicide squad i don't know who's going to be the first member to go down i don't think it's going to be any of the members that they've uh i don't think it's going to be anybody that they've cast any of these big names probably not i think there's going to be some characters that they haven't named that are lesser names and i think they're going to be the ones to go i think everybody that's been cast here is going to survive most of the movie maybe one will die towards the end but. that makes sense like the red shirts of the suicide squad yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so. it's gonna i don't think you're gonna see a whole lot of it happen i mean it's only gonna take one or two and they're gonna get the idea yeah mm-hmm. well i'm sure we're gonna get to it but we've already technically saw our first suicide squad member go down yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about that <laughs> um yeah i'm sorry this Larry, this this email comes from larry midday um, he said, I also have a thought about Harrison Wells and the news about him being re- the reverse flash. Could he be the reverse flash from the future who traveled back in time to alter the timeline? It seems that he is protecting Barry and leading him on a certain path. Could he be trying to alter a future event? I may be overthinking all this due to lack of sleep from a teething, from, from a teething 16 month, uh, 16 month old. <laughs> Still, who doesn't love talking about pop culture theories? Dude, I'm sorry. I'm so lost on this fucking Harrison Wells shit at this point. Yeah. So I, many damn theories. I read they're going to actually introduce time travel in the next couple episodes. They are. I think it was episode 15? 15 or 16, I think 15, I saw. I article. think it was 15. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many goddamn theories. I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it could, it could be. It could be Reverse Flash from the future who traveled back in time to alter the timeline. I have no idea, man. Who's to say? Who's to know? The only thing I can feel him on is the whole teething thing with a 16-month-old. Yeah. So. I have no idea what that is like. So Me neither. You ain't sleeping. I'm glad. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> no, my ass is out cold. <laughs> yeah, you breeders can deal with that bullshit. Breeders. That breed on. <laughs> he says, now off to – and I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry I don't have any more. I mean, every theory I've gone over, I, don't, I can't pinpoint which one it is. Yeah. It's impossible at this point. There's so many of them. But he says, now off to drink more coffee and recommend some films to my customers. They're beginning to accept I Tupperware that film as a good thing. Awesome. If you guys ever decide to do a call-in show, sign me up. Take care. Thanks for a great podcast, and please keep up the great work. Larry. Great email. Yeah, hor- oh. horrible responses to his email, but... Yeah, I love that he tells his customers that he Tupperware's the movie. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, 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 they don't understand anything, like Frank. Yep. They play him... I wonder if he plays in the Clive clip. Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, this will sum it up. 
Like, you know how awesome all these British actors are nowadays? Listen to this guy. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Three months before they start shooting uh, shooting the film, uh, we're talking about Suicide Squad. My God, Brian. My notes are fucked up. Anyway, three months before they start shooting Suicide Squad, Tom Hardy drops out. And that he does. So we lost our Rick Flag. We're going to talk about that, but I have a DC email that addresses this too, and I want to read that. And it's uh, from Reese from Liverpool, England. He says, hi, Brian, Jake, and Frank. Hey, guys, this is my third email to you guys, and I just want to say again how much I love the show. It really gives me an outlet to hear about the comic and movie stuff I love every week. I'm a big DC fan, so email is going to be about that. Anyway, with the news that Tom Hardy has left Suicide Squad, who would you like to be cast in that role? My pick would be Charlie Hunnam. I loved him in Sons of Anarchy, and now I'm dying to see him in a superhero film. Uh, let's see here. More, more flash talk. <laughs> also, we know now it's been confirmed that Harrison Wells... Okay, before I move on to that, before I move on to that, uh, who would you like to be cast in that role? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're replacing Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's throw Josh Holloway a bone. He needs some work. Yeah. Josh Holloway. Yeah, he played he Sawyer on Lost. Oh, okay, yeah, I get you. He needs some work. He's, he's hurting. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, I could also see uh, Nikolai Walter Costo. Okay. He, that's uh, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's not bad casting either. So I don't know the character very well. I'm just trying to who who can replace Tom Hardy is what yeah. I'm thinking more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. All right. I'm not going to give my answer. Don't have an answer? I do, but yeah. Whatever, fuck it. The Terry Crews? No. <laughs> Bradley Cooper? No. <laughs> My picks are shit, so. No, I want to know now. The guy from um, Sideways, and he also played uh, Sandman, Spider-Man. Thomas Three. Hayden Church. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be my pick. Not bad. That's good. Yeah, I'm not down on that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't give my fucking picks. I never thought about how um, those two are. Um, he's in the same movie with uh, Paul Giamatti in that Sideways. So it's basically oh. like uh, <laughs> Rhino and Sandman going on a yeah, wine tasting true. tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, lo- I like that Sideways movie. I own that on DVD. I like it a lot, too. Yeah. The Alexander Payne movie. Uh, let's see here. He says, also, we know now it's been confirmed that Harrison Wells is the reverse Flash. But the question is, which one is he? My theory is that he is Eddie, Thron- Eddie Thon's relative from the future. But somehow he doesn't have his powers because when he was beaten up, he didn't heal quickly. So I'm thinking the end of the season, we will see Eddie become the reverse Flash. So... We will have two on the show. Also, in Arrow News, by the way, I'm loving that show. I can't wait for you guys to get cut up. Raja Ghul is such a good villain this season. Yeah, so they said they are working on another spinoff with Adam being the favorite, but who would you like to see the spinoff be about? I personally would love a Suicide, Squin- a suicide Squad spinoff in the same time frame of how Agent Carter is being aired now. I think they kind of said that there's probably not going to be a Suicide Squad TV show now that they talked about because of the movie. Yeah, they don't want to draw interest away from that. I don't know. I could see him doing that. Finally, on the Shazam casting you spoke about last week, it's super hard to decide. I don't know. You, 
I, it's super hard to decide. I know you've seen True Blood, Brian. So someone like Ryan Quantin could really pull that role off, but he's really not a big enough actor, I don't think. I don't know if he means big enough actor as far as like size-wise or name. Yeah, probably means name. Yeah, but I think he could pull it off as far as like playing like a childlike character for sure. Um and he looks young, and I think he's older than I am. Really? Yeah. Huh. Ryan Quantin looks young as fuck. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, I'd like that if you could bulk up. But I, that, that's, that's going to be a tough casting. I don't think that's why we've heard an announcement yet. Anyway, this email has gone on a bit long. Uh, I just need to say I appreciate the time and effort you guys put in to making the show. It's so good, and I listen to, to all of it every Monday. Although I don't use Facebook or Twitter, you still have a valued member of the Army over here in Liverpool, England, who's listened since episode five. Wow. And long may it continue. Reese from Liverpool, England. A great email. Nice, mm-hmm. dude, from way back. Episode five, way back in the day. I don't even know what that episode was. That's what I was getting ready to ask. I have no clue. Was that Man of Steel? No, that was episode eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like toys or something ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. Who knows what the fuck we were talking about back then? Some dumbass shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that leads us into the big story, one of the biggest stories of the week. The rap is saying that the reason Tom Hardy left the Suicide Squad is due to the movie he's filming, The Revenant. It's going over schedule and still will be filming in mid-March. Well, the Suicide Squad movie will begin filming in April. So that works out just fine, right? Yeah. No. No. It does not. He's needed to help promote Mad Max Fury Road before its summer release at press junkets. Oh, so he's just got too much on his plate. Yeah. Reportedly. Reported. There's a couple reasons, and I'm going to get to the next one. Um, but if this is the the case, I mean, it's not like he can just tell like the studio to fuck off and like that he needs to film this other movie. I mean... He owes the studio and needs to show up for these interviews and promote this Revenant movie. Not Revenant, but uh, Mad Max. Yes. What is Mad Max called? Fury Fury Road. Road. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Latino Review, they cite another reason for Tom Hardy leaving the project. They say, now we've learned why Tom Hardy has dropped out of the project. According to the source, he simply didn't like the script he was finally given. He didn't like the drastic change to the character. Like we figured, the scheduling conflict is a cover story. So he left the project under amicable terms. Um, let's see here. Yeah, the rumor is the latest draft of Suicide Squad has upped the screen time of Deadshot and the Joker at the expense of the lesser villains in the movie like Rick Flagg. Hmm. This also may have contributed to Hardy's exit. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely see that. If he's like, "Hey, if I'm not getting the time, why give him? Why have the patience?" So, like, either way, I mean, he's leaving the studio in a huge mess three months before they start filming. Yeah, uh, three months before they, uh, you know, three months before filming, they lose one of the biggest names on the cast. Yeah, and now they don't have a Rick Flag for their movie. Uh, and in my opinion, I mean, the movie becomes less exciting without Hardy in it. Yeah, still very exciting though. I, I'm disappointed to hear that they're taking screen time away from some and giving it to Deadshot and the Joker. Just I'm because. fine with Deadshot screen time. 
Okay. Totally fine with Deadshot screen time. That character needs screen time. Joker, not happy about. Right. Mm. But I want to see Will Smith as Deadshot. I don't want them to just have him as a bit character. No, I never expected he would be. As long as he's entertaining, but I don't know. I just, I'm hoping that they don't try to focus, take the focus away on other characters that could also be interesting, like Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Well, n- neither am I. I but I, 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 I want to see a lot of Deadshot. I love Deadshot. Deadshot's a great character in the Suicide Squad. One of the most interesting characters in the Suicide Squad. I don't, I have no problem with them giving him more screen time. Well, if I'm not mistaken, you said it was a, a change in the script and they altered how much screen time that his character was going to have. Is that right? Deadshot gets more screen time. And Rick Flagg gets less screen time. Right. And you said you had a problem with them upping Deadshot and the and, Joker's screen time. And, and, and I'm saying that I have no problem with them upping Deadshot's screen time. I want to see a lot of Deadshot, but I do have a problem with them upping the Joker's screen time. I want to see. I don't want to see a lot of Joker. Gotcha. So you don't think that, as far as like a balance goes, that he had any right to be upset about it? No, I mean he's an actor; it's his choice to leave if he wants to. I think he fucked the studio three months right, before that's, filming. That's true. But on the flip side, I, th- I think they kind of fucked him by like revising the script and giving him less. Yeah, I think they could have gave him the same amount of you know a balanced. Bit of screen time uh, as well as Deadshot. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just left out the Joker a little bit more. It right. seems like uh, – I don't like the fact that they're going to show more Joker. I want Joker to kind of be mysterious and in the shadows of this movie. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Right. But I, I want to see a lot of Deadshot. I fucking love Deadshot. I'm not surprised that they're going this way. They're going to they're gonna pump the Joker. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. It sucks that we've lost Hardy. Yeah, it's all it's all a rumor too, but we don't know. But I mean, if I don't know, out of those two rumors, like uh, filming, they're still filming this Revenant movie, or Tom Hardy just being upset with it. Which one are you buying? Uh, I'm actually buying A. That it's the scheduling conflicts. I buy it. Okay. I think it's easy to easy to come up with the other reasons if a is legitimate mm-hmm. that's true i don't know i don't know man i don't know i'm 50 50 on this one yeah i mean he seems like he's had fantastic working relationships with warner brothers this entire time i mean dark knight rises went okay uh, mad max is a warner brothers film and it, everything seems to be going good with that you know so i why have the bad relations now yeah yeah it's a good point I don't know. All right, yeah. I just, uh, I, I do. St- I still think the movie's less exciting without him. I, I agree with that. I can't argue that you would think. That. I'm still excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm less excited now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Suicide Squad director David Ayer, who I found out is actually from Champaign, Illinois. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, pretty oh. cool, huh? No shit. David Ayer directed uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in uh, End of Watch. And so it looks like he's uh, reaching out to Jake Gyllenhaal to see if he'll take over for Hardy as Rick Flagg in this film. That's going to make you excited. Yeah, (laughs) if it happens. Yeah. What are the chances? Right. You never know. If They they already have a working relationship. There's got to be a chance. Okay, let's look at it from this angle. Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you think he's got projects lined up, too? I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. 
can he really, you know what I mean? Can he really find the time to do Suicide Squad? With that's his true. That, that's, they're not going to reset the filming schedule. Yeah, it all goes him. back to you saying Hardy fucked the studio kind of yeah. by having to leave. I mean, who, who can they find that on three months' notice can do a major motion picture like this? <sighs> Damn, that is a really good point. You know, I don't. I, I think you know, like uh, your guy Josh Holloway. Maybe I don't know what he's got going on, but getting him in there to do it—that's why I suggested him. So he's, I mean, but he doesn't carry the weight of Tom Hardy. No, right? Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from Josh Holloway. But I completely I'm, but I'm, agree. But I'm just saying, yeah, he doesn't carry the weight. I mean, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal—that's the guy you want in there. If anybody's going to replace right. him, that's the guy you want. But like. This guy's probably got projects lined up out the wazoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. How is he going to fit this in? That uh, Nikolai Walter Costeau, they're probably going to be finished up filming for Game of Thrones real soon, right? Yeah, probably. Somebody fucking call his agent. <laughs> Get him in there. I'm saying Daniel Cudmore. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> that there guy. You. Shit, man. Yeah. He, He's available. He, he eats up screen time. Yeah. You know, Frank, you got him for your fucking kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was the big thing. You grease him up and ride the Colossus. Oh, I thought he was going to come over as the Cudmore Clown. <laughs> the Cudmore Clown. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, I don't know. I guys, I mean, like on the like, I'm sure everybody's like, oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. But yeah, I'd love it too. But realistically, I don't know if this can if this can happen schedule-wise. Schedule-wise, yeah. no. Unless they can get him in there and just shoot him with an. I mean, if they really, really downsize the part of Rick Flag, if he can just come in there and like film a few quick scenes and they get the fuck out. Yeah, that almost true. seems just as pointless as not. Ha- you know, like, yeah, why, why even have Jake Gyllenhaal if you're not going to use him to the fullest extent? Well, yeah. Point? Then on the flip side, it's like you get one crack. T- sometimes for some actors, you get like one crack at like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Is this a superhero that Jake Gyllenhaal wants to be? Is like you know what I mean? Or is it like or is he even is he interested in doing superhero movies yeah. anymore? I mean, Spider Man was a possibility in the past. Yeah. Is he still interested in doing superhero movies? And like. If he's gonna be a superhero in a movie or being a superhero movie, does he want to be Rick Flag or like is he gonna save himself for something different, something bigger? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal will always be the Prince of Persia to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be a fist pumping moment if they got Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm calling it that it won't happen. Unfortunately, yeah. I think we're a little jaded after all the yanking around we got with the Doctor Strange shit too. Yeah, yeah where it's like, ugh, you know. Fuck yeah. with our emotions during that. We're just fucking jaded now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to Suicide Squad, and I don't think the movie hinges on Rick Flagg, but I think Hardy would have been great. Yeah, I'm a, I am like Hardy. So. Star Wars news. You guys ready to jump into Star Wars news? Yep. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> what? That was my dead-on R2-D2 impersonation. Copy that. Wow. Yeah, I felt like I was in the same room. I know, I know, I know, I know. I had to look over and make sure it wasn't. I make sure my head wasn't spinning around 360. Yeah. <laughs> that third leg coming out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that may be happening. Holy shit. No, I'm just right. kidding. And I thought just, you were lesbian now. <laughs> and just like all good leftovers saying their dog, I'm ending the show. I'm getting the fuck out of here. All right, guys, time for Star Wars news. What's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true. That's impossible! 
Jesus. Yeah, settle down there, Archie. Gosh. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> All right. Did you guys see the pictures that uh, Warwick Davis put out this week? I did not. I did okay. not either. Uh, put out some pictures. Um, I'm, trying, I'm going off of memory. He put out some pictures of uh, it was him and behind him was Chewbacca. And you didn't see Chewbacca's face. You just knew it was Chewbacca's body. And then he put out another picture. And behind him, it looked like uh, it could either be Darth Vader or Kylo Ren, the new Sith or whatever the fuck. Nice. And he put out those pictures. And so people are speculating. Like, at first, they saw the picture of, like, Kylo Ren and or, – or Vader. And so people were already, like, automatically, like – Speculating that Vader's going to make an appearance in Episode Seven. Mm, yeah, look at that. Yeah, I could see why people could think that possibly could be Vader. Yeah, um, Warwick Davis, though you're looking at that article, they did update it, and he put out a tweet. Uh, scroll up. Oh, I got it right there. And read the tweet that he put out. I think they updated it. That tweet right there. I'd like to state that my hashtag Star Wars hashtag selfies on last night's one show were not from Episode 7. They were just a bit of fun. Hashtag Jedi mind trick. Yeah, because like like the whole thing was like, did Warwick Davis just spoil Star Wars Episode 7 and post a picture of him next to Vader? <laughs> he looks like he just smelled his crotch. Yeah, he does look like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> well, no, like in the first picture, like he's like all happy because it's chewy. And yeah. then like now he's next to the Sith Lord and like, oh my God. Oh no. Yeah. And his crotch right. smells too. <laughs> balls. Balls. Yeah. Force yeah, balls. <laughs> said it was from his show at Star Wars Weekends last year. Oh, okay. Okay, that's funny. Nah, I mean, he didn't spoil anything. With the Shroud of Secrecy going on with this thing, he'd have to be an idiot to kind of, like, spoil that. I love this right. article. Did Warwick Davis just post a huge Star Wars The Force Awakens spoiler update? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Not a lot of Star Wars news this week. Um, except that I did just read that the Star Wars Episode Seven trailer, the second one coming out, is going to feature... Um, the like Han Leia. And- oh yeah, yeah, I heard, I that, heard too. that too. The original trilogy yeah. cast. So I, read- I was right on the money. I said the first one is going to feature. It's going to be bookends. Yeah. And the first one's going to feature the new characters, and the second one's going to feature the old ones. I'd heard that that one no brainers coming out with Age of Ultron. Yeah, I was with you on that too because it makes the second one just as much of an event as the first one. Right. It's like the whole thing all over again. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So. I was just hoping for a whole trailer of BB-8. Just wheeling around. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. To, set to rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard um, the rumor that possibly the Han Solo and the Beba, Boba Fett movie are one and the same. Really? This, yeah. This yeah, week. Yeah. Um, what happened was um, you said Gary, <laughs> Gary – remember last week you said Gary would have left? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, after a year, he left, and I guess who's coming back to polish the script – had me very excited. Ooh. Simon Kinsberg. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Who's wow. doing like the Rebels TV show. Uh-huh. And, yeah. So I'm very excited to hear that he's polishing it. And so maybe he came across like the problem that we talked about is like, how are you going to portray Boba Fett as like the protagonist in the film? Um, that's a kind of a problem. So maybe it's like, uh, it's, it's a Han Solo and Boba Fett movie. They've combined it. I love it. To take care of that problem. Both are kind of villainous, though. Yeah. 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 Right. Still, 
I hope it's true that they're both scoundrels. Yeah, I, ho- I think it, I, I hope it is true that they're c- combining these movies. So if that's the case, I have no idea if it's Trank or Edwards who's going to direct this thing. Yeah. And I don't know what the other second spinoff movie is going to be about. Right. Yeah, who knows at this point? That's really up in the air now. Maybe yeah. maybe it's the rumored Yoda movie. Oh, I don't want a Yoda movie. We're going to get a Yoda movie. You think so? Whether you want it or not, we're getting a Yoda movie shoved down our throats, I think. Lando Calrissian's coming back to Rebels. Ooh. Hell, fuck yeah. And they got Billy, Billy D. Williams. Of course they did. That guy is like ringing the doorbell of Star Wars. <laughs> sure. He's like, <laughs> 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 Exactly. <laughs> He's the, he's the Corey Feldman of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I know you're behind the door. I can hear you breathing. Let me in. God. <laughs> Whoa. Right, fix that. Damn, Frank. Balls. <laughs> balls. What's going on over there? Lando Calrissian's balls. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Leave Lando's balls out of this. Yeah. You've, you've done taking it too far. Yeah. What are you so saying? <laughs> He's got big balls. <laughs> Leave Lando's balls out of this, Frank. The man's not joking, Frank. Gosh. All right, all right, all right. Ah. <laughs> Frank, I'm going to make you drink a Colt 45. Colt 45 does, every does it time. every time. Chef Salty Chocolate Balls. <laughs> Do they do it every time? I don't think so. Isn't that Sex Panther? <laughs> what, what? 60% of the time? Yeah, 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That was Paul Rudd. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. That's it for Star Wars news, huh? No, I've got some quotes from Mark Hamill. Oh, Ooh, cool. Let's hear it. What's your Beardo's got to say? Yeah, <laughs> great quotes from Mark Hamill talking about Star Wars. Um, he says, The most interesting aspect from my point of view is that Star Wars is now in the hands of the generation who are fans. Whoa. It's the next generation of filmmakers who were sort of weaned on these pictures. That's a good point. Yeah, it's it the is. whole circle of life on that on the Star Wars. There, mm-hmm. it's awesome for us because then, like with everything we've seen so far with JJ bringing it back to the practical effects, that's cool. Yeah. Did you guys see that um, Lucas wanted to do Star Wars Episode Seven? <laughs> yeah, I did read that this week. No, that yeah. it very very quickly it almost was a George Lucas yeah new trilogy, and that's when he was having talks with Carrie and Luke and. Uh, huh. Carrie and Luke, Carrie and Mark. <laughs> he was having talks with them and stuff about coming back, and he wanted to have it out by May 2015. Wow! So then um, I forget what it was. What what made him change his mind on uh, selling it? They they did mention whole it. epic fuck ton of money. <laughs> yeah, a new ranch. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I can't remember the reason. They ha- they gave a reason. His own planet. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna name it after me. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the final quote from Mark Hamill was he talked about the security of the film. He said, I'm surprised I can even admit I'm in it. I'm like, I'm li- I like being surprised. It's a whole different era now. When we made the original films, you had the odd reporter hanging around the studio bribing people to give them stories. Now I said to them, do I really have to wear this robe and this hood that covers my entire head to go from the trailer to the soundstage? They said, Yeah. There's drones. Seriously, there's drones flying over the studio trying to get pictures of whatever they can get pictures of. Oh, my gosh. So That's yeah. not surprising. You can buy those sons of bitches for like 30 bucks on up. From We, we have our own drones out there, Frank. We're not surprised at this at all. Mm-hmm. The Pop Culture Leftovers drone is working 24-7. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. Who's piloting that bitch? 
It's autopilot. Oh. <laughs> That's what makes it a drone, right? Actually, ours is a helicarrier, and the thing crashes <laughs> all the time. Oh, no. Not, yeah, there t- used to be houses over in that field. I told you not to go helicarrier brand. <laughs> I told you read consumer reports before we bought that one. The only drone on this show is us. Because we <laughs> drone on and on and on and on and on yeah. for six <laughs> hours. Six hours. That's all I got for Star Wars news. All right, Star Wars news. So we're wrapping her up. That's it. Well, I got a quick question for you guys. Oh, go ahead. Um, earlier, uh, Michael Cornish had gotten a hold of me, and he was asking. He was confused at the end of that third Hobbit movie about which armies consisted of the five armies, and it kind of got me to thinking about it. And I couldn't really figure out which five armies were the five armies. I know it's modeled after the book, which in the book the five armies was the human, elf, dwarf. Warg and Orc armies. Those were the five armies. Human, in the book. elf, dwarf, mm-hmm. Warg, and Orc. Orc. Okay, that sounds right. So, but we didn't really have that in the third film. We had like two different Orc armies. They didn't really. I mean, some of them were on Wargs, but it wasn't like a army of Wargs. What about the Eagles? And yeah, exactly. Where do they come in at? They're so four point five. Well, right. Like, do you count them as a army or do you not? The animal kingdom, maybe. Well, yeah. yeah like, uh, it was the animal kingdom, kind of, because mm-hmm. like uh, Radagast came with them as right. well as Bjorn, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that was a nice, real quick scene of Bjorn. Yeah, like no for, the, for people that didn't remember him from the other movie, they're like, "What the fuck is this bear doing there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um. Man, and Brian, we've talked a little bit about, you know, how you look at the special effects in mm-hmm. The Hobbit, and then you go back and look at The Lord of the Rings. I'm, I'm kind of have a hard time getting my son to watch The Two Towers, because I was telling him about how much scary. I... It's, is it scary for Well, him? no. Uh, uh, he sat through all of The Fellowship, and I talked, you know, I talked about how much I love The Lord of the Rings all this time that these Hobbit movies are coming out. And then he saw the fellowship, and he had the same reaction that you did and that I did the first time we saw fellowship. We didn't like it. Yeah. So he yeah. doesn't like it. And I'm like pulling teeth trying to get him to watch the fucking two towers. I'm like, no, if you just if you just watch this one, like you'll understand that everything that you just saw in all the Hobbit movies isn't really as good. Right. But like, I don't know what it is with kids. It seems like they're turned off by the practical effects stuff. They'd rather see the computer CG. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you see that with animated movies. Like, hand-drawn animated movies can't get any time of day anymore. So it all has to be CG, you know? The tone of the movies, even, is so different. Like, the the Two Towers especially, like you said, is scary. Like, the imagery, the practical effects for the uruk and stuff, it's scary. And I don't ever remember there being anything about The Hobbit to be scared of. Yeah, that's a good point. Other than smog, maybe, but... That was yeah, it. one battle takes place during the night, and you've got like all the the fucking like uh, orcs with the white ha- white hand of Saruman on them, and yeah. they're like they're chanting when they're like pounding, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was fucking scary, you yeah. know what I mean? And that, they're backed into a fucking corner. That, they're yeah, battle at Helm's Deep. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Uh-huh. And, and they've been talking the whole time about how oh these walls have never been penetrated, and then that one comes running in with the explosive. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Shatters the wall. Just all the Nazgul stuff in the first movie in Fellowship is really filmed really yeah. scary. And I think a, I think a lot of what 
fellowship suffers from is like on a first viewing if you don't really have like a good grasp on all the lore and everything yeah you don't really understand a lot of it because there's a lot of explanation and then like upon further viewings after you get through the rest of the movies you're like oh shit like i'm all excited about this now i want to know everything i can about it yeah somebody did a uh cut um like a Topher grace kind of cut you yeah. know like what he did with like the prequels and he cut it so that it you know, it was a one-time showing, and Topher Grace showed the prequel so that it made sense. Yeah. Wow. And you, you heard about that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody did a cut of the first two uh, Hobbit movies, and uh, they said it was amazing. Oh, I wish I could see they, that. They cut out a lot of the stuff that, that didn't need to be there. Uh-huh. And uh, I heard it was just awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. There's a lot, lot to be cut. There's a, I love, shit. yeah, the fan edits and stuff like that. Did you hear about the Ant-Man fan edit? No. They they took the trailer, the Ant Man trailer, mm-hmm. and they cut out a few things, and then they added different music to it, and uh, it's a lot better. Really? Yeah, it's Damn. a lot better. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I taste that trailer, the the, the fan made one. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? That is sad. <laughs> well, I had something I wanted to bring up real quick yes. before we get out of here. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we, I was talking to Jarrett Gafford of the Joe Schmo Comic Show, uh-huh. and we we wanted to find a way that we could live tweet movies together, and we kind of kicked around some ideas. And what we've come up with is the last Saturday of every month at six p.m. Central, we are going to watch a movie with as many people as possible, and we're all going to tweet about it as we watch it, live tweet the movie. Um, mm-hmm. We've mapped out. We got so excited about this idea. That we mapped out the entire year already. Holy shit. So we know what the 12 movies are. We actually did January too before we were like, okay, slow down. Let's see, <laughs> let's see that we're still doing this yeah. by January yeah. before we start mapping out more movies. But, um, so we're going to start next Saturday. Um, the first movie we're going to do is Man of Steel. Nice. And that's what I was earlier alluding so to. So how are you going to be doing this? Are you both going to be watching the movie at the same time? Yes. Yeah, so we're both going to start the movie at, at 6 p.m. Central. And just tweet any observations that we have about what we're watching as we're watching it. And I'm calling upon as many people that want to join in to join in. Um, Uh, Is there a hashtag for this? We're going to create a hashtag. Um, The hashtag tag is going to be MOS Live Tweet. Okay. That we'll use. It's not going to be the same hashtag. We're going to change the hashtag every movie. Gotcha. Okay. And um, I'm not going to say what the whole year's worth is, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the first four movies are that we're going to do. Okay. In uh, January, we're going to do Man of Steel, and that'll be next Saturday. In February, we're going to do Spider-Man 3. In uh, March, we're going to do Iron Man 3. <laughs> and in April, we're going to do Incredible Hulk. Oh, shit. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah, it'd be great. Any listeners out there that want to join with us, um, we'll probably start tweeting about maybe 10 minutes to a half an hour before the 6 p.m. What was the second movie? Um, Spider-Man 3. Okay. We wanted to pick movies that were polarizing movies that people yeah. either strongly loved or strongly disliked. Yeah. Such so great conversation on the Twitter while we're talking. That's a good so, idea. So, yeah, next Saturday, if you want to watch um, Man of Steel along with the biggest Man of Steel fan out there, myself... On Twitter, yeah, sarcasm. You're gonna, get, you're gonna get Isaac right there with you, trying to trash on that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot more listeners out there of our show like Man of Steel. Isaac than even changed it. it to a taste it. I think. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He did on his yeah. new review that he did for the site. Yeah. See, so, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I hope maybe you guys can have the time maybe to join us on a few of these movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be I there can. for Man of Steel. So nice. I yeah. will not be there. 
for Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be there for Spider-Man 3? Uh, possibly. I'll definitely be there for Man of Steel. Okay. See, I'll, I'll definitely be able to do the Spider-Man 3. I'll try on Man of Steel. I'll have my kids, so it's whether I might or not make it 15 still. minutes into Man of Steel and then read some of Jake's live <laughs> tweets, and I might be out. Right. Yeah. And just turn off my phone and enjoy the movie. <laughs> but I'll be there for at least the first 15 minutes. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I think the movie's going to have a lot more supporters during this than detractors like myself. Yeah. We'll see, though. Um, I do have, like, we, you know, Andy Babcock thought he figured out, like, the secret to episode 100. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the leftover Frank thing that'll never happen. Um, <laughs> Frank, <laughs> I love you, dude. It's you good, know man. This. You know this. Yeah. You know this. We'll talk about this when we get off air. I ain't worried about it. I did want to tease something, and I'm bringing it up to you guys for the first time. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've been thinking about doing for episode 100. I think we should set up a video feed for oh, episode that's 100. Cool. Oh, I, that'd be I, fun. I know it's going to hurt our downloads a little bit, but I think uh, we can either do it on Veedle or Twitch mm-hmm. and do a live video feed for everybody to watch us podcast as we do it live. Maybe we could record both even. We still have the audio file. No, pe- we're, we're going to have the audio file to put on for the people on iTunes that can't watch live. Yes. Yeah. But for those people that are watching live, I still, please, still download the episode, even though you yeah. don't listen to it. It helps us. But It'd probably uh, have to be that other one. If I remember right, they've changed the rules of Twitch to where the only thing you can do is stream gaming content. Yeah, we yeah. don't need Twitch. We can use Google Hangouts or something. Yeah. yeah. You, you can even use YouTube for that kind of thing. Well, yeah. I've already got a Pop Culture's Vetal set up, so yeah. we can use Vetal too. But yeah, they'll come to us. I like yeah. it. Yeah, if we can figure out the logistics of that, I think it's a great idea. Sure. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. So, so yeah, you can see me with my hoodie on while we record. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, some creepy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, that means we're going to have to clean the fucking garage. No, yeah, it no you don't. They, they want to see what it's really like, oh not, not some fake made-up version just for episode 100. Well, I do got to clean it anyway. It might be done by then. Who knows? Yeah, it'll be episode 100. We got quite a bit of time before that. Yeah, one. but I'm I'm fucking procrastination king, man. I'm, I'll, this shit will still be here in months. Who <laughs> <laughs> am I kidding? <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm going to be heading home. Are you going to be making text about what my sexual preferences are? <laughs> that's great no ask my phone man i have no idea what are you gonna tell your wife i'm into this time (laughs) shit (laughs) show's over jake is now transgender (laughs) i'll have to be back next week so i can get get my penis back right (laughs) oh my god yeah man could you like seriously think about that operation is bruce jenner gonna do it you think he is You've been hearing about this, right? Yeah, I know. Yes. I think he will. What happened? So, Bruce Jenner? You I know who he is. This? Yeah, yeah. No, what's going on with it? Looks it? like he's getting like hormone therapy and shit like that, and yeah. like some work done. He's trying to turn into a woman now. Okay. Yeah. They, there's not enough Kardashians in the world. Hey, if that's he's just thing. gonna, he's just like hey, fuck this being gonna, a man shit. If let's that's go. That's what's gonna make him happy. But well, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm worried about him doing it just to do it to be on like another uh, exactly like reality show. Right. Yeah. Because that's really all they are. They don't really add anything to society anymore. That's just what they do. Is look when at me. You, when did they add stuff to society? What? Well, Bruce Jenner himself did back oh, in yeah, the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Oh my God! Can you can you imagine like that? Don't they like split the dick in half and shove it inside the body? Yeah, 
Like that. Now, if they put that in a Mortal Kombat video game, holy shit! Liu Kang gets his fucking junk fucking split in half. You know what they need to do? Oh my god! I can't believe I just saw this. They need totally need to make like a good Game of Thrones fucking fighting game, and there'd be some fucking fatalities in that shit. Oh my god! Game of Thrones fighting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you could play as uh, uh, the Hound. Fucking just take your fucking broadsword and shove it right up somebody's ass. I want to be Brienne of Tarth. There you go. <laughs> Epic battle. Fight. <laughs> All right, episode 75. 75? Yeah. Wow. It's our 75th anniversary. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Wow, it's over. In the can. In we'll the be can. back. <laughs> In the can. Be back with episode 76. I have no idea what it's going to be. Jake, you could talk about your live tweeting experience. Yeah, we'll talk about Man of Steel. You can talk about how long you lasted before I drove you away from Twitter. I'm going to, I'm taking it down five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be excited. We'll have to try to limit the amount of tags in that. Some of these fucking no tags Twitter threads. No, I mean uh, like you know you at somebody. No ats. Yeah, good. Because then there's just no room the, to talk. Just the hashtag. Yeah, so stick with the hashtag. Yeah. Some of, like I was saying, some of these get so convoluted you can't even finish your statement. Yeah. You can't say anything. There's Just so many the people. That way you can search the hashtag and see what everyone did during the experience. Yeah, that's when good. When it's all said and done. Yeah. Oh, Gotham's coming back. Yeah, next week. Mm-hmm. Flash is coming back too. Ah, fuck. Still, I mean, I ain't done with Arrow. So, I'm looking forward to those. All right, guys. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. Take care, y'all. See ya. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, clean erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture push over. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcast that original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture push over. Pop culture leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's make it, clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture push over. Pop culture leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said? Leftovers. Pop culture le
love it, hey, let's face it, can't embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers, uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.